Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Today's Sunday session is brought to you thanks to the fine folks at More Beer. Visit them right now at morebeer.com. Feels like work. Shooting the shit for two hours, drinking beer and talking beer. What a wonderful experience. Can we not have the barf bucket near my mixing board? (laughs) (laughs) I think everybody can read the book. I knew you were going to use this book as an excuse to quit doing this show. <laughs> Mrs. Buff, if you want, I can mail you the bub timer. Yeah, Newcastle. Especially in the can. Have you ever had it in the can? <laughs> no, I have not had it in the can. <laughs> Notice I closed my eyes and I concentrated really hard. Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers. Craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Good afternoon, everybody. Thanks for joining us here on the session. It's good to be back in the studio after a nice little week off. Yeah, I like weeks off. Yeah. Entire weeks. <laughs> I like months off. <laughs> prefer months off myself. Yeah. Uh, but uh, tonight's a special night. We are graced with the uh, presence of Kim Shimke. That's true. She decided to come into the studio. And the true and correct comment. She's probably wondering Grace. if we're still alive and if she still has a job and things like that. So she che- she, she like checks up on us from time to no, time. the invoices yeah. go through, so I know you're alive. That's all I hear about. <laughs> That's all you yeah. Well, you know, you know, that Bebo's means I'm alive. alive. Right. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter if Jay's yeah. alive. As long right. as Bev's working, yeah. it's it makes good. the place run. Yeah. As long as girl gets paid. <laughs> Welcome, Kim Shimke. Thank you, Justin. I was telling Kim before the show, she, you look different somehow. I don't know what it is. Are you, you, you're glowing. You're pregnant, aren't you? Oh. God, I hope not. I she had a good Sunday. That. You do? Yeah, but it's only 99.9%. Yeah. You, well, you just... know it's 100% effective. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do. Being JP? Being me. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. I figured we'd connect there. Yeah. Ask how many kids I have. You have yeah. a glow. Are you happy or something? Maybe last time I saw you weren't happy, and now you're happy. I mean, I'm doing a lot of stuff, so okay. I'm keeping busy. Yeah. I go spinning now. Oh, God. And drink green smoothies. Oh, Are you still drinking beer and stuff? I am. Oh, okay. I don't know what this version of me is. Yeah. I don't know what to make of her yet. Midlife spinning crisis. is like the bike riding? Yeah. Thing? Yeah, it's a stationary bike. Yeah. How come they don't call it that? 
Stationary bike riding? Right. <laughs> because it's so much harder than any stationary bike you've ever ridden. Is it? I see. Okay. So yeah, I did it once. Get a group discount rate and go as a team. <laughs> team building <laughs> exercise. Team ever. Yeah. Actually, I was going to update you on the BN death pool. I don't think that's a good idea for some of us. Yeah, that was <laughs> no. the start of the year, oh. right? <laughs> yeah, we did. I think it's... I, I'm still at the top of it, actually. It wouldn't even be Are an you? update. Yeah. What's wrong? What's going on? I don't know. I had the, I've been having these problems with my feet. With your feet, yeah, like, I know. Sounds like nothing, right? Using like, them, they've been like, like numbness and pain and stuff, okay. right? And I was like, and I've been avoiding going to the doctor because I'm like, oh, it's like my shoes, right? So I keep trying different shoes, and right, and that, like, I did the ultimate. You know, I went to Hawaii for science, like I, so I just took my shoes off for two weeks, right? You know, and hung out on a beach, yeah, I, like mm-hmm. for science. It's a, it's a hard life. Right? It didn't yeah. fix it. No, so I finally went. Well, start with like an N. It's like a thing, right? It's, yeah, it's some sort of neuropathy. Neuropathy. Okay. So I go in, and I'm like, oh, it's, it's my shoes, right? And she's like, it's not your shoes. It's like, yeah, it's neuropathy. What is that? It's my ner- the, the nerves at the end, at your, it's at your extremities, yeah. begin to die, basically. Oh. So in other words, I'm already, like, dying in oh. the death pool. Yeah. My nerves are just going before the rest of me. And they don't regenerate, like, uh, I don't skin think cells so. or whatever. But there's causes. I have that. Sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes there's not causes. Okay. And sometimes, even when they find the cause, they can't do anything anyway. Hmm. Uh, so, of course, as they always do, they send me for all the tests, the blood tests. Oh, yeah. Would you like to know some of the potential causes? Yes, I really would. The uh, number one cause. <laughs> I'd also like to guess at some of these potential causes. <laughs> but uh, I don't want to because uh, I don't know. Uh, one of the MS. <laughs> yeah. By the way, uh, Avery uh, Swanson is here from Gesture King tonight. We're going to be talking to Gesture King Brewery. Welcome, Avery. Hello. Um, I, I would just like to point out that no guest has ever shaken their head at me more in the first <laughs> three minutes of a program than, than Avery. Uh, so True. I think it's going to be a good show. <laughs> yeah, we're ready for it. Well, your so, feet are dying. Do you, do you want to <laughs> take, what do you think the, uh, give me a reason. It would be as, as general as possible while being specific it would be burning man activities okay. oh. uh, drug use yes you think right mm. yes diabetes that didn't come up <laughs> diabetes is the number one uh, okay. uh, cause of it All right. I don't think I have that because I think I would have killed myself by now yeah. if I did yeah. uh, then it goes down from there the, it could just be a simple vitamin B deficiency hmm. and now here's where it gets bad uh, it could be HIV or syphilis well, that's probably the most likely. <laughs> okay. Which I'm like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> she knows me. Oh, man. Uh, so she's like, I'm going to send you for blood tests. They t- sent me for eight different tests, Ooh. including HIV and syphilis. Well, that's good. It's good to get. Uh, uh, I like how they're on the same level. <laughs> it's not HIV, comma, syphilis. There's an and. That's, they're joined yeah, right. together. <laughs> Do you have to have both of them for this to be happening? I don't think so. I think either one would. <laughs> the would pathogen bingo. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> they're like, you're a very lucky man, Justin. You've won yeah. a new car for four years and seven months. So, I don't know. I took all the tests, and now I'm waiting. But what does and, WebMD say? Uh, see, I don't do that. WebMD uh, says that he's pregnant. He's pregnant. Yeah. 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 With cancer. <laughs> I'm pregnant with cancer. He will birth more cancer. I'm pregnant with a tumor. Yeah. Congratulations. Uh, I'm ordering some life insurance on you right now. Thank you. Yeah, oh, we should all take out life insurance on you. Well, these are the things that annoy me, right? Because uh, with my luck, I'll I'll fall somewhere in the... 
you don't really have anything we can find and we can't fix it right. category. Yes. Mm-hmm. Where you just have to live with it and deal with it and they can't yeah, do shit Which means about I'm 39 years old and I can already barely walk and yeah. it will only get worse. Is it that bad? Like how bad are you talking when you say it changes? It, it varies, but it's pretty bad. Like every morning. Mm hmm. I can I can't walk very well. It takes me really? a few minutes to like be able to. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Wow. Uh, when did this start? Uh, about six months ago. Okay. Uh, but like I said, you know, it's, I was like, oh, your feet hurt. It's shoes. So I just can't. at your age, I would think that same. At our age, I would think the same exact thing. And I hate going to the doctor when they just tell you things that are obvious. Like you go, you're coughing, and they say you have a cold, <laughs> or you go with sore feet, and they say, yeah, you wear stupid shoes. Yeah. Uh, so, but no, she, yeah, she, it was a very quick diagnosis. Hmm. Yeah. She's like, no, no, it's a whole other thing. Well, you haven't been diagnosed yet. <clears throat> well, right? I've, no, I've been diagnosed with oh. the problem, just okay. not the cause of the problem. Got but, it. Yeah. It's ex- None of which sound good, by the way. I, right? I agree. So did so. she prescribe not walking? What no. Do do? She just prescribed the blood test and she said, I'll give you a call when I know what's happening. What's oh. wrong with you? And alcohol's okay? See... I'm glad you asked that. I'm a, I'm a very, because I didn't. No, uh, quite the opposite. I'm a very honest patient. I feel yeah. there are people who hide things from their medical professionals. Yeah. I'm of the opinion this is the person I should never lie to because they're just here to help. You know. So every time I go in with something, my first and, and they say what it might be and and the causes. If alcohol's not listed, I always bring it up. I'm always like, what about excessive drinking? (laughs) (laughs) When they ask you how many drinks per week you have, what's your response? uh, I say I I do it by day because I can't count high enough for the week. Mm. So I usually say I have somewhere between four and ten drinks a day. Is what I say. Wow, they must think you're a raging alcoholic. That sounds like a shit. Yeah, you know that's what? Bad. My doctor is so that's cool. Not good. Never judges me. She just yeah. goes. On the inside. <laughs> <laughs> she always just says, well, you should exercise more. Right. And no, alcohol is not a cause of this particular problem. So those problems, if I make it to later in life, are for later in life. Right. My alcohol related right. problems. Alcohol does not cause necromancy. Yeah, right okay. now I just get the. Yeah. <laughs> Right now, Got I just it. get the random health yeah, problems, right? You know, but my blood pressure looked back in control, and the oh, other there you things, go. Uh, you know, how's nice your cholesterol and all, all that garbage? Uh, I should probably, should probably checked that in the blood test. I okay. don't know. Yeah. Well, God bless you. Thanks, son. Yeah, that's really uplifting news here. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Biff, you know what I think we need to do for a bit is get a, a priest on to give him the last rites like, while we can. Let's do it on the next show. Yeah. The next show could be the, we should play the what pathogen does Justin have game. <laughs> get a nice it uh, could be HIV, theme tune. It could be yeah. syphilis. Uh, so, but uh, syphilis is curable if it isn't to a certain point where it starts killing your brain, right? I guess. So are you at the yeah. point where it's yeah. killing your brain? We have gender confusion. That is highly possible. I feel like my brain is different lately. Mm. Um, but it never has like burned when I pee or anything. I don't think I have syphilis. Mm. That's... that's- that's like is that different? Sin. I think that's... Th- I'm literally the, not the person you should ever ask about STDs. I don't know. Or is that gonorrhea? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't Let's look at WebMD. Yeah. Well, fine. yeah. Can somebody look up the Pre- symptoms? Of Pregnancy means. <laughs> I don't know. Well, uh, I'm sorry to hear that, but uh, it's also well, just kind of like in transition. 
So, uh, you know, you'll be fine. Like, they don't know. Do oh, it's, in, it's in flux, I guess. The situation my is fluid. My diagnosis is in transition. Thank you. I yes, thought, you, I thought no, in some di- way I was in transition. You, well, you Between might be. life and death. <laughs> yes. Well, you, transitioning. Well, aren't we all? Well, and once your nerves are dead, then they won't hurt anymore. Right? I would you'll hope that's yeah. the thing, but I don't think they, like, die enough. to not, They slowly die they and always okay. hurt. Oh. Is what happens. What with if this it's fibromyalgia? She it's didn't, not a real thing. She didn't it's mention not? that. I only know what no. it is because of all the like commercials uh, on TV right. for it. That's the one where like everything hurts. You just right? get pain. I, I have that. Too, it's kind of like a blanket <laughs> diagnosis, I think, where they don't actually know what's wrong with you, so they call it that. Like restless leg yeah, yeah. syndrome. If they can't find anything else, it's yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it might be fibromyalgia, Mr. Crosley. Uh-huh, great. <laughs> no, what? <laughs> Just prescribe me something. I don't care. She said there's really good medication for it, but she didn't want to discuss it. And I don't know if that means that the medication's like really complicated, yeah. or like that harmful, or that she just I mean, wanted to yeah, wait. And, it is what it is, you know. So yeah. yeah, doesn't know if she has to give me HIV pills or foot pills. Oh, I see. <laughs> foot pills? Are there foot pills? Because HIV pills are very specific, and foot pills I feel like could be. It's 2017, JP. There has to be foot pills by now. We can cure those feet. Yeah. That's true. How about some Epsom salts? Is that all I need? <laughs> Just soak them. Foot like a grandma. Well, I'll get you those foot massagers you plug in. <laughs> like you can buy at CVS for 12 bucks. The jacuzzi tubs. Maybe I need the, the pressure point therapy. What's that called with the... Acupuncture? No, well, there's that one. Acupressure? But there's the one where they go for like, yeah, like the... Reflexology. That's what the word I was looking oh. for, Avery. Thank you. The reflexology. I saw a TV program where... Uh, oh, a, yeah, Grandpa? A kid... <laughs> uh, I saw a story. On the television. A midday story. A kid was getting reflexology from his hippie grandma, and, okay. and he got off. He finished. No. To completion through his this one foot part. Did his grandma know this? Yes. And it was like an ex, like um, this is an example of how reflexology is attached. Like your feet are attached. She was Watch helping. This. She was helping him. Okay. He was having issues, and ah. she was like, "Oh, I can feel here. You're not getting laid. Let me help you." And through his foot, can we interview this man? Because I sorry. have a lot of what? questions for him. I should have started with that. The show is fiction. It was a drama. But oh yes, you uh, should have. It doesn't mean it's not real. It could happen. No, by definition, it means yeah. it's not real. Fiction. Something. It could be based in. I'm going to ask my reflexologist if it's possible to get me off. <laughs> it's going to be my first question before I start. Then you well, should make sure that you go to a reflexologist that's open after 10 p.m. <laughs> She'll just let you die, whatever she finds out what it yeah. is. Yeah, that's probably true. She's, such She's a like, if he just wants to get off. I we won't work on here. the part that will save his life. Yeah. I would recommend going before like eleven o'clock in the morning because I feel like with the amount of beer you drink during the day, if you go anytime after five, you'll end up going to a mixologist, and I feel like that <laughs> won't help. That could happen. Yeah, it does help though sometimes. Okay. It helps with the pain, <laughs> you know. Blue cacao. <laughs> All right, on tonight's show, we've got Jester King Brewery out of Texas. Uh, I believe we're going to have founder Jeffrey Stuffings on the line with us, and with us in the studio, we've got Avery Swanson, who's their new brewery production manager. So we're happy to have with us and uh, Avery sent us beer but she sent us the wrong beer um, yeah, I'm sorry yeah. 
it's still the right beer. It's just not okay. So we've got some great Jester King beer to drink and talk about tonight. We're going to talk about spontaneous fermentation. Uh, Jester King, um, semi recently anyway, put in a uh, cool ship in their breweries. We can talk about that process, nice. and uh, we're going to get to learn a lot. We haven't had uh, Jester King on since uh, 2013. Wow, tasty. we were in the Martinez studios back then. Yeah, and. Um, Jeffrey and I forget the other guy's name, the hipster guy. Uh, also a nice gentleman. Yeah, no. You know what I'm talking about. He had like a hand, yeah, he had the mustache. And, partner. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's not with the brewery? No, anymore. I don't think he's with him anymore. Is it because he was a hipster? No, I think he was <laughs> never called him that. Nobody ever called him hipster. I, I think you're talking about Ron. Yeah. I, oh, that's it, Ron. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. That's not what I would call Ron. He's you, awesome, but I don't think he's a hipster. He's what? very hip. He had a look. He was hip. A hippie? But he, he did. He had a look. Like he a, was very hip. Like a beatnik? Kind oh, of. I would yeah. go beat. Kind That's of. true. That, yeah, Didn't he have a pork pie hat or something? Yeah, he's got a good hat. Okay, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't think he liked us. I don't think he liked us either. Maybe because you called him a hipster. Shocker. <laughs> well, we didn't like, like go and punch him in the nuts and go, hey, hipster, no. come in the studio. I think he seemed like a very smart man. I think we were too stupid for him. We have a sort of baseline intelligence. Okay. Okay. Whereas, like, Jeffrey's just enough of an idiot to like us. (laughs) Apparently. I would have done that too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel you. I feel you on that. There's there's definitely definitely a a, a ratio. People who know a lot but have to dumb it down for us versus people who kind of live in our atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. So he was fed up with us, I felt like. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to talk to Jeffrey and Avery tonight, (laughs) and we'll learn all about the beer. um, let me it. give you a few announcements. I've, I've been mentioning to you that our Spring Brews Fest is back. It's Saturday, April 1st. I'm working on the ticket website right now, so you should see that soon. The breweries have been invited. It's set in stone Saturday, April 1st, right here in Toto Santos Park uh, from noon to 4. So keep an eye out for tickets. If you're a BN Army member, you're going to get a newsletter first. Um, I'll make Kim do from that or something. Kim uh, From Kim You'll Shinky. get all these exciting things that Kim does. Yeah. And more. I think the last newsletter Kim put out was uh, calling for people to come get uh, hop grenade tattoos. And so I don't I know if you knew this. We started no, getting emails about that. And I was like, oh, I Jesus. I did, because you CC'd me on. No, I, I, but I heard that this was a thing. I didn't make that up. Yeah. Eric told me about it. What thing? He said that you actually were looking to get someone on air to get hop grenade tattoo. Who, who, and we Eric, found my Eric, Eric here? Yeah, we had three and a half hours from Paso here on uh, oh, Christmas. Oh, that's right. We were, yeah. I don't like it when my two businesses intermingle like that. <laughs> you already had people get tattoos on the air. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's what you meant. Maybe I mentioned it like a while ago that we were going to do that or from something. Path, like but, from the uh, Firestone Fest, like when we were in the RV, so people could listen to old show. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's no, true. I was going to say, then don't mention that because the problem. Is, I think I think that Kevin won't let me do it here. Health and safety I think the health department won't let you do it here. But they did it at Downtown Joe's I know, several times. That's not a good uh, measure. Of oh, you're right. You're probably right. <laughs> about recording devices is they're mobile these days. Uh, These days. uh, It wasn't in like 1942 when we did it. (laughs) Uh, No, I don't leave the studio anymore, Kim. Yeah, his feet hurt. He can't. (laughs) Do we have to fireman carry you out? Like Warren and I have to like just lock wrists and go for it? I'm having my lazy boy delivered later this week. And then, yes, you guys have to carry me out to my car from now on. Uh, I'm into it. Um, Yeah, let's do it. 
Anyway, if you're a member of the BN Army, you get first notice on all these things on when tickets uh, go on sale. But the Spring Brews Fest will be Saturday, April 1st, so keep an eye on for that. And uh, come out and join us. We're going to have um, just as many breweries, if not more. How many breweries do we have signed up right now, Bebo? 23 already. Oh, we're going to have more breweries than last year then. Um, and it's always a good time. Isn't it tasty? We put on a great fest. It's always the best fest around. Yeah. I really? Think, I think we do it right. No. Uh, so keep an eye out, and uh, we'll let you know what's happening. Uh, we're also planning for our San Francisco Beer Week events here at the Hop Grenade. We've got a few uh, planned for you. We've got Beachwood Barbecue coming up to do a show with us, one of our, our session God, shows. I've been trying to get that dude up here for years. Right. And he just, I want to be up here with SF Beer Week, so I'm yeah. glad that we got him up here. Yeah. Yeah, so Julian's coming up and uh, bringing, uh, I think, at least 10 of our taps. That's half of our taps wow. will be turned over to Beachwood Barbecue Beers. Um, that's literally some of the best beer, if not the best overall, in, in the entire Southern California area. Oh, yeah. Like, if you look it's at so his clean. portfolio as a whole. Yeah. Every style is just... It. Perfect and yeah. and beautifully done, and that guy is so smart. Yeah, knows knows a lot about it. So, and handsome. Um, I don't know if you noticed. Uh, he's pretty handsome. That's true. Um, small hands though. Has tiny so, hands. Yeah. So Julian will be up. We're doing a Beachwood Barbecue event. We're doing an event with Phantom Carriage, which uh, brews some wonderful beer. Um, Hen House is coming in to do a double IPA release with us, and um, yeah, I don't know. We might even have some planning the younger. We don't know yet. We got some last year. We never know. Cool. Oh. The brewery doesn't tell, the Russian River doesn't really tell everybody who's getting that beer. In fact, we get a delivery from Russian River here at the Hop Grenade every week, and we never know what's in it. We <laughs> Imagine being really? a brewery wow. that you don't huh. even, you don't order. <laughs> yeah. You just tell them, whatever you bring, we'll be thankful for. Yeah. That's pretty much just what like happens. It's like going to get wow. soup from the soup master. You don't want to make a big deal out of it. And we don't. And it works out great, by the way, because they send us great beer. They send yeah. us what people want. Um, our, our community here really likes Pliny the Elder. We always get that. And then occasionally we get something else. And there's just there's no ordering process. There's just a <laughs> delivery process. <laughs> there's not enough to go around so you have a standing order. Yeah. Right? It's and they like, just, like Pappy Van Winkle. Yeah. They just like, give you what you get. You sign up and you may want six cases, but you'll get one and you'll love it. And you'll love it. Yeah. You'll thank us for it. So right. we're stoked about that. But what my point here is we're already getting phone calls. Will you guys have plenty oh, yeah. younger? And the callers oh, get mad God. at our staff because they're like, well, we got it last year, but we don't know. And they go, well, what do you mean you don't know? <laughs> they don't tell you? Actually, they don't. You're telling me that you order beer from a brewery and they don't tell you what you're going to get. And we're like, look, I'm not lying to you, man. I'm telling you how it works. Call Russian River and yell at them for not communicating. Yeah. Get out of here. In, so, in fact, I think last year Russian River produced something saying that we were going to be on the list before we knew that we were on the list. Ah, nice. Yeah, we just, you know, I actually really love it because I don't like too much communication anyway, or any communication for that matter. So the way Russian River works per is perfect for me. Here's your beer. Great. You didn't get any beer. Fine. I don't care. And that's how it works. So we might have younger for SF Beer Week, but I don't know yet. Well, I'll, I'll talk to a guy. All right. <laughs> Go over to thehopgrenade.com, and we have an events uh, page right there. You can take a look at it, and, um, and, and we'll keep you updated on all the SF Beer Week events. But the ones I've just mentioned are there right now. If you want to support the BN, do your Amazon shopping through us. Just click the Amazon link on our homepage. You can do this in the U.S. and in the U.K. 
at least until Brexit, and then maybe everything changes. I don't know. <laughs> we, we, they don't even know. Yeah, they have yeah. no idea. Uh, you can also subscribe and join the BN Army. That's how you get first access to tickets and all the other things that we do, plus the wonderful uh, newsletter that uh, Kim Shimke sends out uh, every month, which uh, it's like reading Hemingway. I mean, it is so... <laughs> Full of drunken ramblings. <laughs> <laughs> yes, pretty much. I thought the resolutions were pretty great. They were really good. Did you even read them? I read them. Did you? I read every newsletter you send out, Kim. I do. You don't believe it, but I do. I'm working a spam. Yeah. Is that cool? <laughs> That's fine. All right. Yeah, I read every word of every one that you send out. Yeah. I have to make sure, because uh, I only communicate with you when I have to yell at you. So I read your work and see if I have to yell at you. And if it's great, yeah. you never hear from me. It's true. Yeah, that's exactly, that is exactly right, actually. Um, so, right. Uh, you get the newsletter by being a uh, member of the Brew Network, right? That's right. Just click the BN Army link and sign up for at least $2 a month. That also enters you into the More Beer Monthly Donation Giveaway, uh, where we uh, draw your name for 100 bucks at More Beer, our wonderful sponsor, More Beer, who brings you this show and every session that we do. All right. Get uh, other updates than these and funny photos and uh, Kim Shimke whimsical responses. Responses over at Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Send your feedback to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com and send everything else over to Bevo or JP at thebrewingnetwork.com. Why not? Shimke got in trouble recently on our Facebook page. What? Uh, uh, she's, because she's a misogynist. You know what, you sexist? Mm-hmm. I've always said that about you, Kim. Xenophobic. Like, people already are always on us for being sexist, right? Right. And then uh, Shimke works behind the scenes as the voice of us in everything <laughs> social media. Which is funny is someone calling out a post being like, that's so sexist. I'm like, do you, do you know who I, do you know I'm writing this? Yeah. It turns out Shimke is way more sexist than we are. Everything she posts now gets a Here's the problem. Arguing. People don't know the difference between sexual and sexist. I agree with that. Yeah. We're highly sexual. How is it confusing? And funny. <laughs> For a bunch of ugly people in a room, we are so sexual. I'd argue uh, that, that that makes us more sexual. Is <laughs> like the lower the looks, the more hypersexual you have to be to get attention. Oh, I see. Otherwise, I like your you're theory. just going to languish in the corner, like rolling <laughs> dice for the rest of your life. Like Beardy. Like Beardy. Right. <laughs> yeah. You guys want to roll some dice? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I brought them. Yeah. I got them right here. I got a sick hundred-sided, bro. It's amazing. <laughs> and so Shimke gets in trouble on Facebook. Book for some uh, a picture. Oh, it was the uh, Bevo, Bevo opening, opening the a gift. bottle yeah, yeah, yeah. that sprayed all over her face yeah. or whatever, and she everything else. Spray all way. over my face. Uh, well, Shimke started. She might have. Uh, <laughs> That's not even what I said. Now you're embellished. Shimke right? wanted no. it to. No, you're ridiculous. Shimke thought yeah. it was like that scene from Flash Dance where it was just it was amazing. <laughs> and so it was anyhow. the mouth beer. It yeah. was the nasty Dave flat tail. Exploding mouth beer bottle. Oh yeah, I remember. I know. I know. That, and then, <laughs> so Shimki makes a sexual, not sexist comment on there, and then the whole fucking thing lights up. Everyone's offended, and Shimki is so like worried. He's like sending me. I'm so. I'm so sorry. I didn't know. And I'm like, Shimki, who cares? It's fine. Make dick jokes for all I care. It's fine. Nobody cares. I didn't know, honestly, We've already though, been written off as like the sexist. Yeah. Which I believe that, but I I pride myself in knowing the line I is see. the thing, and so did I you mean, worry that you lost the line? No, I, I wasn't worried about you, like oh, what okay, you would think good. of it, or yeah. even like what they thought of it. Because I honestly, of all the people that liked and commented, there were like four <laughs> mm-hmm. that took issue with. And okay. I guarantee they were two of them were married. It I guarantee like, it. And, and you know what? It, it doesn't matter. Like I addressed it. 
um, and I did so professionally, and then mm-hmm. I let you know about it. But so I wasn't worried about it in that regard. It was just I, I don't know. I, I've been with um, I've been doing social media for businesses for years now, and I've never encountered something like that. Ah. So it was kind of just like what what I don't understand. What do I do? Because with this? it's because it's part of us already being seen in that light. And so now you don't. We don't get any leeway, right? So everything we do, if it's sexual, becomes sexist. Yeah. Or uh, if it would have not been offensive on, say, somebody else's blog or whatever, it is offensive on ours because we've already been labeled. Right. So in other words, I've set you up for failure. You've done great until now. I've done now. fantastic. <laughs> yes. Well, welcome and, to the club. And everyone's saying, like, you know, how they treat their female employees. I'm like, I, I'm the female employee that's actually writing this. You're the only yeah. other. There's two female employees. Right. You're there's, the second one. But there's one, not that many people anyway. But we treat they them don't, both the same. And, they don't, and they don't massages. ask Beverly about how, about how she gets treated, and they don't ask you, but they're assuming that you guys get treated very, very poorly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 96% of people I meet compliment me on my ability to throw shit back at you. Mm-hmm. Like a monkey. Yeah. Like a monkey. <laughs> like, like a trained gorilla <laughs> in behind the glass. Right. See, like think, a monkey. I think that's sexist. They don't think you're capable of anything other than acting like a monkey. Right. <laughs> right. Rude. Oh yeah. my gosh. This is this is <laughs> amazing. Go, this is no. <laughs> this is a downward spiral. Sorry, I'm trying to help you. Stop it. Anyhow, so it doesn't surprise me that now is the only time you you've encountered this. It's because of you know we've already been been labeled, but it's fine. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> It's a non-issue. He doesn't care. I know yeah. he does. You'll be all right. Maybe you should... <laughs> You'll, be, <laughs> You'll be all right. You'll be all right. You'll be fine. Maybe you should post for us under a... Uh, uh, what's it called? A moniker? Uh, under uh, a, a moniker. A moniker. Sure. Pseudonym. S- a pseudonym. So that you don't... So that your resume stays clean or something. I don't know. Your I, you know what? I take full ownership of everything that I put out there. I, I really felt like it was not bad. And I asked Bevo no, about it. And she didn't think it was bad either. So if the party that it was about... And the person no, I laughed out loud. Hurt, yeah, it, yeah, I laughed. I was, I was I, at that point. I don't care. Okay, that's when I realized you did it. Yeah, it's like something you but, would do. I, mean, I would recommend not asking Bevo what she's <laughs> next time because yeah. we do say horrible things to Bevo. But also, and, she accepted a wedding proposal from a dead squirrel. Yeah, so literally, yeah, it, any hobo could have been proposing there. <laughs> literally she was like, this thinking is about that the other day, I was like, God, why am I so stupid? Yeah. Yeah, you're not the sharpest tool in the shed. <laughs> that's for that's for sure. You let me handle your money. <laughs> I, I, I am I am much more dull than your tool. <laughs> We're not all perfect. That's true. All right. Well, I think you're doing a great job, Kim Shimke, and a little controversy, you know, is is fun sometimes. You gotta exposure. Yeah. You gotta ruffle some feathers. Like our feedback I'm about to do is really short. Oh. I said to JP, "Shit, we haven't been pissing people off lately." You should get a, you know twenty I can emails. That. <laughs> yeah, Chipky, do something stupid. <laughs> Offend somebody. Uh, all right, you want to do feedback real quick? Let's do it. Let's do you want to do, do a Twitter game first or afterward? Uh, let's do it after. All right. Yeah. All right. Feedback's brought to you today by our good friend John over at the Beer Law Center. You can go to beerlawcenter.com and check it out. He protects our trademark, and he can protect yours, too. Uh, I got another email about one today. It's happening all the time. But John, he goes and makes it stop. He also does uh, all the brewery paperwork filing TTB stuff uh, for you. Go check him out. Whole host of services at beerlawcenter.com. Colin writes in, uh, shout out to the session crew. For a while there, the show felt really tense, dark, and stagnant. Well, how you started off today. Totally I was going to say, glad we didn't do that today. Uh, but over the past few months, the show has been excellent. Even douchebag JP has wow. been a pleasure to listen to. Wow. And how do you 
expect this not to be dark, right? And uh, when we get when you get comments like that, JP, thank you very much. You know, I'm a person too, and I may not be yeah. um, a, a woman, but I feel the sting just as much as an overly emotional creature. Like <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. I'm just being a dick. Besides, you're douchey. I wouldn't call you a douchebag. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> that, too, that's too much true. Douche? Well, the clarification is a douchebag actually has a use. Okay, and I don't point. actually do anything. So I wasn't helping. <laughs> no, okay. you weren't. All right. But he does say we're doing great interviews and guests. Uh, particularly love the Founders episode. Just wish it had been a little longer. I guess the Founders guys had another event here at the Hop Grenade, so only a short time with JP. Uh, but anyhow, keep it up, guys, and Bevo. But uh, he's, he goes on to say, I'm ecstatic for the hop grenade opening up in Fort Collins. Although he writes it as FOCO, which I guess I have to get used to the acronym for FOCO. For Fort Collins. I think that's, Coloradans like their... Um, they're the ones who call San Francisco Frisco. Frisco. They? They're the only people in the entire state. Like, nobody else likes to hear Frisco. But. And then you got, like, the little downtown Denver parts called, like, Lodo. And, uh, they're trying to be hip. Anyhow, so I guess we're opening in FOCO, uh, <laughs> which I announced uh, on our last uh, program. He says, it's a great beer town and loves our new location. Uh, there are several new breweries in the area. Uh, one more coming soon, uh, the Gilded Goat. And um, then he goes on to list some of his favorites. Let's see. One of my favorites, uh, which is right near us, is called the Zwei Brewery, uh, which I've had their beer. Really good beer. Mm. He says their Vienna Lager is one of the best around, and the rest of their German beer-style lineup is really good, too. I agree. Zwei is is an awesome brewery. I hope we get some of their beer on tap there. And, uh, yeah, opening in the summer of uh, what year is it? 2017 of this year. 2017 in, in FOCO. All right, and then uh, Benedict writes in, Hello, asshats. Uh, I really loved that you let some European brewers creep into the program. Uh, Also love the Old Republic Brewery Show, um, and how, I think he means me, how I butcher German words. Oh, wait till you hear me try to pronounce the Jester King. (laughs) (laughs) Avery, what's the really long one that's in there? Schnookenkoodle? That's it. Schnookenkoodle. I was close. 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 You point at menus when you go places? Yes. I'll have number four. I'm that guy. Yes, I do. No, I pride myself on how good I think, like, in my head, I'm really good at it. Yeah. So I just blurt out words. Yeah, like schnook and koodle. I've worked for you for almost three years, and I don't think you know how to spell my last name. No, I'm lucky I can pronounce it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's going to be schnook and koodle here in a second. S. Don't there's try. a C. S. You're going to be here all night. C. Visualize. H. It's like Common Core, but for alphabet. I M K E Y. M O U S E. Did you feel like you had to fuck it up there at the end? Wow. You, so well. you were doing great. Yeah. Uh, all right. No comment. Uh, yeah, he, he gives me a, a little education, but I don't really know what it's in reference to, but they're weird words. Spundaprut and Keller and Kellerfi. I think they were for the, the guys from Old Republic were saying some things. I, I forget, too. There's, it's kind of vague, and I just didn't remember last week's show. So, All right. Well, he wanted me to know that Kellerfi means cellar fairy. There you go. So he does have one wish for our show, is to do another show with Destroysa. Yeah. That was like a six-hour show or some shit like that, wasn't it? Yeah. At least. It was amazing. That was a good show. But remember, yeah. I don't they're, think they like us anymore because I showed up at their brewery drunk. Far away. Oh, really? They yeah. did the whole night for this. So, you, <laughs> so it's about time that you turned somebody off to the show yeah. instead of me. Yeah. I, I think that one was my fault. They I haven't did. heard from them since. 
<laughs> have you reached out to them on several occasions? No, no. Right, that's probably why. <laughs> That, that's part of the whole communication thing he doesn't do. Yeah, it's true. Oh, you got to ask people to come to your show. <laughs> I wonder why I don't hear from them anymore. <laughs> huh? Yeah, I don't reach people. Reach out to me. Do you know who I am, JP? <laughs> no, I'm still I'm still learning. You should stop talking. <laughs> uh, he says, or do a show with Danny from Phantom. Which is a show we haven't done, is it? That Tracy? would be yeah. cool. We've heard we, well, a lot of the European breweries we've had on have referenced Phantom and, yeah. and, and how influential they are and, and the beers that they produce. And we get some of their beers, but uh, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be a cool show. I think that would be a good show. Uh, JP and Bevo, maybe you can work on that for yeah. us. Yeah, I will uh, you send an email to Bevo reminding her to work on it. <laughs> Somebody we know knows Danny over there. We'll, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. We'll I think figure you'll that have out. to go to him to do that interview. Yeah, that's okay. That I will leave the studio for. I don't for. think he travels to the States very much anymore. Really? Mm-hmm. Do his feet hurt? Or <laughs> Probably. He works yeah. very hard. He does work hard, yeah. No, that going to Belgium, we're down with that. Well, we know that didn't cause Justin's feet to hurt. <laughs> yeah, I was literally just going to say that. <laughs> yeah. I think we were all thinking it. <laughs> all right. Uh, do we have a Twitter game today? We sure do, Justin. Thanks for asking. <laughs> our Twitter game is brought to you today by our good friends over at Great Fermentations. You can go to greatfermentations.com. They've got the largest catalog of Blickman products on the web, and their staff is the best trained in the biz on using those products. They offer top-notch customer service and same-day shipping on many items. Check them out at greatfermentations.com or go like them on Facebook, G r8 fermentation uh and instagram and twitter great fermentation great fermentations.com what's our twitter game well this is in no way a reference to our current uh president the, the probably the most progressive president we ever had um but mm-hmm. i would like to uh justin you are uh, building a wall a metaphorical wall but also yeah. a physical wall okay i want people to think about if you had to build a physical wall and get it passed you know funding through congress or whatever just whatever what would you build it around and why okay if i was building a physical wall physical wall i mean you could go metaphorical just me, too, not the bit but just you me. justin what yeah. would i build around and why yeah. all right that's our twitter game today send it into twitter so you do. <laughs> just yeah. Twitter. Like just, just put it at Twitter. Follow us at Twitter. That, that, that gets to us, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they for, they're like the mail service. They forward it along. Yeah. I think it's fine. That's what I thought. Yeah. It says my name in it. It'll it's get great. here. Yeah. yeah. Right. Twitter on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Dot com. Yeah. If you do it on the internet, right. it's fine. Don't do, don't do the other Twitter. Yeah. Sometimes you get the tubes crossed and right. it's weird. <laughs> no, but a restaurant called Twitter. Isn't that a great idea? <laughs> I wonder how I wonder how possible that would be. I mean, they're different businesses, but yeah, it's not in the same. They would have had to specifically trademark right. uh, bars and restaurants under there. They probably did that, but you could ask John. You know, I'll ask John. The beer John, center. find out where Twitter's trademarked, will you? Because I'm gonna. Uh, All right, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna talk to Jester King Brewery. We're gonna drink some of their beer for you. <laughs> listen, to us, <laughs> listen to us drink their wonderful beer. Uh, or you can come down to the Hop Grenade because we've got some on tap and we've got some in bottles. Um, so come and join us. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. First Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? 
21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. The Vault, created by White Labs. The Vault is a collection of new, creative, and unique yeast strains from around the world. These strains have never been available to homebrewers. Most have not even been available to professionals. You have the power to release the yeast. Through the Vault, White Labs is giving you the power to decide which strains are put into production and giving you the opportunity to brew with these strains. Visit whitelabs.com slash the vault and pre-order the yeast strain of your choice and encourage your friends to do the same. Once 250 pre-orders have been achieved, White Labs will put that strain into production. The strain will be mailed directly to your doorstep, ready to make the beer you've always wanted to brew. This program was created with the home brewer in mind. White Labs is relying on you to help release these strains, which may blaze the way for future new and unique beers. Help release the yeast. Visit whitelabs.com slash the vault. Brewing Great Beer is a process of continuous learning, and the best books on every aspect of brewing can be found at Brewers Publications, with more than 50 awesome titles like Modern Homebrew Recipes by Gordon Strong, Designing Great Beers, The Ultimate Guide to Brewing Classic Beer Styles by Ray Daniels, American Sour Beers, Innovative Techniques for Mixed Fermentations by Michael Tonsmeyer, For the Love of Hops, The Practical Guide to Aroma, Bitterness, and the Culture of Hops by Stan Hieronymus and Radical Brewing Recipes, Tales, and World Altering Meditations in a Glass by Randy Mosher, plus many, many more. These are the books and the authors with the knowledge to push your brewing farther than you thought possible. And you'll find them all at fine homebrew and book retailers everywhere. And visit the website at BrewersPublications.com. Brewers Publications, all the best on beer and brewing. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, More Beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. 
Marin Brewing Company in Northern California has been making award-winning beers for more than 25 freaking years. Today, I want to tell you about their new 12-ounce cans of Mount Tam Pale Ale. The good stuff, Mount Tam is bright gold. 5.5% ABV to keep you feeling good and has been winning awards since 1989. If you're visiting the Bay Area, get your butt out to Marin Brewing Company. They pour tasty beers and serve great food every day until midnight. Come in for a tour, stay for the food, and pick up a six-pack of cans of Mount Camp Ale Ale to enjoy at home, camping, biking, or whatever the hell you do. Owner Brandon Moylan has this to say about Marin Brewing Beers. It's freaking awesome. Marin Brewing has won more than 100 gold medals in international competitions. Check out MarinBrewing.com for all their award-winning beers, food, and merch. Marin Brewing Company in Larkspur, California. Award-winning taste, refreshing finish. It's freaking awesome. This is Corey King from Side Project Brewing, and you're listening to The Session on The Brewing Network. All right. Welcome back to the program. Thanks for hanging out with us. we got Jester King in the studio and on the phone. Uh, before we get to that, I just wanted to remind you of our good friends over at White Labs. Uh, they want you to know about the Yeast Vault. You remember that? Uh, yeast if you haven't vault, visited the Yeast Vault yet, uh, check it out. It's a collection of yeast strains that White Labs has been curating for more than 20 years. Some of the strains have uh, never been available until now. You can visit whitelabs.com slash the vault and check out the current price list and uh, pre-order the strain that you want released. Once there are 250 pre-orders, the strain will go into production, sometimes for the very first time. Help release the yeast over at whitelabs.com slash the vault. All right, if I did this right, I should have Jeffrey on the line with us, too. Jeffrey, you there? I am. Hey, Justin. Good to hear from you, man. Hey, you, too. Nice. Welcome back to the show, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for being here. Yeah. Good to be back on. We're glad that you sent Avery this time, though, because she's much more pleasant than you are, Jeffrey. <laughs> I taught totally me everything agree. I know. Totally <laughs> 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 no, hey, we miss you. I saw, I saw Jeffrey at the Great American Beer Festival. In fact, if you go to our YouTube page, you can see a nice talk that he did uh, about sour beers there that was really great. Um, and, uh, Jeff, you've always been very flattering to the Brewing Network, so we're, we're just stoked to have you on. And, and, by the way, to see all your success, the last time we had you on was 2013. Um, so i kind of been, you know, just wanting to hear about how you've grown since then, too. Can you, can you give us a little summary? Yeah, absolutely. And, and by the way, it's it's great to be back on. It, it feels like ages ago. I mean, I always feel like craft beers, like like dog years, man. I mean, just everything changes so fast. And uh, it is. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, that was actually for the uh, for the craft beers conference was out there last uh, uh, in San Francisco, and uh, was up in uh, uh, Russian River. They came down to do an in studio with you guys, which was, was really cool. Um, and I always feel like just. Uh, obligated to say this. I know I've said, said this every time I've been on the Brewing Network, but um, I do feel like kind of an alum. I mean, I got into uh, beer and brewing by just experimenting in my garage with, you know, a, a pair of uh, earbuds in my ear listening to the Brewing Network and just absorbing as much as I could from the session and, and, and Tasty and Jamil uh, and John Palmer. And so, yeah, I just 
owe a lot to, to, to you guys. So I know, uh, sorry to be a little over sentimental every time I say that, but uh, that's, that's truly how I feel. Jeffrey, we so, have uh, giant yeah, egos man. over here. You can yeah. say it every time. <laughs> yeah, good job. Every actually, time you actually come keep going because <laughs> yeah. you haven't said enough. Yeah, is that all, Jeffrey? Because I feel like cool. we've done a lot for you. Yeah, right. <laughs> when we co signed the loan for your house, for God's sakes, come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, 2013 to now, I mean, it's, it's been uh, really just kind of, um, you know, just doing doing our thing. I mean, uh, you know, just doing just farmhouse sales, mixed culture fermentation out in the, the Texas Hill Country. Um, I Your think production right before, must have grown, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, not by a ton. I mean, you know, we were doing, I think, you know, I don't remember what the exact number was three years ago, but maybe it was like, you know, 1,700 to 2,000 barrels, and now we're doing like 2,700 to 3,000. And, okay. you know, we're about to just max out our capacity uh, this this winter. We're in you know, spontaneous brewing season right now, and we're about to just fill up our last little space of, uh, of, of oak uh, fermentation area at the brewery, and, and then that's, that's it. So, um, I don't know. I mean, we're, we're always experimenting with stuff. And, I mean, the, the, the tasting room side has, has grown immensely because last time I was on the show, uh, it was illegal to sell beer at the brewery in Texas. Oh, that's and now wow. we sell, yeah. Now we sell like seventy five percent of our beer at the brewery. Uh, so that that's probably been the biggest change. Do you think like that, now we're now we're kind of like a bar owner? Do you think that maybe <laughs> you would have had difficulty making it this far if if that change didn't happen? Because when you say to me seventy five percent of your beer, I mean that's an enormous amount of of beer, and I know that the margin is bigger when you can sell right from your brewery as opposed to going through a distribution system, at least usually. So, do you think maybe you wouldn't have made it if that law didn't change? Possibly, and and I mean, I, I can kind of you know, speculate as to, as to what could have happened. I mean, for instance, you know, we were, we were making just a very, very small profit margin when we couldn't sell beer on site, and then just with like the stroke of a pen, the law changed, and and all of a sudden we became you know fairly profitable business, and you know hired a bunch of people, opened up a bar staff, and we're actually able to you know get a loan to buy up a lot of uh, land around the brewery, uh, 58 acres to be precise. And, oh, wow. And, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'm under no uh, illusions here. I mean, I, I believe we make good beer, but I think a large part of our business success has been kind of the experience of coming out to the brewery and, and enjoying just kind of the, the peaceful uh, Texas Hill Country and hanging out with friends and family and bring your dog and all that. And, uh, I mean, if, if we weren't able to buy the land around us, I mean, it could have easily been a subdivision. I mean, Texas has like 100, Austin has like 150 people coming here a day. So hmm. it could easily have been just totally lost. So I think that's probably the biggest part, perhaps. Are you going to use it for other things, or was it really just to protect the area around? Uh, to protect it and to, to, to farm it. To farm. Um, okay. I mean, you know, we're, 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 we've just started, we're, we're less than a year into trying to grow more of our own raw ingredients, uh, fruit, grains, hops, herbs, vegetables, spices, and that's totally in its infancy. And, and at this point, it's been like just a very, very small amount that we've been able to produce at the brewery as far as raw ingredients, but, but it's growing and you know, we're working with, um, you know, some, uh, we, we have a, a farmer who's, who's, uh, who's helping us along the way right now. And, uh, you know, bought some equipment to just kind of get going on, on starting a farm. And, uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's been kind of a new area to, to learn about as well. Do you still have the stunt park next to you? Isn't that what it is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Remember the, the, that? Yeah, I do. <laughs> and how we badly yeah, wanted to go and check it out and yeah. try to perform in it and shoot you out of a cannon or something. 
No, man, we, we hear the random explosions next door all the time. Uh, it, it's funny. Uh, I don't know if you guys uh, – I know the crew from, from Local Option in Chicago. But they came out to visit us and brew a beer, and we just uh, took them over to the stunt ranch and just shot guns all day. Oh, it's so fun. Drinking beer and shooting <laughs> guns. It, it's so Texas. Texas. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. It sounds like it'd be just kind of working next to Disneyland. It sounds like my childhood. <laughs> See, now I know that, that that's how you view Disneyland, JP. In your yeah. mind, yeah. that's how you, now I get it. Okay. Because if I viewed Disneyland like how they just described it, yeah. then I'm with you. Yeah. Nobody else in here thought, God, it sounds just like Disneyland. That's <laughs> uh, probably true. That's all right. Well, let's go it, to the phone. That's, that's actually the reason I'm, I'm not there right now, because I have two small children and uh, just felt obligated to, to stay back. And I, I do have to take them to Disneyland occasionally, and, and they don't they don't serve beer, which is just... Total, total and and, and uh, have, look, we'll talk after the show. I'll yeah. tell you where to get beer in Disneyland. California <laughs> Adventure has a bunch of it. There's a lot of California beers in Sonoma County Terrace. Yeah, and you can go if you want mixed drinks in uh, Trader Sam's. There's a wrong bunch of podcast. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to Years of Podcast. I'm your host, Jason. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go to the phones real quick because we're already getting phone calls, and uh, it looks like uh, we have Jen from Wicked Weed on the line. Who's already got some questions for you guys? Hey, Uh-oh. Jen. Hey guys, um, I'm not sure if you remember me. Uh, My of course, girl, but I'm, <laughs> I'm Jen. Uh, I was just calling, so first and foremost, I just wanted to see how Michael was doing. Oh, he's good. He's as weird as and, and reclusive as ever. Who's okay, Michael? I, Is he one of the brewery staff? I assume. One of the other He's owners. My, my brother, other, okay. Jeff's Jeff's brother. co-founder with me, yeah. Oh, ah, okay. We, yeah, yeah, we all really liked hanging out with them. We were kind of, you know, we just wanted to check in. And then, um, secondly, how many Smirnoff Ices have you guys found in the past, like, three months? Not enough. <laughs> Not enough? I've been looking. Okay. I knew you, you planted some of them somewhere, and I haven't been able to find any of them. Oh, found, not downed. I say found. Oh. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you finding them and not downing them? <laughs> I would definitely down them if I found them. Uh, I was going to say, because that is definitely against the rule. And, uh, my you know I play by the rules, is- Jen. Wait, oh, wait, oh. wait. Slow down. So, Jen, did you secretly hid uh, Smirnoff Ice around the Jester King Brewery? Is that what happened? I wouldn't even say that it was it was secretive. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they were there, and uh, I think that we might have gotten Jeff on a tour because we iced their cool ship. Nice. <laughs> um, which was, I think, my favorite one. But uh, I do have one more question, and that is actually... For our uh, collaboration, no one remembers what fruit we're supposed to put into that. So, uh, oh yeah, Jen, Walt, and I have talked about this. I guess he hasn't uh, passed on the message. He, we figured it, it out. He mentioned it, but but yeah, we we have no idea what fruit we're putting in it. So, uh, this other is... than that, I just I miss you guys. I hope you're doing well. Um, I miss you too. Avery did. She, you promised that you were going to come out soon. So, no. No. I'll come see you it. soon. Don't worry. Jen? <laughs> Let's just run away yeah, together, we'll, actually. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God, we'll yeah. We'll an invitational in July. Oh, well, I I think I'll be there. 
It sounds like an emotional relationship between these two brothers. <laughs> it also I sounds like, like we just—it sounds it like is. we just got invited by proxy. So <laughs> I'll be there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good with Texas in the summer. I'm alright with it. It's actually Asheville in the summer. Asheville, and I'm yeah, better so with Asheville Wicked in the summer. Wicked Weed does a, an invitational beer fest in July. Well, shit, I'll see you guys there. We actually do get invited to it every, oh. every year. Yeah, it's okay. We do. Just so tell us yeah. about yeah. it. Yeah. one of the best. That's, That's good to know. That no communication uh, policy. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I haven't been able to go, so I didn't really pass it along to you guys. Yeah, yeah. Remember yeah, that, we, remember the Norway trip you took? <laughs> yeah. That's what I was going to say. It sounds like maybe you just didn't want to come. Uh, you're, Jen, I do choose the wrong trip sometimes. You're not wrong about that. Also, not well, to let this moment pass, yes. I don't know if you guys noticed, I feel like we reached a new high on the program tonight. We now have breweries calling in to ask other breweries <laughs> about their collaboration. We're, we're all very busy. Uh, There's really no other well, good time to talk about this kind of thing. We I'm, are. I'm multitasking hard right now. Right. No, this is a proud yeah. moment for me. I, the Jen was around going, I don't know, but they're on the show tonight. Let's Finally, call and ask. I can, Let's I pin can them ask down. this question. Yeah. Yeah. It's more like the grinder yeah, for breweries. Uh, yes. They're actually... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. But. Actually, all, uh, we're all hanging out at the new spot tonight doing the first spill of the cool shit. So, uh, I know. I miss you here. That's well, exciting. <laughs> all right. Well, well, uh, that. That's well, absolutely gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did he send the one of the three of them hanging out behind one of the cool ships? Because that one was really cute, I, and I'm going to take credit for it. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for taking my call, Avery. We will chat soon. Yes, girl. Love you. <laughs> thanks, Jen. Take right. care. Love you too. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 We love you too. There you go. <laughs> Wicked weed reaching out. Yeah, I got to get to that. Yeah, too. no, they're 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 truly great friends of ours. Uh, we just, uh, yeah, I think I think I think it's fair to say a lot of mutual admiration and respect and, and inspiration between the two of us. I'm actually sitting here just. You know, shit, you're not wearing my, my Wicked Weed shirt. Nice. <laughs> you know, I, I do think that breweries already collaborate well together. It's a, it, You know, everyone talks about the community. But then there is this other faction of the brewing community that includes sour beers. And you guys are, like, even more tight-knit. Whenever I do interviews and things at the Great American Beer Festival, you sour brewers do tend to really glom we onto each together. other. Right? It's like a mixed culture. We're all organisms <laughs> you, in this mixed culture. You are. Well, one of the things, Avery, <laughs> That you mentioned in your, you know, we always do some pre-interview notes, and I think maybe this is why you guys stick together so much. There's not a lot of written research about the process of brewing that you guys do, especially when it comes to spontaneous fermentation. So without being able to talk to each other all the time about all the things happening, uh, you're all just kind of shooting in the dark in a lot of ways, right? Yeah, definitely. It's all very anecdotal so yeah, yeah. or observational. You know, at this point, it's difficult to do hard research on mixed culture okay. uh, fermentation. Uh, all of our cultures are very different. So what you might observe in one is totally different in another. Okay. Um, but as far as process and stuff goes, we definitely share stuff like that. We're all very uh, transparent, you know. Uh, if my beer gets better, then your beer has to get better and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So we share that information with each other. Thank God, because yeah. there was a lot of bad sour beer for a long time. Yeah, there was. Mm-hmm. And now it's gotten so much better. Like, we talk about that all the yeah. time about different festivals. And, Jeffrey, you know this. In fact, I think we talked about this a little bit at the Great American Beer Festival, that it really did used to be that they the, the, the beers were coming out you know, very oxidized, very acidic, just a lot of the flaws that I think have been kind of taken care of now through collaboration and you guys yeah. figuring out how to do this. 
Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I mean, uh, for, for I think a, a baseline for really any sour beer maker just has to be a willingness to, to dump beer. And, and you know, uh, speaking of Wicked Weed, I mean, one one comment from, from Walt Dickinson, the you know, co-owner head blender there, is that, you know, in, in many cases you're, you're kind of buying a, a brewer's palate when you buy a sour beer um, because, I mean, there, there is no perfect control. And at the end of the day, you're kind of just – buying what what someone decided tasted good and that was willing or worth sharing to uh to the public and uh yeah i mean you know to your point i I get a lot less acetic uh i get a lot less uh kind of like isovaleric or like uh you know kind of these uh weird kind of turpentiny garbagey flavors you know now i actually when someone gives me you know mixed culture barrel aged sour beer I, I expect it to be pretty damn good um usually it's still a little bit more acidic but 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 at this point i think that's just kind of a personal preference thing like you know one general point we always like to make is just like acid as a component in the flavor profile like we're absolutely a sour beer brewery and, and, and wear that as a badge of honor but you know we're not looking just for sour for sour's sake and, and and just want kind of like a kind of a somewhat mellow drinkable Partness. I mean, uh, you know, Justin, we've talked a lot about, you know, like, like Lambic over the years. And, you know, I don't think for the most part, these are beers that are like screamingly sour. They're just kind of like mildly tart the way like a white wine might be. And I yeah. just think that lends to drinkability, especially in a hot climate. Absolutely. Uh, and we're going to talk about your Spawn series tonight. Uh, we're not going to drink it just yet. And I know so that that's, I think, even more difficult to brew when you're doing 100% spontaneous fermentation and then being able to control some of the off flavors that you're talking about. But first, before we get into that, I have an Avery, help me out. Kvass? How do you say this? Mm-hmm. It is Kvass. Uh, we have that in our glass. Uh, can one of you tell us about this beer and what it is? Uh, yeah, this beer is... Uh a really cool beer that we did in collaboration with a bread maker in Austin, Texas called uh, Mish Bread. Um, the gentleman down there that owns that, that company, Sandeep, makes a lot of really amazing artisanal bread in Austin. Um, and one of our other brewers, Sean, um, actually decided that he really, really kind of wanted to try out this style. So we put a bunch of uh, rye bread in our mash tun, oh, toasted nice. rye bread, um, to kind of give it a little bit more depth of malt character um you know you can kind of taste a little bit of the bread in there but it's been in bottle now for some time it's begun to pick up a bit of acidity mm-hmm. um but it's it's nice super drinkable i think it's like 3.4 percent abv okay um but still has a lot of body and, and flavor to it um yeah there's just a tiny bit of like i guess maybe it's like a lactic acidity mm-hmm. which is i think the easy on the palate kind in my opinion um especially when it's really mild like that um Interesting choosing to put what would be the difference in your opinion uh, of of putting rye grain in and putting rye bread in It's a good question this is actually a bit easier to louder uh, oh, yeah. so uh, that's that definitely sense. one of the things but um it's it's already had you know the toasty quality that comes about from toasting the bread itself mm-hmm. um, and again, I think it's just a little bit more depth of character you know it's not as spicy it's not as kind of um, that's true. It's a little bit more mellow of a rye character than you would find if you were just adding like flaked rye or, um, you know, malted rye okay. to, to your mash. And is this beer one of your in your normal production line that people can buy bottles of? We've on the only regular? produced one batch of this. It was a thirty barrel batch. We do have plans on uh, to do a few more batches okay. of this. Probably some smaller scale stuff. Um, a little bit more authentic to or traditional kind of process for it. This is a really old style of beer that's made in Eastern Europe. Um, like before people really were using just plain, 
grain to make their beer. Yeah. I um, mean, you, know, you have a lot of leftover bread. What are you going to do with it? It's stale already. Yeah. It's a really great way of using bread that's already kind of, you don't want to just eat it. So. <laughs> I've been served that bread before yeah. at restaurants, by the yeah. way. Really? They, they should have thrown it away as well. Um, they don't have a brewery local to them. They can't, they can't right. dispose of it. Yeah. You, you can't do a, a mash entirely out of bread, right? Because the enzymes would be Yeah, you down. wouldn't have any so sort of So you'd have to like mix in fresh grain. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. It doesn't seem yeah. like it would be easier to louder, actually. It seemed like it would turn into a soggy mess. Yeah, well, you would think, so, I don't Mostly know, helps. because all of the sugar yeah. has already been converted, you're really not looking right. for a whole lot of, like, enzymatic yeah, changes. It's ready to go, right? Right? It's already sugar. Yeah. Um, so it's in kind of bread. just making a, yeah, oh, okay. just kind of dissolving the bread in liquid, basically. Um, but okay. we're not adding a whole lot of bread to it. Obviously, it's still, like, 98% malt. Sure. Um, sure. So it's just a small amount of, of bread added to the mash, but it's enough to definitely get a flavor out of it. Yeah. And um, not much color. Is this dark rye bread that you put in, or is it like white rye bread? It was dark, but I think it was only because we toasted it. Yeah, okay. Um, but, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't especially dark okay. bread itself. Let's talk a little bit about you, Avery, and how you uh, came aboard with Jester King. I'm reading in my notes that you didn't have experience at, an, at another brewery, which yeah. is the same with Jeffrey. I'm wondering if Jeffrey's afraid to hire an experienced, like someone who has a better, <laughs> a better resume. So he's like, oh, we'll just... Yeah, we're that. all just glorified home brewers. <laughs> but um, you are. You're all great home brewers. And so yeah. tell us about how you started at the brewery and where you are now. So I've been at Jester King now for four years. Okay. Um, I started out there as a volunteer on the packaging line. Um, I had been working in, born and raised in Houston, um, had been working in a hospital down there doing clinical research after I, I graduated from University of Houston okay. with a science background. Um, I really did not enjoy working in the hospital. They wouldn't let me drink on the job. So that was an issue. <laughs> yeah, um, so moved to Austin, um, had been homebrewing for several years and had reached out to several breweries in town about volunteer opportunities. Jester King got back to me before anybody else. So I started out there. Um, Volunteered for about six months, asked for a full-time apprenticeship after that, so did full-time brewing apprenticeship for six months, and then after a year, or after those, you know, that year total, um, they hired me on as a full-time brewer, so did that for quite some time. I've been brewing there for three years, Um, production manager for a little over a year, and I just got promoted to head brewer. About a month ago. Oh, you did. So. Uh, well, congratulations. Nice. Congrats. Thanks. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's great. Huge. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. So, <laughs> <laughs> Jeff's ready to go gallivant around the world, and uh, you're the head brewer now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's good for you, because um, had you stayed in the medical field, you'd probably be doing much better by now. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, you know, you never really make a whole lot of money when you have a science background. Okay. So, that so you were prepared not really, for that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Jeffrey, uh, so you, you know, that's... That sounds like a, a real luxury, actually, to be able to work with somebody for several years, really, you know, put them through everything and then just hire from within. That's kind of a godsend. Yeah, a- absolutely. Um, you know, so much of my focus over the last, I don't know, I mean, it's actually been, been, been nine years altogether since I've actually been working on a, a brewery, you know, six and a half in Jester King, and then, you know, three and a half just to get it off the ground. And, you know, so much of that, that, that time was focused on you know, trying to learn about brewing and, and technique and trying to learn how to make good beer, but, uh, you know, as time went on, I think really just kind of like building a, a, a culture uh, within a company uh, uh, is, is really, been, you know, really, really important, and, you know, I think, you know, Avery, as well as, I, I think, you know, all of our, our, our staff is really part of just like a collection of people that's just like 
like smart, passionate, like good natured, friendly, you know, asshole free. I mean, like that, that's really <laughs> just kind part. of like what, yeah. what really <laughs> we're trying to, 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 to build here. So I think, you know, it really just fits, uh, you know, seamlessly into that. And that's not discounting, you know, things that are critically important, like, you know, making good beer and having great palate and, you know, being creative and, you know, detail oriented and, 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 you know, and all those things that, 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 you know, create good beer. But I think, you know, just Avery's been really great at kind of like helping, helping build a really positive culture at, at the brewery, which is, um, you know, critical. I mean, we spend so much time away from our loved ones, like it just, yeah. A place where you know people we didn't, didn't grow up with, and you know aren't our family, and you know it's got to it's got to be a really positive environment. So uh, I think that that kind of commitment to, to building a culture has really helped uh, Avery advance. I'm sure it has. Uh, let's talk about just the kind of what goes on at the brewery as well, uh, because in my opinion, you guys produce a lot of uh, varying beers. Each each beer very different from the last one that you brewed. Uh, so there's a lot of variety there, and uh, and a lot of creativity. I think different ingredients, and just also using um, wild fermentation and spontaneous fermentation. But I'm curious how the ideas come about. You know, with you guys as a team, is is there a weekly meeting that you sit in and and you develop these things, or uh, is it luck that you guys just stumble upon some of these great ideas? What happens in the brewery? I think it's a bit of all of that. Um, we do have kind of regular creative meetings we used to do a bit more of that than we've been doing lately it's been pretty busy up at the brewery okay um but yeah i mean we you know we do spend quite a lot of time together we eat a lot of food together we drink a lot of other things like rum and you know cocktails and wine and stuff like that together so we have many opportunities to kind of enjoy new uh flavor combinations or sensory experiences so i think through that and through those shared experiences we're able to kind of pick out elements of uh, flavor that we all really enjoy, and we, that's kind of a good starting point. Um, but you know, we do also really embrace through our mixed culture fermentation the idea that not everything everything's not going to be the same every time we do it. We're not trying to make cookie cutter beer. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that. You know, thank God for the people that make beer that way. Because yeah. when I go to the bar and order a pilsner, I want it to taste like a pilsner. <laughs> I don't want there to be variation in my pivo. You know, they do yeah. a fantastic job of that. So. Um, it's really awesome that we work in an environment where we don't have to make the same beer twice. So we do very much approach it from a little bit more of a, I don't know, it's not really like winemaking, but it's different in that we can make vintages of all of these different things. So every time we make petite prints, it is going to be a little bit different. And because we're using a mixed culture that we kind of allow to evolve on its own, um, you know, the culture itself is different. So each each time we ferment that, that concept, uh, that beer concept, it's going to be a little bit different. Okay. And I forget. Uh, go ahead, Jeffrey. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, just just, just briefly, Justin. I mean, and, and this kind of you know falls in line with like you know Jen from Wicked Weed coming in. I mean, I think this is such a wonderful community, and, and this goes in line with what I said before, also about like being so beer focused and now realizing like this collection of people and the whole you know cliche that you know beer is people being so 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 vital. I mean, you know. Wicked Weed, or, uh, you know, in this case, you were talking about Kavas, like, you know, like Fanta Flora in, in North Carolina. I mean, you know, Todd there is a wonderful friend of ours, and we've been talking about, like, variations on, you know, Kavas for a long time, and, you know, we're out here this week. Uh, I mean, it's not me personally, but, you know, Avery just down, was down today in, in uh, you know, Sante Darius, and the Gardner's in town, and you know, we're working on blends together, and so, I mean, just, like, the, the cooperation of the brewers, I, I think, is where a lot of our ideas uh, hail from these days, as well as hopefully vice versa, people getting inspiration from, from us. 
You just did. You just go blend with Sante. Is that mm-hmm. what? Yeah. Yeah, I was down there this morning. They make great beer over there. Yeah, they do. I bet that was Degard a good time. as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's the second installment of our Elements of Composition okay. collaboration. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. Will we see those beers in bottles out of both breweries? Or yeah, so Degard has already released it, and I want. I think December today was uh, the Sante Darius uh, release, and then hopefully once we can get some licensing through in Texas, we'll have those bottles for sale at the brewery oh, in, cool. in Austin as well. Cool. And then from a production standpoint, I forget from your first interview, Jeffrey, do, does any beer just go from stainless into kegs and bottles, or does everything have to go through a maturation process in barrels or something else? No. So we do uh, stainless steel fermentation and oat fermentation, and it's, it's very seasonally driven, um, really most dependent on, on the temperature of, of, of year, t- uh, during the time of year. And for instance, during the warm months of the year, we really want our mixed cultures to ferment nice and hot, you know, we'll knock out like in the upper 70s and let it free rise up into the 90s. And we get the very fast fermentation, quick attenuation, and the bacteria almost doesn't have time to really do its, its thing. It, it's kind of weird, you know, you think, you know, high temperatures, the bacteria is just, just chewing through the sugars and making a lot of acid. But we find kind of the opposite, that we get a lot of, like, spicy and fruity character in the summer months. Um, but then in the wintertime, when the fermentation... So we're, our building isn't uh, insulated, so in the wintertime, we can't maintain very high fermentation temperatures. And we find that the, the bacteria is a little more dominant, and we get more kind of you know lactic acid-driven flavors in, in the winter. So we focus more on you know oak fermentation. Um, which going back to what I said before about kind of like you know brewery brewery culture. I mean, we love the fact that like you know come November we basically stop brewing all of our you know quote farmhouse ales and just focus on spontaneous fermentation. And then once it starts to heat back up in March, you know we'll start focusing on fruit, and then. Once we get into the, the hottest part of the summer when the fruit is no longer really coming in too much more locally, like we'll just make you know, our table beer because like, it just thrives at high temperatures. So, wow. um, yeah, I mean, it's really just uh, it, it's very cyclical-based uh, approach to brewing. And that's really an, an old-world approach, too, isn't it? I mean, that's just how things were done before temperature control. Yeah, no, I, I I think so. I mean, we're just trying to achieve this kind of this, this symbiosis with with our natural surroundings. I mean, this kind of goes to our core philosophy of you know three variables that we think are most important: you know, time, place, and and, and and people. Making something unique to you know a particular location, the time of year in which the beer is being produced, and then of course the impact that that human beings have on the process. Because I guarantee you, you know, you could replace our cast of characters with you know a dozen other different people, and the beer would be entirely different despite you know the same inputs of time and place so um yeah that just kind of keeps it fun and i mean i'm, I'm right with avery that like you know I, I love you know just my flawless pilsner and my you know doppelbach mm-hmm. and, and you know wonderful ipas but what i really really get excited about is just beers that are just i i i have to go to the source or, or i have to source you know this this beer from this location or otherwise i'm never going to get to kind of experience exactly that beer ever again yeah that makes sense 
All right, I got to get us to a quick break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about the Spawn series, which is really more the uh, very uh, 100% spontaneous fermentation uh, using the cool ships and and blending and, uh, well, really all of my favorite things, Tasty. So uh, I guess we have two versions of it after all, right, Mm -hmm. of of the Spawn series. So we're going to try that when we come back. Before we go, uh, go check out Beersmith.com, the uh, brewing software that we all know and love. You can get a free 21-day trial by just uh, downloading it. It works on PC and a Mac. We all use it. We all love it. And uh, even the professionals uh, use it. It's That's a, right. It's such yeah. a comprehensive piece of software. And Brad keeps it up to date all the time. In fact, I was just looking at his beta release of the new version the other day. Ooh. So, uh, and I think a new version comes out like every year. He really keeps it up to date for nice. you. So go over like to Beersmith.com. Check it out. He's got a podcast. He's got videos. And, he, of course, he's got the uh, amazing software that we all know and love. Uh, all right. So we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we're going to try some more jester king beer we're going to learn about their spontaneous fermentation uh, process and the spawn series hang in there it's the session we'll be right back Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support. Like Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a brew. 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Home Brewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer. Whether for yourself or as a gift, when you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the BrewingNetwork.com. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five Star treatment today. 
Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high temperature March pump, and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your Brew Easy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The Brew Easy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your Brew Easy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new Brew Easy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new Brew Easy. If you work in retail sales, the restaurant industry, or are a new craft beer enthusiast, or you know someone who is, you have got to check out Beer 101. Beer 101 is an online course created for anyone wanting a quick introduction to the vast world of craft beer. Beer 101 covers the history of beer, brewing ingredients and processes, vital stats like ABV, SRM, IBU and gravity, styles, tasting, glassware, and pairing beer with food. The Beer 101 course is offered by the Brewers Association at craftbeer.com, also home to the truly awesome Beer Style Finder, a visual guide to every beer style. Quickly play with color, bitterness, and alcohol content to interactively explore the entire world of beer styles with a gorgeously designed interface to your favorite beverage. The new Beer 101 course and new Beer Style Finder are only available at craftbeer.com. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. to the program. Thanks for hanging out with us, and thanks to those of you uh, who have listened to us about the American Homebrewers Association. Yes. If you haven't, you should go check them out right now. You can go to homebrewersassociation.org, or you can click the AHA link right on our homepage. Um, and you know, we've been telling you about the Brew Guru app that the AHA put out, which is just amazing. Uh, becoming a member gives you all sorts of member benefits. Uh, the Brew Guru app is free, and you can walk around town with your app out. It'll send you uh, notifications. <laughs> People already do that anyway. Just whip yeah. it out. Yeah. I mean, Pokemon's dying down. What's new? The Brew, the Guru. Brew Guru. That rhymes and everything. You dude. get new, uh, you get notifications of uh, which bars or homebrew shops, uh, different places offer discounts, and you can, you know, there's enough discounts to get all of the money that you spend at the yeah. AHA, which is not very much uh, back. So, just click the AHA link on our homepage and become a member. It's a good way to support us and support the AHA, and it really only helps you. Don't forget about Zymergy Magazine and uh, all the other things that you get out of becoming. I just uh, rejoined. I just re-upped today. Did you Lifetime member yet? No, I don't have that kind of cash. Yeah, I guess I just, yeah, I guess it's the upfront cash. But I'm feeling yeah. like you and I are going to be AHA members for life. I mean, yeah. there's very... But the, it's probably, the question is just how long that life is. Right. And, yeah. you know. It's cheaper to just do <laughs> annually, I think, for you guys. I wonder if you can put me on your lifetime membership so then when you die, it passes to it me. It just moves. You should uh, be able to hand off your... I'll, you know what? I'm going to talk to the HA about that. <laughs> 
there should be a handoff program. Because if you t- if you die an untimely death, which let's be honest, podcasting is very dangerous. It's very dangerous. Uh, very low life pool. expectancy. And you have yeah. neuropathy. Yes, See? I have yeah. that. Yes, yes. Uh, necromancy. And uh, <laughs> yes, I have both. You, uh, <laughs> you know, you need some sort of coverage there. I mean, you know, we need to get our value. But I'm no, going to talk to HA done. about that as no. a new. Uh, uh, but yeah, I just was thinking seriously. Uh, if you're going to be a member for a long time, we ought to just do the lifetime thing. You right? should buy it for us as a thank you gift, as a Christmas bonus. I feel like you would just be pissed off at me if I did. Yeah, I would. You'd be like, really? I'd be like, I'd rather have the money. Really cheap ass? You couldn't give me the cash? <laughs> well, because knowing you, you'd work like a discount, like a bulk discount, and you'd know, pay totally. 50 bucks for all of us, and I'd be like, you piece of shit. Of course. Um, you would keep it if he paid the full price? Yes. Then you'd feel okay. He'd at least feel, if it if it cost me some hardship, then <laughs> right. it makes GP feel better. <laughs> right. That's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, I, I can't be happier to be a, a member again. Okay. Yeah. All right. So just click the HA link on our homepage. Thank All you. right, Jeffrey, we are back with you and Avery. Uh, uh, by the way, folks, if you want to learn more about uh, Jester King, you can go to their website, uh, jesterkingbrewery.com. And in fact, there's a place to learn about the beer and the process that we're about to talk about. There's a, um, a blog post there uh, about the Spawn series, S-P-O-N. Spawn. And that's what's in our glass right now. Uh, Avery, you want to tell us what we have in our glass and then we can sort of work backwards from there? Yeah, so this is uh, Spawn Method Goose. I believe it is Blend 4. Well, this one's 2, b Blend says. 2. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So we sent a bottle of 2 and 4. Um, last year we blended, um, last February, we blended 2, or we actually blended 4 different distinct blends of this uh, Method Goose concept. They're all fairly similar, some slight variations across the 4, uh, but the basic idea um, out of... You know, the inspiration of true Belgian goose. It is a blend of one, two, and three year old spontaneously fermented beer that we have been, uh, you know, making over the last, I guess this is our fifth season right now, um, doing beer like this. So last year we finally had enough, um, you know, old enough stock to where we could actually blend in this fashion. So we did, uh, we did four of those blends. Okay. It was conditioned in bottle for about nine months before we released it. Wow. So it's been around. Uh, for a yeah, while, old agent, as it should. So let, let's start with the e- even the simplicity, just to define spontaneous fermentation. Um, can you help us with that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, at at Jester King, we very much believe that spontaneous means that we are not actively pitching any yeast into this wort at all whatsoever. So we go through. Um, a pretty rigorous uh, turbid mash schedule for the brew day, um, traditional four-hour boil, aged hops um, that we're aging on the property in a horse barn, um, knock out that boiling word into our cool ship. Uh, we have been using a cool ship for the last uh, five seasons. Last year, we did install a new copper cool ship in the loft of our barrel room. Nice. Um, so that last last season was the first year that we were using that one. Prior to that, we were using a stainless steel um, cool ship that was much smaller okay. um, that would kind of roll into the barrel room during the season so that we could knock out into that. Um, There's photos of that on mm-hmm. the website, too, folks. You should mm-hmm. check it out. Why why switch metals yeah. with the new one? Good question. Um, so copper is much more um, like the heat transfer properties of copper are much better. Mm-hmm. So we are seeing better cooling. Okay. Um, the old cool ship was about 18, 19 barrels. And this new cool ship that we have is about 30. So 950 gallon capacity. Wow. Um, and That's we're a seeing, big cool ship. Yeah, it so is what, large. So what's the value of, the, of cooling speed uh, so that it's done sooner? Yeah, so in Texas, in it's not especially cold. Uh, so, you know, if we're knocking out at 6 o'clock, 
12.30 um, at night, and we are not racking out of that cool ship until maybe 9 a.m. or so. So this isn't an all-year-round thing. You have to do it no, when it gets right, so cool. Right. Um, we, for the method goose, you know, it is very traditional in this way. We can only do it between 30 and 45 degrees Fahrenheit outside. Uh, we open all the windows, open the doors, allow uh, the cold night air to kind of, you know, cool the wort down, and then airborne inoculation of microflora. So... Um, and these would traditionally yeah, be Kate. placed like up in an attic. Or is, yeah. is yours up ours high? Ours is in the loft of our, okay. yeah, the mezzanine level of our barrel room. Okay. Go ahead, Jeffrey. Oh, yeah. I was going to say in response to Tasty, I mean, one of my concerns is just fermentation kind of going through uh, the initial process and kind of kicking off at, at somewhat of a too high of a, of a temperature. And, and, and it often is the case with these beers. Like we kind of know if they've got a good shot of playing out relatively early i mean if 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 like two or three weeks in they're tasting pretty in a, in a bad place uh usually we know that it's not going to mature very well so um oddly enough we're looking for almost like very very like clean flavors like right off the bat like if the you know the initial fermentations uh is, is very kind of saccharomyces driven uh and you know we kind of the beer may be like kind of bitter and, and, and grainy and astringent, but otherwise clean, that's usually a good thing. And, and that's why we just want to get down into hopefully the, the 70s uh, pretty quickly, which, um, as Avery mentioned, uh, you know, having a copper cool ship for the, for the you know, heat uh, uh, kind of dissipation properties. And then also, um, just to be honest, I mean, uh, you know, Cantillon is a major, major influence uh, for our, our Spawn series. So, you know, it's, it's pretty, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just, it just mm-hmm. looks cool. Also, yeah. right. do what the best does. Do other breweries? Um, you know, let me ask this a different way. You were very specific, Avery, when in, in defining spontaneous fermentation in saying that we don't inoculate the beer at all with other um, yeast. Is there? A, Alternate fact, if you will, uh, a different version of, <laughs> of spontaneous fermentation where you, where brewers will say it's spontaneously fermented, but they actually add Saccharomyces or something like that. Well, there's a lot of layers to creating an environment where you're allowing airblo- airborne or ambient microflora uh, to ferment this wort, right? So if you're not cleaning your barrels, if you're not steaming your barrels, if you're not doing everything you can to ensure that it's going into a fairly, um, you know, clean environment. Yeah. We are steaming. We're, we're rinsing our barrels really intensely. We're steaming for five to ten minutes each barrel um, and then, you know, stacking them in place and, and filling them with this wort. So effectively, there's nothing living on the inside of that barrel. Obviously, it's wood, and you're probably going to have some organisms deep okay. in the wood. That's fair. But none of that stuff is going to be able to begin fermentation before um, what is inoculated via the cool ship is able to kind of take off. Okay. Okay. So. And now, even mentioning that Cantillon is such a big influence, um, and that Goose traditionally is 100% uh, spontaneous fermentation, was there concern that maybe the flora and fauna of Texas wouldn't produce uh, the beer that you want, you know, the beer that, say, Cantillon gets? Because, I don't know, he's always said, if I ever move out of my building, I can't produce the same beer anymore. Right? Yeah. Like it's all he's just tried, such a, too. It's right? a yeah. specific yeah. thing. So I'm curious, you know, for you guys to start this program in Texas, were you was there concern that it wouldn't work? You know, Justin, it's funny. Uh, I, there, there absolutely was that concern for precise. I don't know what episode number that was, but I remember, John, 
on your show saying that, but like if I ever left my building, it would never work again. Yeah. And that's why, you know, I was skeptical as to whether spontaneous fermentation would be possible in Texas, you know, talking to, you know, the folks at Allagash, you know, they're, they, they, they're amazing and, and immensely, you know, supportive and encouraging, but I mean, they're, they're like, yeah, I don't know if it's going to work, you know, in, in, in your environment. Um, and so, yeah, that, that, that was a concern, but, you know, I figured, you know, what's, what's the worst thing that can happen? I mean, you know, we dump some beer, like, let's just, just give it a shot. And, you know, and I'm just now firmly convinced that, you know, spontaneous fermentation is practical uh, almost anywhere in the world. Okay. Um, these microbes are, are everywhere. And I think, I think really the key, I think, is, is making a, a wort that can kind of hold up to the rigors of spontaneous fermentation. I mean, you create, I like to analogize it to kind of like this kind of like, you know, tough, unruly kind of adolescent who just wants to, like, fight anyone and everything in, in its way. I mean, that's the type of work we make. I mean, it's, like I said, it's bitter, it's stringent, it's got a lot of, like, raw raw grains and, and just kind of this, 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 you know, rustic character, and it's, it's really unpleasant for a long period of time. But give it enough time, and it kind of comes to a senses, figuratively speaking, and becomes very kind of, like, mellow and, and, and chill and... and, and pleasant to be around um so that's that's kind of why i think this is possible anywhere you just make this hearty work inoculate it and then just kind of let it go and even when like when you say it becomes a little you know it mellows out and it be, you know some of those things go away it, any one of these goose gooses is that the plural go, goizai goizai yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, on their own Please. Are are still not the best beer to drink. In other words, an unblended version is still not really all that nice. It's not, it's good. not <laughs> until you have blended all of the three years together that it then really becomes rounded. And what's not good about it? You know. You know. I'll, I'll, let me offer just like a slightly contrarian view to that. So I mean, I, I think absolutely, you know, the blending is, is an important part of the process. But I, I would say. In my mind, even more is the bottle conditioning process. I mean, I think you can take uh, a single barrel that may be kind of shitty in many ways and, and just allow it, you know, nine months, a year in the bottle. And just kind of that, you know, our our, our former uh, head brewer, you know, Garrett Crowell would always kind of speak of like the kind of like autocorrect mechanism that, that bottle conditioning provides, uh, which I think there's really something to that. I mean, I think and I don't I can't speak really hardcore to the science behind it, but just like that, that closed environment when the yeast is, is kind of stressed and it's kind of just struggling to survive and kind of take a beer that's, that's heavily flawed and, and produce something that's really, really amazing. So, yes, blending is important, but I would say, you know, just as important, if not slightly more so, would be just taking beer from those lambic barrels and, and bottle conditioning it for a long time. I like that you bring that up because... I do think that uh, people don't talk enough about what happens in that bottle process, that bottle aging process. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've definitely talked about, like, bottle shock and how in the beginning, you know, it's not going to be very good and you got to wait. And then, of course, we talk about carbonation, right? But you guys, I think, let these sit for, like, nine months in a bottle. And, and what you're talking about is uh, so many other things happening, you know, to the flavors. Um, JP, to answer your question quickly about yeah. what I think about the beers on their own before they're blended, uh-huh. is I find them to be very uh, thin, and that okay. what flavor they do have 
is really kind of obtuse. It really like sticks out. Like it, okay. you know, like the like the one year old has will will have a, a really particular strong something, whether that be bitterness, if 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 that's what happened, or mm. or like or spiciness, and and the three year old one, you know, might have something completely different. But they tend to or be barrel character for one thing. Yeah, and but none of them are very complex on their own. They just to me, they just sort of have these harsh elements like these points when you come to the blending process you're definitely you know you're looking at all of these barrels and you're like what is the the primary element that this barrel kind of expresses is it oak is it body is it acidity bitterness whatever um and then when you come down to blending it's picking those elements out of a large stock and kind of adding you know you're like okay this this barrel is going to provide the bitterness to this blend yeah this barrel is going to provide the oak character the acidity etc so you're definitely building this final beer using mm-hmm. each of these things as single elements um of the final composition right well, and when, when you when you blend from the barrels like that if you're letting it sit in the bottle for nine months and it's not just because it takes that long to carbonate are there predictable changes that you see mm-hmm. that you'll blend certain way at from the barrel that you'll be like okay this is how it's going to taste in the bottle i feel like everything kind of begins to integrate really well together where you know the bitterness is this is very pronounced in one of these barrels and then you add it to five or six other barrels and all of a sudden it's really not very bitter at all Mm -hmm. so all these things become very integrated together Mm. and then also um you know and all of the science behind like how compounds are perceived um isn't fully flushed out you know uh when the pH begins to drop, certain acids are more salient to your palate. You can pick out different acids as the because they become less soluble in solution, so they're more volatile or they're easier for your palate to pick them up. So a lot of these things uh, you wouldn't be able to pick out unless they were all blended together. Hmm. Hmm. Does it matter what kind of horses are in the barn where yes, you we age have Shetland the horses? <laughs> you do, I Definitely. see. It has, always has to be midget <laughs> yeah. horses. Yes. They double, the as, they double as service animals. Just a little bit yeah. of horsiness. Just a little bit. <laughs> you just want a little. <laughs> <laughs> so obvious. <laughs> Why did I think of that? Nobody's <laughs> ever thought. Just get, just get little horses. Right. You get a big set, of, you know, a small set of big balls. Yeah, you don't see Clydesdales at Jester King. No. <laughs> Definitely not. No. What I, and I read in your post about this beer that you guys did really kind of have to play with the aged hops, not only the amount of them, but that you felt um, you, you did it your first year, which I think it was like 2014 you started this program? 2013. 2013. And then you used those same hops again in the next process, but now they're a year older even. So you have to deal with what happens to these hops over time as well when you're uh, designing a recipe and trying to predict what bitterness you're going to get. Mm-hmm. That stuff seems very difficult to me to, to predict when you're dealing with aging hops. And now we're going to do the same recipe, but the hops are a year older. Mm-hmm. You don't really know how it's going to affect anything. No, but we do get yeah. um, new hops all the time. I mean, there are a lot of breweries in Austin. I say new hops, but it's really a lot you know, new to us. Uh, <laughs> they're old hops that have just been sitting in the cooler at you know other breweries. Okay. Um, we do order like Lambic Blend from BSG or Hop Union or whatever, but... Um, and we're using um, varying ratios um, across different brew days. We're using pellets as well as whole leaf. Okay. So we're changing it up uh, intentionally. But um, that's definitely a factor. Um, yeah. You know, that they're older every time we're using them. Sure. Does it, do you care? Yeah, I mean, Go ahead, Jeffrey. Oh, I'm sorry. Just, yeah, I mean, the, the first year we ever did Spontaneous, 2013, uh, you know, our, our aged hop program was, was not very mature. And. 
in beer that, that at this point is now coming up on almost five years old, the acidity is, is still almost non-existent. Um, and I think that's just because the hops like just still were relatively relatively fresh. And I mean, not just our mixed culture, but in our experience, our spontaneous fermentations are just hugely kind of hop or IBU sensitive. And, you know, we don't have, as we kind of mentioned before, a ton of control over our process, but factors like hop ratios, time, temperature, the type of vessel are kind of the, the, the variables we work with to kind of create, uh, and also blending to create a balanced acidity, kind of going back to what I was saying before about just wanting, you know, at the end of the day, very you know, drinkable beer. I mean, if your beer isn't drinkable, and this goes back to, like, you know, I think I think really on, on Can You Brew It, I mean, Jamil preached this nonstop, like, whatever style you're making, make it drinkable. Yeah. And I, I think that that's just huge. And I think, you know, to this day, I mean, I think the overall quality of beer is getting better and better and better, but, you know, there's still a lot of beers out there that are hard to, to, to drink. And so, uh, yeah, and, and, and speaking of, of blending these spontaneous beers, I mean, we try to create relatively mellow acidity in terms of our blends because we know after nine months in the bottle that acidity is only going to become more more pronounced. And, and like I said, it's got to be drinkable. Yeah. I feel like Jamil's advice is like using little ponies. It's so obvious <laughs> to, to, just make, to just make beers drinkable, but nobody does it. And if you're too distracted looking forward, you're going to miss it. Exactly. <laughs> just like little ponies. <laughs> well, I agree with you, Jeff, that um, uh, spontaneously fermented beer can be produced in Texas. This, I, I really like this blend, the number, yeah, blend the number really two. It's good, man. Um, I think it follows you. your guidelines of drinkability because it it's a very mellow beer. But I... I don't mean that, that 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 means it lacks complexity. Um, in fact, as far as goose goes, it's one of the more complex goose goose eye that I've had. Goose eye. Uh, go, thank you, yes, you're guys. Yeah, and just to be uh, you know precise, and this has been a little bit of a, you know a somewhat controversial thing surrounding <clears throat> this beer is is uh, you know we don't we don't claim it to be like an authentic Belgian. And, Belgian goose, I mean, we, we use the, the, the moniker, you know, method goose, which is actually, you know, given to us by, by Jean from, from Jean Benoit from, from Cantillon. Uh, you know, when we were we had bottled and blended this beer, uh, you know, in early 2016 and was struggling with what to, to call it. So we um, were actually over in Europe for the, the Copenhagen beer celebration, the McKellar event, and took a little side trip to, to Cantillon to, uh, you know, made an appointment with Jean and, and brought him some of the the spawn and, and, and asked him, you know, would you taste it? What do you think about it? What are your thoughts? And, mm. you know, he uh, was adamant that, you know, goose only comes from, from Belgium. Uh, but, but then he added, you know, this, this process isn't necessarily something that, that is super tied to, 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 to place. Like this process obviously can be, you know, replicated anywhere in, in, in the world with, with varying uh, results. And so, John actually kind of suggested we call it uh, uh, method goose in, in reference to kind of like, you know, uh, method champenois in, in, in the wine world. And, mm-hmm. and I, I thought that was uh, a great idea. I've been struggling with, you know, what to call this beer. I mean, just explaining the process is, is kind of verbose. I mean, this like you know, turbid mash, extended boil, uh, you know, spontaneous fermentation, cool ship, three-year blend. I mean, that, that, that's kind <laughs> right. of long-winded. And, yeah. you know, how do we... And you were mentioning before, Justin, kind of like with spontaneous fermentation. I mean, I, I actually see spontaneous on a lot of bottles of beer that is not spontaneous, at least not the way we'd 
define it. And I mean, you know, I, I, I love, you know, pre-acidified wort, you know, kettle sour, whatever you want to call it. But like a lot of people will say, like, this is spontaneously fermented <laughs> from, you know, the micro right. from the grain of the beer and, yeah. you know, leaving out the part that it's, you know, boiled 48 hours later in pitch of Saccharomyces. And, you know, maybe I'm being a little overreactive, but like, I just didn't want this conflated with, you know, something that took you know seven days to, to make instead of, you know, three and a half years. Well, and the reason I brought it up, too, is actually because I want us, I want easier and more clear ways to explain what beers are. It's kind of what you're, you're getting at. It's already difficult to explain this beer. So I would rather there not be right. a, variant, a variation on spontaneously fermented beer. I'd rather it be called spontaneously fermented if it is 100% spontaneously fermented. And if it's inoculated with something and then uh, allowed to do some sort of spontaneous fermentation, I want a different word for that. Uh, and so that's part of why I was asking, uh, to, just to make your uh, yeah, life and my I life totally easier. Agree. You know, for every word we make well, up, we have to remove two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with that. Okay. Actually, <laughs> all right. The words are but and the. Great. That's it. Opposite of tree planting. Yeah. <laughs> so then, do you not consider kind of what traditional kettle sour? You, do you not consider that spontaneous when you just mash in and let what's on the grain? I, I, well, I know you're not asking me, but I'm going to well, answer anyway. Thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Expert I, opinion. I consider that spontaneous. If you're not inoculating with something physically, like something from the lab, you're not putting well, something right. in from the lab, then it's a spont, in my opinion. Jeffrey, I think what Jeff do you think? wants to make a distinction between those two. Well, one's well, no, flora-based, I, I, one's I agree that if you just, you know, just, just, just mash in and, and, and let the microbes in the mash start fermenting the wort and maybe, you know, rack it to stainless or rack it to oak and let it ferment out to completion and, you know, bottle condition it without the addition of any other microbes. And yeah, that's, that's a hundred percent, hundred percent spontaneous. Like did, did you pitch or did you not pitch yeast yeah. or other, other microbes? But I mean, what I see are, you know, getting spontaneously fermented, you know, the, the claim of spontaneous fermentation when essentially you're, you're culturing up, uh, you know, uh, microbes from, from the grain, but then, you know, boiling that, that, that wort and then pitching Saccharomyces to, to ferment it out to, to, to dryness. So, um, spontaneous you know, acidification. Yeah. Right. Not spontaneous fermentation. Right. Okay. So that's the uh, distinction you and, would prefer. Well, and the other thing to, just so as not to be confused about the, I think that what you're talking about with a kettle sour would right. not be method goose. No. Because uh, that I really like that you're doing, Jeffrey, where you're you're like outlining a process. So even though you're not calling this a lambic or a goose because it's not from the region, you are now outlining a process where we can know that this is what you were trying to mimic or make or even just the, the, the process, right? So I wouldn't put that, kettle exactly. sour under that, right? No, right, yeah. I'm just wondering about spontaneous fermentation versus uh, spontaneous acidification, I guess. I see. Might be a distinction that... Would be more yeah, helpful. Yeah, no, I mean, if someone said this was like spontaneously acidified, I mean, yeah, I would quibble with that. I mean, that, that, that's, that's fine. I mean, that, that's clear. And at the end of the day, you know, it's just being transparent, you know. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that's all we're after. It's just dispersed. It's being transparent about the process and not kind of, you know, putting something out there that would be misleading. Call the BA. Let's tell them. We got it. We, we've right. figured this out. We've solved the problems. Yeah. No more misling. Bring, can, us, bring us to Congress, man. We got all this shit worked out. Open up the borders. We figured it out. <laughs> Everything's safe. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, this is right. So now I'm drinking the number four blend, which I like even better than the number two. Is it, I agree. What's the difference? <laughs> are these just uh, uh, two different blends of the same beers, or is, are these actually two years apart? So, no, we were using the exact same seasons okay. to do all of these blends, but, you know, every single barrel is totally different. And um, 
you know, they the blends end up being a little bit different. Uh, yeah. I think that number four has a little bit more robust flavor characteristics. Mm-hmm. You know, it has a little bit more of that kind of authentic Belgian kind of like almost tire fire, uh, you know, a little bit more raw kind of character to it. Yeah. It has a little bit more texture. Um, I think that this beer is going to do really well with a little bit more time, oh, so um, if not several years in the bottle. Oh, right. Um, Which is the beauty of this style, well. too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so I think this one, just for listeners and anybody else should chime in with flavors that they're tasting as well. I think it's a little bit musty, mm-hmm. which I like, but not in a – sometimes that can be overbearing and actually make you think the beer is old, like actually tastes like the word old. It's not like that. It's just slightly musty. I think there's a little, like, I don't want to say pepper, but some kind of spiciness to it. Um, I get the apricot skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But there, yeah. And there's, there's like a really big apricot component to this, like 40% just apricot, juicy apricot, and then this, the, the skin, the tannin at the end. Yeah. Um, which is kind of unlike any goose I've ever we had. We have so really. much stone fruit character in our culture, yeah. with our mixed culture that we're doing, like, barrel-aged uberkin with as you know which does contain native microflora as well as these spontaneously fermented beers so much peach and apricot that's uh, a kind of character yeah Yeah. it's great you're lucky for that i'd love to try this with (laughs) apricots in it the the first blend we had had you know we've actually done that oh really (laughs) that box that i that was supposed to land here (laughs) we gotta go let's go right now be in trip sponsored Let's just go to where the box went. Where is went. the box? Can we just go yeah. to where the box went? Y'all have an open invitation. <laughs> Richmond. Shit. Chicago. We have to go to like the Almanac tomorrow night to get the... Uh... Actually, yeah, we'll be... So we've got a is lot of... Is that where the beer is? No, no, we have a lot of events going on, actually, at uh, for San Francisco Beer Week, so we'll be back in about a week and a half. Oh, okay. And we'll be pouring all of our Spawn beers that we've done so far that have been released at um, an event at uh, Mikuler Bar oh, cool. in San Francisco, if you guys are free and want to come hang out yeah we should do that um, we'll be doing we'll be tasting through i don't mean to plug that actually no but, you're right. no. but uh yeah, go for it you know, it's we'll okay there. half of our staff has left to go work there avery but it's fine okay. <laughs> my, my bad <laughs> no i'm just kidding it's a whole little so great thing. employees yeah. is what you're saying i actually love that bar it's yeah. a great spot <laughs> happy to go down enjoy some beer with you there uh yeah so i just think the the difference between two and four are actually kind of subtle. But I think mm-hmm. you nailed it, though. It's just that mm-hmm. four is a little more bold. Like, mm-hmm. it's just a little more pronounced. I think it's a little more sweetness. I think, like, two is a little more dry, maybe. Mm. I finished my two, so I can't. Which one did, it, two did we have first? Is that what it is? The first two, one you two. had was two. Two and then four? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. We decided to go in numerical order. Wow. Yeah, prime okay. numbers only, baby. Weird. Yeah. I don't think four is a prime. Fuck. I'm so stupid. Yeah. Because two actually goes into four. See, this is why Ron didn't like us, because you're stupid. (laughs) That's my fault. That's why Ron's not here. (laughs) If I had a nickel for every time we lost somebody because they didn't like me, I'd have $5.35. That's right. I have a little more, too, back here. Do you want some, JP? Thank you, Beverly. You're the best. You said four is more sweeter? Is that what you said, JP? I think it's more... I feel that it's a little more sweet... um, Maybe sweet's not the word. I feel like two two's a little more dry. How about just, that? Yeah, I think two had a bit more mouth coating, tannin kind of mm-hmm. chalky dryness. Yeah, yeah. That four doesn't. Yeah. So you get more apricot fruitiness. Thank you. It's more apparent. Um, and yeah, I don't I think want to I say like four also. I don't think. I want, yeah, I don't think more. I want to say four is sweeter. Because I feel that's maybe a negative. Because there's zero residual sugar. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, yeah. There, yeah. Because there is. Yeah. So so I think two has that more, more tannin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Because it's not hidden by the Yeah, ice. you know, with, with the turbid mash and, you know, very large percentage yeah. of, uh, of raw grains, you know, kind of 30 to 40 percent, we do see uh, a little bit lower rate of attenuation with our spontaneous beers than we do with our, our mixed culture beers, which will, you know, be 100 percent, you know, malted grains. Um, you know, not by much. We're talking like, you know, 10.04 to 10.05 specific gravity versus like one to, you know, 10.02 specific gravity with our, our, our mixed culture beers with, you know, oh, worth that's 100% malted grains. Hmm. And what about the bottle fermentation? Are you uh, are you having to add anything into the bottles, sugar or otherwise, to get it to ferment? Just dextrose. Okay. Um, and this is, uh, you know, we talked a little bit to a few of the Lambic or Goose producers in Belgium, and use the use of dextrose is common. Um, okay. Traditionally, you know, you would be using that one-year-old barrel stock, the young barrel stock, to provide the sugar that would allow for carbonation within the vessel. Okay. Um, but Which towards, is in your blend, too, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, absolutely. But, um, you know, towards the end of the season, when you don't, you maybe don't have... Um, you know, that barrel stock is a little bit older at this point. You don't have as much residual sugar left over. You're not seeing the same kind of carbonation in the bottle. So, okay. Um, so you, did you try it without uh, dextrose? We did. Yeah. yeah, we did. And you just didn't get what you wanted out of it? No, not, not within a reasonable time frame and not with the same kind of uh, complexity. And that's interesting because goose is such a low carbonation level in general anyway. Like, what are you looking for in, in a goose? I don't know. Honestly, most of the goose that I, f- I think I've had has been fairly highly carbonated. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Um, See, when I have, like, Cantillon goose, right, mm-hmm. which I know it's is— It's soft. So yeah. it's a different kind of carbonation, in okay. my opinion. And honestly, even mm. across the, the goose producers, um, you know, Cantillon has, like, a really soft carbonation with really small, tight, kind of creamy bubbles. Yeah. Whereas, uh, you know, Tolkien mm. or, or Dreyfantina have— uh, a bit more, uh, I don't want to say like soapy big bubbles, but they don't have that same kind of tight, creamy carbonation. Okay. Why? We're not sure. Yeah. How does you, how do you, I've can had, you plan I've had for many that? conversations with like Troy Casey and, and Corey King uh, about this. Like, how is this happening? And, you know, is it the mashing process? Is it how you're creating the protein present? Is it the grain? Right. Um, and then nobody knows. Yeah. It's all speculative at this point. Yeah. Um, so. We're trying to make more so which we can is, observe more. Right, which is why we need this like this body of, of actual written work mm-hmm. so you can – but there's just so many variables, right? Mm-hmm. It's almost impossible to know. Didn't you say his, his, his key ingredient was love? Love. Time. That was destroy side. <laughs> oh, just, yeah. was it? Yeah. 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 Same thing. I think Jean's key ingredient was leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm done with your shit. <laughs> Zero fucks. Yeah. <laughs> he was on for days, too. He was yeah. on for like five hours. Yeah, he stayed I'm just on. him. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, they you know the good ones like to talk about what they do. <laughs> it's amazing. Or maybe go. they got too much of you guys <laughs> yeah, like, and now don't want anymore. <laughs> yeah, five hours in a row is too much. Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, we do have one more beer to try uh, if we want to do that before we run out of time. I think um, we do. Um, let's pour that beer and then just to kind of you know make sure everybody knows about the Spawn series. So this is now an ongoing project at Jester King, right? Where you guys are going to mm-hmm. keep doing this. The first one would have been sitting around for almost four years before uh, somebody tasted it, right? If you no, count we're the definitely one, definitely still th- tasting it. You okay? It's a miracle we still have some left actually to blend. Okay, <laughs> yeah, but right, like the one to three years, right, and then nine months or so in a bottle before anybody got to try the first spawn, mm-hmm. and that which was released what last year? Yeah, November. Okay, so we haven't yeah, even. No, it's, it's- it's such an exercise in patience. I mean, you know, when we released the beer on uh, the blog post, like I posted a photo of my daughter when we did our first ever spontaneous brew, 
and then a, a photo of her when the beer is released, and I mean, it's looking at like two different people. Wow, yeah, it's that's just, cool. It's an incredible thing, yeah. That's excellent. Uh, so now you're going to keep this going, and, and we'll end up with uh, different blends. And is the idea to keep it just as as the goose, or are you doing other uh, types of beers? We in are there? doing fruit refermentations. Okay. Um, we've done, uh, and hopefully Jeff doesn't get upset that I'm going to say this on air, but uh, I'll we've take done that. Of it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't be mad at me, boss. Um, so we've also done, like, still packaging um, of an unblended barrel. So we did not add any dextrose at all at packaging. Um, okay. Those bottles have been uh, – yeah, we, we packaged it and corked them, but we didn't crown them. We're thinking about crowning them after all. But, um, yeah, so still packaging. That's a great idea, by the way, just so people can stop listening to me describe these, like, unblended beers. Mm-hmm. I think – I'm not saying they're not worth trying. I want people yeah. to taste that. Yeah, you know. I do too, and I think it's obviously we're picking some of the best barrels to to yeah. to package in this way, right? Where, hey, this barrel tastes awesome. It's in balance already. It's not one element out of balance with everything else. It's not just an acid bomb or, or right. super bitter. It happens to already be in balance, and it's That's this cool. beautiful thing in and of itself. So let's package it as this moment in time. Um, and I think that that's really cool. But we've got quite a bit of this beer at this point. We've been brewing as much of it as we can every season, as much as we have space for, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, this season, we will completely fill out our barrel room, which I'm really excited about. It means I don't have to buy Cooperage for a while, uh, which I think Jeff is probably happy about, too. Um, yeah. But <laughs> cause that stuff's that's expansive. Oh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I've got a lot of ideas. I would really love to do some, like, dry hopping experiments and uh, continue on with our fruit experimentation as well. Sure. You can't go wrong so. with the fruit experimentations, I think. No. I right? think so like, and that's yeah. just what people love. Uh, you know, um, well, you're doing great already. I would highly <laughs> encourage you if you're, I don't know, just as, as a tasting room education, if, if, you're, if you're selling somebody the unblended bottle, like encourage them to buy the blended one, too. Because this, mm, just to yeah. take, mm-hmm. I know you guys are big on like educating people on how mm-hmm. the beer is made, right? And And so I just feel like, I guess I say that because that's the experience I had. It, mm-hmm. Literally, at Cantillon, where they, they gave me the unblended mm-hmm. one, and I tasted it, and I was like, oh, my God, I love you guys so much, but John, yeah. that's a little bit subpar. And then, you know, he yeah. gave me it's his like blended. like wearing two different plaids. It just doesn't work. <laughs> just, yeah. And then he gave me his blended version, you know, and I went, well, so there you are. Now, that's what I remember. And he was like, yeah, well, that's what we do here. We fucking blend, you idiot. So um, <laughs> here's uh, on that. Here my this might be a cool idea. I don't know if anybody would ever do it. But, you know, the little 375 mil bottles. Yeah. Just a line of those. You sell a three pack of those. A little three pack. With one, twos, and threes. Love unblended, it. you know. Yeah. And then just let everybody do it. Oh, like do their own oh, thing. I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. That's a or great make idea. It, make it a four pack, and then you got the make it a four one. pack. There you go, blended one. Yeah. There you go. That might be fun. It's a really good idea. Make it a five Thank pack, you. and one of them is a Warren, bad barrel that you would dump, <laughs> so they can see how bad it can get. Pick like, the one you should dump. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Jeffrey's big on dumping yeah, beer. Right, it's yeah. no good this too, smells so. like baby poop. That's how you know it's good. Hey, it helps them appreciate how good they do. That's true. Speaking of that, just really quickly, not yeah. not baby, baby poop. not baby poop in particular. <laughs> yeah, but I'm gonna have a kid. But you wrote a little bit when you first did this uh, in the cool ship, your first fully spontaneous. That um, as you kind of checked it out over the first few months, that it was really kind of bad, right? Like that you were, yeah, just off flavors and different stuff happening, right? Like, yeah, they're definitely not refined flavors early on. In the beginning, okay. Yeah. It really takes a while for a beer like this mm-hmm. to turn into something that you want to drink, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
And then that whole time, though, you're kind of like, oh, shit. Yeah, am I, I wasting it, a lot of space here with yeah, this beer and barrel? Time, space, right? And, yeah. and, and just hoping that that goes away. Did somebody tell you to hold on to it? Like, as you tasted it and went, oh, we fucked this up, Jeffrey. I don't know what to do. Uh, did people tell you just wait? You know what? What, what kind of gave me hope was, was was the nose of these beers. Like, I felt like um, kind of that that aged top character was was you know, kind of coming through in kind of like a this, this bio transformed way, where you know it kind of like smells like the the barn or the, or the brew day, but then kind of like takes on that that, that musty character that, that you referenced a little bit ago with the beer and like. You know, there were a lot of flaws. I mean, like, I was getting, like, you know, perhaps, like, like BMS and, 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 you know, maybe some other kind of, like, astringent flavors. But, the, like, musty nose was there, like, within four to six months. And I'm like, wait, mm. wait a second. Like, this, is, this, this maybe has a chance. Okay. So that was kind of encouraging to just to hold on to it. Yeah, four to six, that's not that's not as bad as I thought. Four months, if it starts to turn, I guess I wouldn't be. When it reaches six, if it still tastes like shit entirely, yeah. God, I'd be so worried. I'd be so nervous. Especially, like you said, the yeah. amount of barrels it's sitting in, and, and, and then like you know, just just and this is the same as true of our you know our mixed culture beers that we, we pitch. If it's like acetic or isobaric, like very very early on, then that's just like okay, why waste our time? Like this isn't going to get any better. Uh, so yeah, um, usually I mean it's it's it, it will we'll have we will have the other goes bad after after years, but usually it's kind of early on. Okay. All right, and then the last beer we have here, I think it's called Kernuffel Strudel Bin Laden. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks, thanks. That's true. Was that the name? Yep. Be careful when you smell, because I smelled it, and coming <laughs> off the sour beers, it was, Uh-oh. it threw me. I yeah. had to it's put the brake. I pumped the brakes yeah. real hard. I, I looked at Warren from confirmation, but he didn't know it. <laughs> right. So this is Gotlandstrika. This is a... Uh, oh, that's what it's called. Thank yeah. you. Um, <laughs> Jeffrey's like, oh, thank God. Wait, yeah. <laughs> what, what did Justin say? Kernoffel Strudel Bin Laden. Oh, yeah. Bin Laden. <laughs> traditional <laughs> Nordic name. Yes. Right. <laughs> traditional <laughs> Belgian Nordic. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, sorry, what is it really called again? Gotlandstrika. Okay. There we go. The drink of Gotland. Okay. So this is a traditional beer made in Scandinavia, um, a Swedish beer made on the island of Gotland. Where they were using, uh, you know, juniper branches to louder through, and juniper berries, and bog myrtle or uh, Mirica Gale as a bittering agent. So kind of like a pseudo gruit almost. Okay. Um, but birchwood smoked barley, not beechwood smoked. Not beechwood aged, smoked. but birchwood yeah. smoked. Okay. Yeah, birchwood smoked malt, um, some rye. Um, but it's got a lot of, and this has been in bottle for a very long time. Like I said, I did not mean for this to get here. Ah. <laughs> we weren't worthy. <laughs> Meaning, no, that's not that's not it at all. But smoked beers, and I'm, honestly, this it's awesome that it's here because this is not a style that very many people are attempting to make. And I personally love smoked beers. I fucking love they're, smoked beers so too, much. Me too, man. Everyone hates them. They're so polarizing, but they're yeah, so I'm fucking good, and they're, they're really so good. great with <laughs> with food. You know, and, you know, they might be the next sour beer. I don't know. Is you it know, split down the trends? I fucking hope yeah. so. I really hope so. I've been brewing a lot of good shit. Dude, yeah. Lichtenheiner? Come on. I don't know. What? Yeah. Has never had it. I don't even know her. Me neither. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's like saying 12 months in Estonian right now. Yeah. Mm. Is the hating smoke beer split down the table right here? Because Shimke uh, doesn't like smoke beer. Doc doesn't like smoke beer. Beardy? You like I do like, beer. as long as it's not peat smoked malt. Okay. Yeah. It has to be wood. Okay. Little, I go yeah. oak smoke. Well, y'all yeah. can just pass Tasty, down this way. Tasty, you're not the I don't like smoke, but just the smoke character has been transformed by the... Dude, the acidity, yeah, the acidity does great things for smoke yeah. character. Yeah. So I haven't even tasted it yet, uh, but I did. I wanted to ask what was the set you back. 
back. Like I, it the, was the aroma. It was it was the smoke, but it, I wasn't used to it. I didn't know it. I, okay. I, it came I was, out of nowhere. It came out of. I was, I was coming off the two sour beers that have just been kind of digesting the entire like, twenty minutes. You were misled. I was I was misled. Yes, uh, and it, it was smells just, like a really good cigar or something. Mm-hmm. Like it has <laughs> like, like, a nice steak or something. There's there's a lot of that kind of this you know the the smoky things that we attribute to to smoky beers. But, but it's not it, like baloney. You know, it's not like no. hammy the way that a lot of no, more no. Like German inspired smoked beers can like be. an age thing yeah. or something um, like that beechwood smoke it was just I, that's really what it was i was just kind of whoa that's you know like when you accidentally grind your teeth real fast when you're eating or whatever yeah. you think, ah that's weird just a shocker um, yeah it was but the it, shocker it, oh. sm- it smells great <laughs> it tastes this is a fantastic beer i just had no idea i assumed by the color yeah. that it was going to be very similar <laughs> to the other beers that we had <laughs> can and we, that was very very wrong can we nickname the beer the shocker so that we can pronounce it that way the rest of us can talk about it Oh, it tastes amazing. You're right about the sourness doing something with that smoke. Yeah. The smoke comes back Yeah. after it, a little yeah. while in the it's aftertaste. There. It yeah. definitely comes back. Yeah. Um, but it does clean it off your palate right away with the sourness. It's like the, the smoke hits, the sour comes through, and then that goes away, and the smoke is just kind of like, gotcha, fucker. Yeah. I'm still here. But, but even then, Shocker. the smoke is so good. Again, like, it's like so tobacco-y, leather, yeah. vanilla... It's a really good smoke mm-hmm. character, yes. like like uh, vanilla pods, right? Like the mm-hmm. the capsule of the like the the vanilla like Madagascar bean. Madagascar vanilla. Yeah, sure. Why right? Why not? Yes, that one. Uh, but you know, like not like opened of the bean, like opened and like scraped out with like the actual little beans, right, or whatever little. I've black only dot. ever seen the fucking jar. He literally has yeah. no idea what you're talking yeah. about. Are you talking about the dropper that you drop yeah. it in the cookies? Yes, Is that yes what, exactly. That's, that's what, what I'm I know. talking wow. about. Yes. No, like the actual flesh of the okay. vanilla. Pod. Never seen the it. bean. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. The, yeah. the vanilla scrape, without the sweetness. I've only seen it in its cream form. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know when you get in good ice cream uh, and oh, the little Hagen black dots? Yes, that's what you you're go. talking yeah. about. The Hagen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what I get. Yeah. It doesn't <laughs> smell like my lotion at all. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, well, my lotion's organic, so. <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. I don't know. Uh, and h- how old is this beer? You said it's quite old. Man, so the if you look on the bottle, it probably has a packaging day on there, but this has got to be pretty old. I brought the bottle out so you guys could see the label. It's scary and amazing. Mm -hmm. That's what what Viking men look like. Awesome. I know. Why does he have no No, nose? It's not that old. Something must be wrong here. It would have been packaged in like maybe April. Oh, then yeah. It's batch number five, Patch packaged April 21st, 2016. So, yeah, so it's about... what, eight, yeah. nine months. Yeah, um, yeah but, but for you guys, that doesn't seem old. It's really not yeah. that old, but okay. it's old to me because <laughs> dog years. <laughs> right. But, um, okay. Yeah. Right. I have some of this beer aging in gin barrels back at the brewery right now. Oh no. Um, we've packaged Fucking that once way. before. Yeah. So like you know, you taste the smoke, you have the acidity, and those are kind of the more salient properties of this yeah. beer. But under underneath that is still quite a lot of botanical character from the juniper and the Mirica Gale. So oh, that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Warren, so we've go. actually already yeah. packaged that concept that once. We called it. Viking metal. Um, it was nice. a very small beer, and that was <laughs> okay. honestly of all the crazy beers that we've done, and we probably have over a hundred different beer concepts at this point that we've packaged. Um, that's probably my my favorite. Um, it's like you know a crazy aged washed cheese, um, and it's awesome. Yum. That sounds but, great. Uh, yeah, was that also barrels. in our box? Unfortunately, no. Unfortunately, no. But, thanks, thanks for but covering for me. Uh, it was time. delicious, Warren. It was delicious. Doc, what do you think about the smoke character in this beer? Being one who doesn't like smoke either, do you, does the sourness take it away enough for yeah, you? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, and it's not like you said, hammy. I call it 
bacon beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I that really bacon because the usually peat smoked. But, um, yeah, it, it, it does uh, distract me with the sour, distracts me away from the, the, the bacon. Yeah. It's okay if you don't like it. You don't have to try to make me feel better. There is. I'll, a, drink, I'll has, drink all of it. It also has all that stone fruit that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. That's da, that's mm-hmm. at your house. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So yes. So letting it sit. I haven't had a drink in about you know two or three minutes or whatever. Uh, kind of reminiscent of Hawaiian pizza. Hawaiian style pizza, yeah. little oh. ham, like smoked ham, yeah. the stone fruit, the pineapple, the acidity is there, uh, the marinara. I don't know where that comes from, but uh, breadiness. <laughs> sure, yeah, the breadiness. Uh-huh. I just a little, just just like in the middle of your tongue, man. I actually agree with you. I hate yeah. it when you do that. When, uh, <laughs> when when he's right. Actually, I really like it when everyone's talking about a, a, a flavor and then someone just throws out Nails it's it. like this, and everyone goes, "Oh yeah, it tastes like Hawaiian pizza." God, I, now I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah. Where can we get Hawaiian pizza? Better order delivery. Hawaiian in the Hawaii. pizza order tonight, Bebo. Yeah. No, really, I'll do that too. I always want that. Uh, all right. It's a good well, beer, man. Wow. Yeah. I think it's a, well. All three of them were really good. Uh, all also, four of them. I've got the uh, Wunderkind uh, on tap here at the bar. That's in my glass too. That, awesome. Uh, that's a really good beer. I'm glad yeah. you like it. Uh, yeah. I like that one. Well, and you. you guys do still have some standards like that, right? I know you do a lot of variation, but mm-hmm. Wunderkind is one of them. Mm-hmm. There's at least a few. Others. Oh yeah, Petite Prince is like oh, yeah, you know we don't right. drink water, we drink Petite Prince yeah. um, all day, all <laughs> yeah. day because it's you know two point nine percent, so we can still operate the forklift and um, <laughs> it's OSHA you know, says yeah. <laughs> Who? yeah. Who? Thank you. You're right. Um, Sorry. Anyway, my fault. That's, that's Texas. <laughs> we, don't, we don't talk about OSHA in Texas. Yeah, right. They get stopped at the border. It's like Voldemort. Yeah. We don't. Who? Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> we don't say any of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have a few. Black metal, of course, is oh, a yeah. classic. Um, yeah, we do a lot of different ones, kind of standards. Okay. But, you know, based on our fermentation schedule, like Jeff was talking about earlier, how seasonal our brewing is. Yeah. It's kind of like there are only a couple times of the year that we can make, um, like, black metal, for instance. I don't want to start fermenting that in the middle of the winter because it will never finish fermenting. Um, and it will end up becoming fairly acidic. So I know I, see. I have kind of a window of when we can put that beer on the schedule. So... Um, and we have a lot of other cool things that we want to do, so I'm I'm really that makes it fun, less I interested. I agree. That's yeah. kind of yeah. you know what I'm about. I don't. It's also some easy guidelines, right? Like mm-hmm. it just you know that in come November you can start mm-hmm. that process, and then the re- you just get to change and have some fun all year. I like it. Yeah. So do you, you get summers off? Unfortunately, with the no. seasonal brewing. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm working on that. You know, oh, go ahead. You know, Jeff. It's, yeah, it's funny. You know, we um, we. We take a, a winter break you know, two weeks from you know, before Christmas after New Year's, and you know I was actually talking to uh, Chris from uh, from from Black Project in, in Denver, and he was saying you know they do spontaneous fermentations, and you know, he comes from the wine industry, and he was talking about how like they'll they'll just like do a really really uh, you know aggressive brewing schedule during the winter, and then like take a couple of weeks off in the summer, and I mean I'm not sure I mean we're gonna you know we'll collectively decide this uh, at, at the brewery but it's something I've been thinking about like maybe we have like a, a summer break instead of a winter break so we could do more spontaneous but then still give you know our our crew the you know a couple weeks off uh, for part of the brewing season, part of the brewing year. I'm for anything with the word break in it. So <laughs> yeah. instead of break, uh, breaks are on fire. That <laughs> yeah. sentence you Except don't like so much. Yeah. That's the only one I right. don't like. Yeah. Break a leg. <laughs> That's a good thing, though. Break a leg. That's good luck. Yeah, it's right? good luck. Exactly. No, it's not. You don't say that. <laughs> How much of the beer goes out in stainless? How much do you put out in kegs? 
we do about 20 to 25 percent total volume in stainless kegs or maybe you know like one-way kegs yeah but the majority of that is sold on site um even so, the kegs are sold on site. yeah yeah absolutely i mean you know we've got nine taps in our tasting room one of which is nitro coffee obviously yeah um but yeah, the other eight we have guest taps as well. But the stainless stuff we keep on site for the most part. Um, we'll send one-way kegs for, um, you know, offsite events, festivals, things like that. But yeah. For the most part, everything like the draft spring is on brews site. festival, for example. Yes, exactly. That's coming <laughs> up. Right. Right. Um, and I, do you have a lot of local accounts that get draft beer? I ask because we're actually so honored to get your beer all the time. We get it in bottles quite a bit now, mm-hmm. and we were excited when that started. To have it on tap tonight is really exciting for me. So Yeah, but, I'm excited to have it on draft here as well. Yeah. Honestly, we don't send a whole lot of draft out. Yeah, um, that's what and, I thought. In Austin, uh, we have a lot of – you know, we like to have our beer on at – Restaurants more so than okay. like bars per se. You know, yeah. what I mean? obviously we have lots of really great relationships around Austin, um, but our beer is very is inspired by food. It's very food friendly. I love beer and food and pairing, and um, I want this beer to be available for people when they go and they sit down and they they're going to have a meal. Yeah. So a lot of times, uh, you know, I want it to take the place of a wine bottle on somebody's dinner table sure. kind of thing. That makes sense. Is the cooler for the tasting room the only temp-controlled area in the brewery? Yes. Uh, Jeff, I wish you could have seen the look on her face when Avery. Well, he, and- know, he knows that look. <laughs> so we've got a couple kegerators. We don't have a cold box. Uh, like really, we don't. Um, so we're making do. Like wow. pretty well with the equipment that we have. Uh, the barrel room is temperature controlled, so sixty degrees Fahrenheit, Fahrenheit all year round. Um, but yeah, the the kegs. Live in a kegerator on the weekends. Okay. And uh, yeah, the bottle cooler is probably the coldest spot you're going to get. Buy a couple you- less midget ponies and get a. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. They're, they're just expensive. so cute. They're just. Yeah. And they're expensive. They're so fun. <laughs> and actually, we don't need to buy any more. They can, you know, they kind of make themselves. So. <laughs> now you're. <We're- laughs> Are you in the market? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> you don't need a forklift. It's way. a small yeah. market. Yeah. People with a beer. As, as pets. They, well, no, seriously, as service animals. Uh, that was a, that yes. not a joke. That was serious. <laughs> that is Can you real. imagine me bringing my Shetland pony on the airplane <laughs> oh. on my next flight to yes. Texas, for example? It, it would can. go with your man bun. It, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and your feet hurt. Right now, my man bun right. is my service animal. Yeah. And, oh, I could ride the goddamn thing. <laughs> I think it'd be great. I think my the goddamn are... thing. <laughs> it was Sorry. probably cursed by God right. to be so small. I mean, the sweet little Aww. animal. Yeah. The, the devil incarnate. Blessed creature. With its cloven hooves. Yeah. <laughs> Little devilish cloven hooves. <laughs> All right, Jeffrey. I know you got family to hang out with. Thanks so much for being with us. Um, uh, we might keep Avery for another couple minutes here. Yeah. Um, but I appreciate your time and, and coming to hang on the show, man. Oh, thanks, Justin. Really appreciate it as always, man. Appreciate what you guys do for uh, for the community. Keep it juicy, man. Next time you come down, uh, let me know you're heading that way. I, I saw a tweet from you saying I was at Jester King. I was like, oh shit, you know, uh, I didn't realize you were down there, man. So uh, I don't. Uh, yeah, that goes for all you guys. Let me know when you're coming our way. That was probably Shimke. Were you at Jester King? That was probably Kim. I will. I always let you know, Jeffrey. I, uh, look, if there's a free beer involved, I'm like, hey, oh, Jeff, yeah. just coming by to say hello. You don't have to buy me a beer or anything. Don't we have to um, do something in Austin Brewing Network related? Some must. sort of coverage that we need to do? Definitely. Yeah. So yeah. we could work there and get paid for it and not... 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think we have to go to the stunt farm yes! and then hang out at Jester Creek. <laughs> I'll, I'll stunt on everybody. I don't even care. <laughs> that actually you. sounds like a great BN mm. on the road. It does. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be a good one. Yeah. Let me up our insurance. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> JP almost died in the last BN on the road, and we were just hanging out and in a cold box. <laughs> he got run over by a fork. My shoulder still hurts. I'm not going to say anything about it, but so, I don't know. it's me. Thank you for that invite, Jeffrey. I appreciate that. We'd love to come see the place again. Actually, we're there now. Answer the door. <laughs> yeah. uh, thanks. So, cheers, guys. Thanks so much for having us on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, man. Take care. We'll see you soon. All right, good night. No, seriously, we'll see you soon. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm really I'm at, at your the, door right I'm now. At the back door. Your mailbox is full. <laughs> weird. I'm creeping out your wife right now. I'm like staring through the window. Uh, all right, Jeffrey's a good guy. Stunt Avery, farm. thanks so much for, for making the trek down here. Yeah, man, it's my pleasure. Yeah, thanks awesome. for having us. You were at the uh, rare, rare beer. Rate beer. Thank you. Rate beer <laughs> yes, event. Rate beer. <laughs> and you one. wonder why you didn't get it right. <laughs> yes. picked to MC. I was right. supposed to MC it. I can't even say the name of the thing. The God rare the rare beer. The rare rating <laughs> event. Yeah. The uh, rare wine. Was it, fu- was it fun? Oh, yes. A yeah. blast. Yeah. Did, I'm still drunk from it. Are you really? Oh, was that yeah. kind of a blast? Yeah. <laughs> I got here on Thursday night, and I've been drunk since. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm a professional, though, so you can't tell. Yeah, I couldn't tell at all. You looked great and, and happy and, and ready to go. So, I try. Yeah. The Thursday through Saturday thing gets me. By Saturday? Yeah. By, oh, forget and it's it. Monday. It's Monday. It's GDF. What day is it? I'm old. Right? It's Monday? It is Monday. Yeah. Yeah. When do you when do you go back tomorrow, to work? You go but I'll back be tomorrow. back in like a week and a half for San Francisco Beer Week. So. Oh, that's right. And that's a, yeah. and you'll be here for the whole week? Uh yeah, the fourteenth. That's Valentine's a bad Day, idea. Yeah, fourteenth through like eighteenth. <laughs> okay. Not smart so not that on your bad. part. Yeah. <laughs> you are kind of an idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like truly. Yeah. truly. You don't love yourself. Yeah, I'll give you my doctor's number. She sounds like a sweetheart. She's a good boy. <laughs> yeah. She, and oh. it sounds like you're down a harsh path, yeah. Avery, so yeah. I'm going to try to help. Put well, you. I'm going to put you in the death pool soon. Yeah, I'm also one of those honest patients where I'm like, yes, gotta say I drink a lot. Well, and she's I'm not sorry. judgmental, so that's right. good. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. See? Yeah, she's like, did you quit smoking yet? No. No. Uh, she's like, well, you know, I, I know it's hard. I could help you. And I was like, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't really want to quit. <laughs> I'm fine right now. And she looked at me. She was like, thank you for saying that. A lot of patients just waste my time. And I was like, yeah, I'm not trying to waste your time. You got to smoke? <laughs> I need to take a break. Legally, you can't deny me my break. How long have you been seeing this doctor? A long time. So she's letting your feet die. Well, <laughs> don't, the, don't the, give me her, her number. Yeah. I don't. I don't want that phone number. The foot death enabler. Yeah. Right. Who her nickname? She's now. fine. She. How is she going to know? Wait. I mean, what happened to Steve the free the free guy? That's my head doctor. Right. Yeah. The, oh, the, the, your, oh. the one who wrote a book on him. Didn't he move yeah. to another country? <laughs> I think. Yeah. He. I scared him away. But trying head, to get away from him. The head doctor left. Ah. Okay. He yeah. just wasn't there when you knocked on the door. <laughs> yeah. Just right. one day. I saw the blinds move, but I figured. He had left the fan on or something. Yeah, there was there was I, I don't know his car was still there too, but um, <laughs> running it was actually on. I don't know why. Yeah, with a hose over to the front window. Um, yeah, that's the head doctor, and he right. did he did his job. He was did good he? too. Yeah, oh, yeah. You're quite normal. Yeah, you're fixed. Yeah, you're yeah. a lot better. Man. I was fine then. Anyway, yeah. until he left, your psychosis moved from your head to your feet. <laughs> Pretty much, your feet We're, don't know what's going on. It's safer down there, really. It's more painful. It <laughs> what if I have foot pain for the rest of my life? Like, can you imagine? You might. You, have, mm-hmm. you might have gout. Maybe it's gout. 
Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you know what would be bad about that is the beer thing. Yeah, and like rich foods. And, and you have to quit smoking. And, it, well, oh, there's that too. But. It can't be gout. Doc, how do you get Look gout? Look out. gout. Yeah. You know what it's, I'm it's, talking about. A lot of times it's just rich food. Uh, but it's, it causes it's not from like anal or anything. Like charcuterie. No, you can still, I would had anal. You can still get anal. Oh, it's from like... <laughs> It's from eating all the stuff I eat? You develop uh, it that way? Yeah, it, it can be for some people. It, the, the crystals form. It's like a high nitrogen content it, food, right? It, like nitrate food. Because oh. it's like a the crystals of form acid yeah. joints. Yeah. Yeah. But there's like medication for that, right? She yeah. didn't mention gout. Anti-crystal forming medication? Yeah, but there's also... <laughs> foot, gotta, medic- gotta, foot pills. Chakra? stay away from... Get your chakras? Things that trigger it. <laughs> yeah, maybe your chakras <laughs> are too aligned. Yeah. yeah. That would be bad. And cigarettes. Although I would finally get to retire legitimately. Like, no, who's, who would blame me if I'm like, I'm not disability? Well, that would be a disability then. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. yeah, but do I, does a self-employed person get disability? <laughs> nope. Only yeah. if you pay for that policy. It's like Start that Simpsons episode right. where he gets one, like really fat two. so that he can go on disability. <laughs> yes. And then. Where's Moo's? I can do that. Just start wearing moo's. They'll send you home. <laughs> That's what I do at home. So just start leaving the house in my moo's. <laughs> All right. At least it'll get me to leave the house. Yeah, that's true. All right, well, we've got some beer news to do next. We do. Um, I know it's getting late. Avery, we will not uh, hold you hostage, but if you'd like to stay and do beer news, you can. You just fish a fruit fly out of your beverage. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yell some dirty people up in there. I know. <laughs> that's true. I mean, no, actually, I feel like I'm at home. <laughs> it does? You can't get rid of fruit flies no, at a brewery man, like yours, you right? No. Yeah. No. And you have horse flies, too, probably. Yeah. No, not, <laughs> Mini not horse really. Fly. Mini horse flies. flies. Yeah. Mini horse flies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so flies. Pony flies. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for being on the show. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, thanks for great. sending beer. Uh, yeah, to we'll, someone else. <laughs> I'm sure they're enjoying it. Well, we'll take any beer. I'm sure they are. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, When we come back, we're going to do some uh, beer news and other things. We've got to wrap up our Twitter game. And uh, I think that's about it. Yeah. All right, hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. With over 20 years of experience making world-class craft beer and more than 100 gold medals in international competitions, Moylan's Brewing Company is not just a pretty face in craft beer. Just ask Brendan Moylan. What do we got here? The beer of the hour. Moylan's, gotta love that big M. It's like a sign of awesomeness. It's got an extra kick to it. Let's pour this bad boy. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, Moylan's. The end of the night when the kids are finally in bed, the wife's in bed, <laughs> nobody's bothering your ass anymore. That's Moylan's time. Moylan's is for you. Yeah! It's to help you out. Yeah. It helps me out. What? Well, because it's freaking awesome. Northern California brewed. It's brewed with love. With love? Oh, yeah. Tremendous. And it's always best where? Moylan's. got to try it on tap at Moylan's in Novato. They're freaking awesome. Not only because I own the brewery, because I love the beer. Cheers! Boom! Kilt Lifter Scotch Ale takes big beers to a whole new level with rich malt balanced perfectly with delicate hops and now comes in four-pack tall boy cans so you can take the party on the go. Or come to the brewery, take a tour, and try any of Moylan's fresh creations right from the source. Check them out at Moylan's.com. (laughs) 
Ian Army, have you heard the latest at HopTech? Since HopTech has doubled in size after a huge expansion, Jade and Roberto can stock even more of the best quality homebrewing supplies and equipment. Over 60 kick-ass varieties of hops and malts, monster truckloads of quality brewer's yeast, including white labs, Y yeast, and multiple dry yeasts. They even have all grain systems from Grainfathers and Ruby Street Brew Systems, thanks to Jade, the brand new all grain brewer. And don't forget about their 10% discount to all BN Army members. Jade and Roberto are waiting for you and all of your brewing questions over at hoptech.com. Hoptech, totally not sucking since 1983. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of Citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. Hey guys, what'll it be? I'm not sure. What do you recommend? A lot of people seem to like the Hefeweizen. Is that a German Hefeweizen or more of an American-style wheat beer? I'm not sure, but I can give you a taste. Okay, great. Great. The Cicerone Certification Program certifies and educates beer professionals in order to elevate the beer experience for consumers. Unfortunately, not every bar is staffed with certified beer servers who can guide their customers through a beer list. Here you go, guys. Let me know what you think of the Hefeweizen. Oh, yeah. That's definitely more of an American meat. But I can hardly tell because this beer just smells like sour butter. I wonder how long it's been since they cleaned the draft line. Yeah, and look at the bubbles on the side of the glass. It's filthy. Somebody should tell these guys about the Cicerone program. For sure. How about we head somewhere else for another beer? Your server should give beer the same respect you do. Request quality. The Cicerone certification program offers four levels of beer certification, in-person classes, and course books for beer professionals. Check them out at Cicerone.org. The Cicerone Certification Program. We know beer. Hey, this is Julian Trego from Beachwood Brewing, and you are listening to The Session on the Brewing Network. Hey, go over to craftbeer.com and check out the things they've got for you. A lot of educational tools. they got a beer 101 course, a beer pairing course. Of course, they have the beer style guide that we've told you about before. Uh, you can just you can actually go down a full tree of uh, styles and get into the glassware it should be served with. I mean, you name it, everything. It'll teach you all about it. Craftbeer.com, giving you the best in craft beer. And uh, it's your best resource for, for all things craft beer. Of course, it's affiliated with the Brewers Association, so... How could how could you go wrong? 
it's not like affiliated with some like the hey we know beer association <laughs> yeah. the actual it's the not. people who uh, work with the craft craft brewers so go check them out uh, all right I guess what are we gonna do some beer news let's do some beer news yeah I like it when we do beer news because right. things are in the news and it's about beer and and we like that. And yeah. we succinct to a point. Yeah. All of the voices in Justin's head like that. <laughs> yeah. I stopped reading the beer news because I'm paying too much attention to the uh, the news news, the current yeah, news. Right. You know? Oh, right. I'm oh, glad you mentioned nice that. Man, I, was, I'm on. I can't stop. I'm watching cable. I can't I won't stop. Yes, and I haven't. This is one good thing about this. Uh, and I'm not saying there aren't. Whatever. <laughs> about this presidency. I have not it's read like the news. Th- it's like watching a fucking, like the best drama you've ever like seen, a TV right? reality show. Yeah, coincidentally, I can't stop. I am reading the news apps like three times a day right now, and it's fascinating. I'm watching the basketball on one station, but I got the other one paused, you know? So when I go to commercials, I pause one, go to the other, and hit the news. And I listen to news, watch Talking Heads. Ah, I'm so glad I'm not the only one. Yeah, I'm sucked (laughs) into this drama, man. It's like uh, nauseating. It's so unique and so different. It is. Yeah. Uh, All right, what's in the news, JP? Wait, wait, don't, you know, before you tell me what's in the news. Okay. I can uh, wait. I'll wait all day for you, baby. <laughs> Please don't. Well, the news is brought to you today by our good friends over at Drake's Brewing Company. You know I'm, I'm, I'm already a fan of Drake's. And uh, not just the beer. I'm actually a big fan of the people over there, too. They're cool. Um, but what's happening is it's Hapocalypse Day again, oh, Tasty. Oh, Saturday, yeah. Yeah, this oh, Saturday, snap. February 4th, uh, they're releasing their Hapocalypse, um, which is their massively hopped Imperial IPA, of course. But the cool thing about it is that it's also a beer festival. So from 1 to 5 yeah. this Saturday, um, it's several beers all bringing their um, IPAs and double IPAs and other things, too, I'm sure. Um, seeing, like, Berryessa, Beechwood, Boneyard, Faction, Fieldwork on the list. Founders is there. Kern River. Uh, Knee Deep. Marin. Uh, Russian River's on there. So uh, really good event. Go check it out. Saturday, February 4th, that's this Saturday, uh, at Drake's Brewing Company, the Apocalypse End of the World Party. All right, what's in the news? All right. Uh, well, we all have our weird methods for pitching yeast and our odd little homebrewer superstitions that we cling to. For me, I never pitch without telling my yeast to, quote, have fun. I dump them in, I go, have fun. I think, you know what I mean? Oh. Yeah. Maybe she okay. stopped doing that. Wake him up, you know. Maybe. Uh, somehow it has escaped our collective attentions that in the land of the blackest metal ever offered, Norway, they practice the custom of Gjurgjark, or yeast scream. <laughs> the brewers claim they do this so that beer will be strong and people will be cheerful when they drink it. And apparently those crazy brewers in Finland do a, sim- uh, a similar uh, thing as well. They, 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 they scream or cheer on the yeast as they sprinkle it in the, uh, in the fermenters. Wait, are we playing the fake news game or is this no, the news? No, right. I swear <laughs> to God. It seems to have originated many years ago when brewers thought that screaming into the beer as the yeast was being pitched would scare away any supernatural creatures that would try and spoil the beer. Oh, well, that makes sense. Well, it does, is, right? is it more of a falsetto I'm, scream or like yeah. a guttural? Like, there's one in this article. <laughs> it's guttural, clearly. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. In this article uh, called, uh, what is it? I don't know, uh, whatever, some blog or whatever. But uh, this guy's just researching a bunch of this beer. And uh, there's a video of somebody doing it at some beer fest. And it's just like, hey, 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 as he's like dumping in. The st- it's pretty funny. Wow. Well, I've, okay. got, I've got a pitch when we get right. home. When I get home. Do it. I guess they were going to do it. In, uh, yeah. Start screaming at it. I mean, yeah. fuck. You can video yourself while you do it. How else are you going to get rid of the Video evil spirits? Video it while you do it. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Might have to yeah. do that. A little superstitional uh, thing, man. Huh. I don't know. I thought it was cool. Homebrew-related. It is kind of, it? It's kind of cool. It's the, interesting. The reason is weird, but I guess for any reason that you're yelling at yeah. yeast would be weird. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's just spitting you're doing into the fermenter. Ah, right, yeah. Maybe. Uh, it makes yeah. it go, you know? It's an enzymatic thing. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, speaking of something cool, I don't know. The Super Bowl is coming, and that means hanging out, watching men in spandex bend over a lot. But it also means it's time to drink beer. This year, Tostitos has a way to help you be more responsible after a long afternoon of staring at sweaty male millionaires touching one another. Mm-hmm. It's called the Party Bag. The bag comes equipped with a sensor connected Ew. to a microcontroller calibrated to detect small traces of alcohol on a person's breath. If any alcohol is detected, the sensor turns red and forms the image of a steering wheel on the bag. This is on the bag, by the way, the face of the bag. A chips bag. A chip, yeah, a chip, a bag of chips, mm-hmm. yes. Um, along with an Uber code and a don't drink and drive message. Wow. So all that in a bag of chips. All yeah. that in a bag of chips, baby. <laughs> Literally. Uh, it also uses near-field communication technology, allowing fans to tap the bag with their phone, which will then summon an Uber for you. Wow. Well, it you, will then call nine one one and have you arrested right. if you leave the premises. Right. right. If you throw up in the bag. Yeah. Uh, Tostitos will offer partygoers ten dollars off their Uber ride and, uh, the during and after the big sport action. Where do you get the? Is this just on the grocery store shelf? Yeah, it's just a bag with yeah. all of this technology on it. Just yeah. sits on the shelf. I think bag, so. Seems like an expensive. How much is this bag of chips? Bag of chips. Yeah, how know. much is the bag? I have no idea. It's like a kit or something. What's yeah, it I called? apologize. Yeah, we'll the Tostitos it. Party Bag. Uh, Tostitos. Okay. Well, they're riding Uber anyway. Yeah, pick up a bag. Well, how often do you pick up a bag of chips and then eat it somewhere else other than your house? For the, the Super, Bowl. Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping there's chips Yeah, there. just because you're a fucking cheapskate and never bring anything <laughs> to the party, Beardy, doesn't mean other people. He brought me Hawaiian pizza last night. Yeah, doctors, you remember. I don't even remember. <laughs> it was a good night. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just looking at the same article you're reading, probably. Yeah. Oh, wait. This one said... Um, uh, there's no word on how much the possible life-saving bag of chips will cost yet. <laughs> that was six days ago. And it comes out next week. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. This is interesting. It's I would crazy, buy it. right? I want to buy it. Oh, I'd totally buy it. No, yeah. every Super Bowl party. You'd be Ubering everywhere. Yeah, it seems cool. You'd be Ubering everywhere. <laughs> That's the whole idea. <laughs> yeah. It's a cool idea. Right. I'm just going to Uber next door. Check Amazon. <laughs> All right. What else website. is in the news? All right. Here we go. <clears throat> Um, of all the world's problems, none needs more sol- solving more rapidly rather than the dreaded warm beer conundrum. What is a party to do when you run low on beer and have to make a run to the store only to find out your favorite beer is not stored cold? Oh, truth. Mm. Enter the Chill-O-Matic. Okay. okay. <laughs> this cl- okay. this cleverly named device can chill your canned beer from room temperature down to drinking temperature in just 60 seconds. Okay. Running on two AA batteries, the plastic gadget sold on the Home Shopping Network for twelve fifty. Okay. Can spin your can, it's can for canned beer only, at high speed while submerged in an ice bath. And despite the quick spin, the soda or beer is never fizzy and ready to drink right away. I don't know about that. <laughs> mm. what, but I like beer? the concept. I've had that happen. Twelve fifty, bro. Twelve dollars and fifty cents? Yeah, and two AA batteries and you got cold beer in sixty seconds. I mean you could just go to the ice store. And put, and put ice in your sink and do it. That and you big out of weight. You've got to manually, manually spin it. Yeah, but it, how fast? 60, 60 seconds. seconds. Six zero. Okay. 
That's not all right. That's a small price to pay. That's a sh- yeah, but sh- one can at a time. Too. I mean, you know, a six pack could have taken six <laughs> right. minutes. Six yeah. minutes. Yeah. yeah, that's true. You know, my my super important part is going to be all chips and warm beer. I, I, <laughs> you might need it. It's a whole theme, but no one will go anywhere because everyone's drunk. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if the that, chip bag tells them so. <laughs> at that price, you can buy a couple, and and you could then it'll oh, take right. three minutes. It's twelve fifty, man. Yeah. I'm but sure you you'll find a way to wire them together anyway, yeah. Doc, and just oh, yeah. uh, make an app with it. I have had this happen. Yeah, where you yeah. Could, it's it's more uh, if you're discerning about your beer, this is a problem. Actually, if you think about it, like it sounds like, oh, you really you can't wait for cold beer. You must be a beer douchebag. Actually, if you're somewhat discerning about the beer you buy, that's when you run into the trouble of not finding cold beer because the beer right. you like is is some you know random craft brewery that's on the shelf over here. If if you just want a cold beer that was whatever, you you can always find that. It's the Modelo. So it's actually more for people <laughs> like us. That's exactly what I was going to say, Taze. It's the Modelo. Right. This device is more for people like us. I agree. I like it. I totally agree. I want to invest in the company. I think we, <laughs> I think we can. <laughs> hey, it's sold on the Home Shopping Network. Why can't we sell it, too? Right. Right? Right? 60 yeah. seconds. Yeah. Adam and Eve doesn't have that. No. Yeah. Make sure you use the Amazon link on our page. <laughs> Before you buy it. Buy three. <laughs> we need a Home <laughs> Shopping link now. We really do. So you can buy jewelry and a uh, can. And this, yeah. yeah. My Collective <laughs> Hearts campaign. <laughs> uh, maybe that's QVC, the jewelry. I forget. It's the same thing. It's all right. the same deal. I had a grandma once, and all she did was sit there watching... QVC and the Home Shopping Network. And you got little tchotchkes for Christmas over oh, here? 24 hours a day. Oh, I got the worst <laughs> things. Fucking cardigans and tchotchkes, man. I had an assistant whose mom watched it all the time. In fact, she'd call in a lot, and they knew her voice. Oh, yeah. Oh, hi, Anne. Margie, we love to hear from you. Thanks for calling. Yeah. We know you love our line of cubic zirconia. <laughs> yeah. How are those uh, needlepoint uh, pins with the flashlights in them? Are they treating you well? Uh, uh, we got two stories left to hear. One is apparently a list of the top 25 most important American craft beers ever brewed. Hmm. The other is some guy in Sacramento being a jerk to everybody. Oh, I read oh, about that guy. You yeah. want to hear both yeah. of them, or what do you want to do? Yeah, let's do both. All right, let's do Sacramento first, huh? Let's yeah. end on a positive note. <laughs> Sacramento, California is a burgeoning city full of beer geeks, brewers, and apparently some real nasty women, according to 12 Rounds Brewing Company owner Daniel Murphy. Last week, Murphy posted on his personal Facebook page some less-than-savory comments about the worldwide Women's March that took place uh, last week, saying, quote, I am disgusted at all of the people and politicians that supported this anti-Trump event. In previous posts, he said he believed Barack Obama was a traitor. He opposed gay marriage and argued that all Muslims in the U.S. should be deported. It turns out Murphy's Facebook posts were visible to friends and friends of friends, meaning that many in the local beer community had access to his posts. On Thursday afternoon, five protesters stood along 57th Street in front of 12 Rounds with a sign calling out Murphy's Facebook post. Uh, Quote, I used to come here and drink their beer, but not anymore because the owner, the man, the co-owner is sexist, anti-gay and anti-Muslim, hates Obama and has accused Obama of being a Muslim and a supporter of hate, said someone called Adelaide Sackler. As one of the protesters there. I won't support that hate, she says. Okay. Murphy, who owns the business with her, his wife, Ellie Murphy, along with a handful of minority investors, said he made the Facebook statement out of frustration at the division in the country. Uh, on Wednesday, uh, something called the Red Rabbit Kitchen and Bar, whose uh, three owners have a small ownership in the brewery, have actually surrendered their 9% ownership shares. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a person extensive, quote, with the craft beer uh, industry, said that they were putting together a proposal to actually buy 12 Rounds Brewing and change the name. 
Right. They just open it under a whole new entire business. In his defense, he, he's not racist. He just hates Muslims. <laughs> right. And Muslim isn't a race. It's a religion. Right. So let's be very clear so on that. he's fine. Um, some of his comments <laughs> seem to be made on a whim, and one reporter says. In one post from August, he says he uses a derogatory term for someone from Pakistan, saying the person had just called on my cell phone and tried to tell me he was from Dell and needed my credit card number. What a moron. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. In one post, he displayed a statement calling the Islamic faith barbaric. Uh, asked how he sought to balance his right to free speech with his interests as a business owner, he replied, apparently as a business owner, I don't get free speech anymore. Hmm. Hey, I thought this was no, America. He gets it. <laughs> you yeah. the wrong things. You want to have a business. I mean, <clears throat> how about just, yeah, balance your uh, ideas somewhere else? Look, um, <clears throat> Aside from, like, all Muslims should be kicked out of the country. Actually, aside from several things this man has, has said. Yeah, good luck with this yes. one. Uh, I, I'm actually fine with people having their opinions. Yeah, um, oh, my God, there's a lot of Murphy's. Uh, out there. Yeah. Right? There's a lot of, like this guy, right. right? And, in fact, there are ways even to express your ideologies mm-hmm. um, that stay out of, like, the public eye or the social media. Like, if you really care about some of these things, like immigration law or whatever— Go well, just like people right. are marching against it, for example, or yeah. or or funding organizations on the you know against right. it. You could do. There are things you can do to express yourself. That's correct. To be yes. a business owner like that, especially the the brewing industry is so public. Like everyone wants to know the brewer and what they're mm-hmm. doing, and all of our marketing it's through social media. Like to think that you could say that shit and right? not have backlash. I, I, you know what I want to do with this guy? Maybe to help him out? Yeah. I want an IQ test. That'd be great. Because he might be slightly fucking retarded. I think he might be. He might be under the fucking intelligence level. He's on the spectrum. To do something like that is so idiotic. And think that no one, on top of that, it's not like his brewery is in some... I don't want to name which part, but like some part of the country where that might even be more acceptable. Mm-hmm. Well, like maybe a state that voted for Trump, for example. Right. He's in Sacramento, <laughs> California, for God's sake. Yeah. The yeah. liberal mecca of planet Earth. Yeah, pretty much. When Berkeley's too full, everyone goes to Sacramento. <laughs> what was he thinking? So I read about this a little. The investors in the mm-hmm. other restaurant who who uh, surrendered their 9% stake. So they didn't actually invest even monetarily in this guy. He asked for a food collaboration with his tasting room. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're, res- they're successful restaurateurs, and they had been working on this. And he, he couldn't pay them for their expertise to help him develop a menu and all this stuff. Um so they took this ownership. And yeah, as you read, they just were like, fuck this. Yeah. Yeah. Done. We are out of here. And the deal wasn't even finalized. They haven't even established the restaurant in his place. Yeah. It was still even just tentative. Right. Yeah. This well, caused them to back away yes. from even doing it. I think the deal was finalized in the sense that they had been legally given the shares. He just hadn't come. They, they hadn't finished the, the process. Sure. Because yeah. they had to then surrender their shares and just be like, just take them. Just fuck you. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I can't believe I'm done. The guy also just bought like a $100,000 bottling line or canning line or something. Yeah, he started doing it. He, he was actually winning some like awards and getting, he had a name. He had a uh, some sort of uh, movement behind him. He was, he was cresting or whatever. I had never heard of the brewery. Neither I know that. I. Tasty, yeah. had you heard of the brewery? No, I had not. No. That's interesting. And they were in this like expansion phase, mm-hmm. which I'm just saying is even worse for him. He's yeah. even more of an idiot. 
His wife, there's like comments from his wife too, like, he's so sorry. He didn't know what he was doing. Yeah, but then at the same time, they talk, I mean, I don't know if they're talking about their side of the mouth or they're just sticking up for their personal beliefs that they feel like they, it's okay to say that and it's a shame. It's a shame that we got caught. That that you're angry. It's a shame that you're angry. Yeah, it's too bad that you guys can't can't let us, our our right wing, you know, people and policies be, uh, not affect our, our, our business. So somehow it's, it's everybody's fault who who's mad at them, and it's like this person saying, uh, apparently as a business owner, Murphy, apparently as a business owner, I don't get free speech anymore. You do. No one's saying you right. can't say Truth. that. You have to You have to realize yeah. that some people won't like that and won't shop because you said that. So that's yeah. why as a business owner, yeah. fucking shut up. And frankly, right. just like the rest of us, there's always consequences exactly. to free speech. Yeah. So yeah. It's not consequence free speech. Yeah. It's just free speech. Just free speech. Right. You can exactly. say whatever you want. Yeah. But, but you're going to pay the consequences. over there with the, with, the butt, with the key phrase of the night. Look, he's turning it, man. Yeah. What? Turning it. With the sound bite. Yeah. It's yeah. not consequence. Beardy for president, Spanish. 2020. Phrase, shut the fuck up, Beardy. Uh, there was a... Apparently, the tasting room is still kind of doing a brisk business. Uh, Murphy has, really? has... Yeah, Murphy has stepped away, and his wife is now running the brewery operations. Oh, poor um, and then uh, some reporter from the SAC B uh, went there and interviewed a few people. A customer uh, called Lulu, uh, when she was asked her opinion of the situation, says, quote, I was appalled that the leftists... Are going to try to shut down opposing views. Mm, okay. End quote. Okay. So there you go. That's okay. kind of the vibe. Well, it's all about choosing where you want to go drink beer, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. By the way, I want to be clear. I'm okay with leg- legal and non discriminatory right wing views. Sure. I'm yeah, fine with them exists. being expressed. I'm fine. And I would then agree. That, you know, the left can get a little crazy about what we uh, – and I'll give you an example uh, in a second. But um, some, th- those were actually just, you know, saying that all Muslims should be deported and shit. Like, that's, yeah. Not, yeah. The, that's not the left reacting. That's no. like, saying, that's no, like that's, saying, yeah, yeah. You're, 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 you're just fucking, an asshole. Yeah. 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 But, like, here's an example of how, like, the left can react. Everyone's in uh, is uproarious about Uber right, right. now. Yeah. Everybody's deleting their Uber app. Yeah. And um, no one's smashing their iPhones. And I, <laughs> when Tim Cook meets with him, just as often. Well, that's not more. But Uber is even even a, a better example. Um, so, if you don't know, um, Uber's CEO just released a statement. The statement, based, the headlines say this: Uber in line with Trump presidency. Right. Uh, you know, people deleting their app in droves. Mm-hmm. But then when you read the article under the headline, it basically says that the CEO has said, I will work with the Trump administration to make – I'll work with anybody to make transportation better, less emissions, more carpooling, like basically to help his business. Right, he right, basically exactly. has said, I will work with the president I'm given. There, were, there weren't even any statements that were very – uh, affectionate towards Trump or anything. He yeah. just said, I will work with the administration that I'm given to do X, Y, and Z, which are all like the policies of his company. Right. And everyone's kind of freaking out about that. And I'm like, yeah, seems like do you guys... Well, here's what you don't... Yes. Here's what these same people don't realize. 
Uber's a fucking shit company when it comes to the treatment of people, and they yeah, have been since right. their inception. Sure. Also, nothing. They new. have said things that are so much worse than, than I yeah, will yeah. work with what I'm yeah. given. Um, yeah. They have threatened female reporters for exposing them, publicly threatened them. They have, uh, there, there's a lot of uh, evidence of uh, misogyny and sexism, their uh, refusal to do proper background checks. I mean, they are a greedy money-hungry, and frat-boy environment type of company. Well, that's why they're going to work with Trump. And that's been going on. <laughs> but where were all these people when that was happening? Right. In other, I would much rather have seen... And by the way, I use Uber. Mm-hmm. I'll just be honest and say I've always struggled with my choice to use Uber. Because I know they're a shit company, and I do try to care about who I do business with. Mm-hmm. But their technology was so goddamn game-changing and saving money here and there, and, and I thought it was actually good for transportation, that I, I chose to use Uber anyway. Why don't you use Lyft? Um, now they I don't will, do that surge price uh, bullshit. Yeah, I, I've just started to, to, to use Lyft. Yeah. But I guess I'm just saying, in, in defense of how the left can go nuts, mm-hmm. where the fuck was this movement when they were when they were threatening yeah. a reporter's yeah. life? Because it, it wasn't tied That's to such breach. a polarizing, you know, right. static, charged, right. you know, thing. But I, this I, is a problem. This yeah, is yeah. what I'm saying. No, I agree. I yeah. thought everyone was. Always, I thought everyone was pissed because they were trying to break the strike at JFK from the the cabbies or That's something a, like that. They, that's what that's I thought. Another, I didn't know about the other thing. Uh, well, yeah. the other things have been going on for years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's yeah, another that's thing. The yeah. the you know. I'm okay with them disrupting the taxi industry as a whole. Yes. Mm-hmm. The taxi industry is archaic, and this is what I love about Uber's technology. Well, We tolerated like, Uber's right. methods because they were just like, well, you know, that's typically what's going to happen, right? Yeah. It's when Trump got elected president. Everything changed. It, People are they're they're thin-skinned. Their skin got opaque. And I, and I agree. I guess I'm just saying this is where the left, we, we get in trouble. Like, we give yeah. ourselves like, a bad name yeah, because... Being, yeah. Read the fu- read below the headline because yeah, right. I feel like if you read below the headline, what else would a business owner do but no. say I'll work with the administration I'm given? Yeah, well, right. What the Otherwise, fuck are you going to do? He's putting in jeopardy all of his employees yeah. if he's like fuck yeah. the president. No, it's his job. And then this is job. He could lose and his it's, company, like you said. It's Apple's job. It's going to be everybody. Right. No. Anyway, Everyone has I'd, to at least go to a meeting. The point being, if this were a case of that, the left right. just getting jumpy about nothing. I would defend this man, too. Sure. I would defend if he just had Republican views that were being expressed in Sacramento, didn't like it. <laughs> right. I'd be like, yeah. fuck it. He's just talking just like you. But those are some pretty serious things. They're pretty serious things. And now he's That's sitting correct. at home watching fucking soap operas while his wife runs the tasting room, I guess. Yeah. And his machine gets dusty. So Sounds he, like it. So he wins. Yeah. He wins at life. <laughs> and I read that part, and I was like, Justin's going uh, to love that one. <laughs> he, gets to, he gets to hang out at home. And he, he still has a business that's apparently doing not not that bad. Hang on, I'm going to start tweeting right now. <laughs> we'll Shimkey, all you Shimkey's fired. Anybody darker make than your... SRM5, get the fuck out. Yeah. yeah. yeah make yourself poison, we'll make you stay home. Yeah, it's true. You want to learn about the top 25 beers? The, I'm sorry, the yes. top 25 oh, most important mm, American craft beers ever brewed. Ever no? brewed. Ever. I ever. Don't, I don't uh, believe according it. According to... According to... Um, um, this person, foodandwine.com, they reached out to 21 experts from across the American beer scene, not the brewing network. Email. Yeah, for email. sure. Right. Including legendary yeah. brewers like Ken Grossman and Jim Kochk, industry representatives like Julia Herz, and veteran writers like Aaron Goldfarb 
and uh, Joshua Bernstein. Uh, right. Josh has been on the show. Sure. Yep, that's true. I'll go 10, maybe 12. Not all 25. Okay. Um, have you seen this list, Jason? No, okay. Uh, because this, the tw- number 25. I, I, take ex- I take exception with a lot of them. You've seen, you've seen, I've seen this, this list. Number 25 blow, blew me away because I never heard of it. Ithaca Flower Power IPA. Never heard of it. Uh, well, we've had Ithaca on the show years ago. Yep. In fact, he was, well, yeah. he was mad at me because I kept forgetting we had him on the show. <laughs> <laughs> why was it? Why was it listed? And what number is it? Twenty-five. Twenty-five. What, and what does it say? Why are they don't? Say uh, it? Yeah, it just says uh, the modern IPA evolved on the West Coast. Uh, anyway, Ithaca in two thousand four. It's on the East uh, Coast. Jeff O'Neill. Yeah. Uh, it was recognized as one of the first West Coast style IPAs brewed in the Northeast. I see. And I'm like, that puts you on the list of the top twenty-five most important craft beers ever. Right, because you, in the whole U.S. One of, history, the, one of the real Northwest. Yeah. Right. Apparently, Not that region. Coast, that's a good point. Yeah, apparently Did that region makes. can't brew anything that has to take something from another region. They can't make their own thing, and that makes them important now. All right, twenty forty. Okay. Okay. Well, Jeff's a nice man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, good dude. Um, Not his fault. Let's see. Ta- uh, number twenty three. Dogfish head ninety minute. I'll put it on the I'll list. I'll give you that. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I will continue with yeah, that. was a game yeah. changer. I yeah. Get it. yeah. That's on the list. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, number 21, I would fully agree. Um, Anchor Porter. Although mm. I would have moved it kind of farther up the list than number 21. Okay. Come on now. Anchor yeah. got a lot on this list. Anchor got, yeah. Thanks, Warren. As they should. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> Uh, I number one is yeah, thank right. you. Shut the fuck up, Beardy. Right. I didn't spoil uh, that much. Number 19, uh, Widmere Hef. You know what? I would put that on this list. Absolutely. Because it was right? on the store shelves Why? when you couldn't get a Hef. Because they were like one of the first yeah. widely distributed craft beers, and they kind of helped okay. bring that Hefeweizen in style. I mean, ask Pyramid how influential they were. I, well, no, I'm they, asking. Yeah. I wasn't disagreeing. No, no. I'm just saying why. No, no, I know. Yeah. I was just saying, yeah. Not just Hef. They brought craft beer into the fold in a lot yeah, of ways. Yeah, for sure. Did they, that was, a, that's, was and, and still is, by the way, in many ways, the epitome of a gateway beer. Yeah. yeah, I'm actually surprised Henry Weinhardt's made not on this list. Yeah. Oh, that yeah, should have right? been too. Yeah, right. that was changing yeah. in my world. Spoiler yeah. right. yeah. yeah. dude. GDP. Well, that's yeah. true. Yeah, it's true. All right, go on. <laughs> um, number nineteen, Pizza Port uh, Cuvée de Tommy. Pizza Port Lost Abbey Cuvée de Tommy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's kind of like talking about uh, bringing the Belgian style to to the West Coast and whatever. Um, I guess I agree, but to, yeah. to have that over Anchor Porter in the list of, like, important and non-important, right. it, it doesn't seem very, I don't know, seems a little skewed. Well, but that's just the me. only thing, the only trouble I have with that is actually my own ignorance. I don't remember Cuvée de Tommy well enough. I would, a, but from, what so I would do is put... Sour brown, candy sugar raisins, sour cherries, fermentation in bourbon barrels with Brett. Okay. Even, I guess what I meant to say anyway is that I would definitely put Tommy on this list, and and some I don't know which of his beers I would put on this list, right. but something of his beer portfolio belongs on this list. I agree. I just, my I would agree. Lack well, of some memory. Some of these beers I see as like like game changers, like the Anchor Porter, right? Yeah. yeah, like it was a beer that like nobody else was actually making or something like that. So maybe Tommy's, you know, Quivet. Yeah, is kind of like that. He was like that's true. He mm-hmm. kind of mainstreamed. You know, uh, those kind of beers. He Rodenbacht us, basically. He yeah. American Rodenbacht us with that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 17, Anchor Christmas Ale. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> I'm just so not yeah. a fan of that beer, but yeah. Not me so yeah. here's uh, here's uh, here's a quote by what? Greg Hall, who is a former Goose Island brewer uh, who created the Bourbon County Stout. He says they made beer collectible with this beer. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. Yeah. He goes, yeah. I probably right. had 18 years worth in my basement when I moved. <laughs> you know, between that and and Bigfoot. I think those yeah. those right. two beers made beer collectible. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. So it's pretty good, right? Yeah. Um, let's see. Here's another one. Um, Oscar Blues Dale Pale Ale. That's All number right. fifteen. Dale's Pale Ale. Yeah. Because right. of the can, right? Yes. Cans right. and then shipping just a fucking pale ale. I yeah. think this was like the rise Easy of what the double IPA at this yeah. point or right. whatever. You know, way back in the early two thousands or whatever. Yeah. I like that beer too. Yeah. But yeah, that's a game that's a changer. Good point. I remember when right. I first had it. I thought. Wow, something other than an IPA. Yeah. Because yeah. pale ale, it kind of like almost gone away. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's a little high gravity for me. but uh, um, Number 14, Celis uh, White. Celis oh, yeah. White, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that deserves From Pierre Celis. Yep. Yeah. Brought that whole style back. and yep. uh, So that's number 14. I... Yes. They have to be American? Is that is, is, yep, is American. It's distinctly American. Yeah, because this was brewed in uh, Austin. I right, yeah. yeah. He made it yeah, in Texas. He, yeah, yeah, he moved it. Yeah, Texas. no, I remember that. I just was going to say the style didn't really go away. No, but he brought... Well, it, well it, I don't even know if it ever start. really, like, research... I don't, even, right. it, I don't even know if it was here to be brought away, but I think they impacted the entire market. I mean, you know, as this article is saying, Blue Moon copied him. Right. Oh, I and see. Blue Moon, like, yeah. like we know, true. like they tried and failed five. This is their fifth like launch of the brand that's finally sticking now. Right. But there's a ton of people make. I mean, look at Allagash. They're making. They they're whipping yeah. killer. Okay, all right. Uh, number thirteen, New Belgium La Folie. Hmm. Again, awesome. Yeah, right. I agree with this one. Good, widespread sour. But yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah, maybe a consistent, widespread sour. From yeah. a yeah, right. from just, a highly popular brewery at the time, so yes. they had so much street cred. I think with with fans that, of, that of tire, beer, with yeah. Fa- mm-hmm. yeah, that they could they could sell. They were distinctly positioned to sell that type of beer to the masses. Yeah, I think you mm-hmm. know more than any other brewery. So yeah, I, I give them that. Okay, uh, number twelve, my personal favorite, Sierra Nevada Celebration Ale. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Why is that listed as a game changer? They say Celebration has always been sold as a seasonal winter holiday release and not just because nobody knew what to do with an IPA back in the 80s, which is sort of true. I mean, this beer was brewed in the 80s. Oh, okay. They've always been selling it. Well, I don't know if they've always been selling it as an IPA, but it's never really changed. Yeah. It's a fresh hop beer, and I think that brought the fresh hop you know, more to the front of the scene of people using the, you know, fresh hot beers. Um, okay. Oh, yeah. 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 I thought it was I the first know. beer, in my mind, uh-huh. it was the first beer where I actually got spices from the hops. Uh-huh. When I, I remember yeah. when I got it, I go like, oh, I see, it's a Christmas beer. That's why it's so spicy. Oh. I, didn't, I mean, I wasn't used to like, you know, I've been using, you know, like Cascade and stuff like that. These were actually, you know, the Chinook uh, was a lot different. Mm-hmm. I thought. Okay. Could have brought the beer out. That makes sense. Uh, number eleven, Anchor Steam. Yeah, I straight mean, up sure. Anchor Steam beer. I'm, I'm honestly surprised sure. it's that uh, low. Yeah, I figured, yeah I was it's, it's, we're going from from Why bottom no? to top. I know. Right? No, no, right. I'm, I'm, it should be closer should to be one. Oh yeah, I agree. Yes, yeah. that's I, what I was the whole fucking Anchor line should be closer to the top. But no, they're pioneers. Yeah. Uh, number ten, New Albion Ale. Of course. Oh, yeah. Now, yeah, if you don't know the history, look it up. Right. Yeah, for but, sure. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Uh, number nine, Victory Prima Pills. 
Okay. Why did this one get so high? I, they're going to say they're going to say because it saved the pilsner or like brought the pilsner back to you know craft. Yeah, they say while other breweries were competing with pale lagers from the flanks uh, with IPAs and stouts, Victory took the style head on and wound up giving the craft beer movement its signature pills. Uh, I, I mean, I've only ran into Victory Prima Pills uh, maybe a handful of times. It's that's not, because it's only recently on the West Coast. Sure. Yeah, but even and, just in our trails. Yeah, excuse me, on the East Coast and stuff. I don't. You know, I never really saw it. Yeah, no, so we're just not familiar with the beer. Anywhere. Or it's history. Right. I'm a big fan of this beer, actually. I like the brewery, and I like this beer. Yeah. yeah. I, but I don't know that I'd put them on this game changer list. Maybe just that they've stuck it out all these years. Like Maybe. they've been making victory the primo pills for so long. Yeah. And now breweries are all making pilsners, right? Right. So I would almost mm. give them cred just for sticking it out. There you yeah. Go. You know. But yeah, yeah, number nine, I wouldn't give them number nine. I mean, th- yeah, that's this, pretty high. This, on the list. Yeah, is, right. this yeah. is above Anchor Porter. Yeah. I mean, let's well, remember Anchor that. Yeah. And it's Anchor above Steam. Anchor Steam. Yeah. You put this beer above, like, it's a good beer. Fucking insane. But above Anchor Steam? Uh, I don't yeah. Know. So that's, yeah. Okay. Number eight, Three Floyd's Dark Lord. So, like it or not, game changer? This beer is a game changer. If you just. Most important. If you <laughs> oh, just sorry. look at what it did to, like, polarize people and to give them something, like, just the buzz that they created. So, in other words, yeah. it doesn't even matter what's in the bottle. Sure. What they did for like the phenomena of being a fan of a demand. beer and the demand and like they that's a game changing. They thing. invented did, waiting in line for beer. <laughs> yeah, did, so that basically. happened before Pliny the Elder. <laughs> um, I don't. But, you mean Pliny the Younger? Or, and Elder. Uh, yeah. Point, yeah. Did, did that happen before all of the buzz around Russian oh, River? Yes. Oh yeah. Lines? Oh for okay. sure. I'm, I, yeah. Way before okay. that. It did. Yeah. Okay. All right. Number seven. Pliny the Elder. Obvious reasons. Yes. It, right. And yeah. I couldn't agree more. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Most important. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, number six, Anchor Liberty Ale. Ooh. That surprised me that it got that high. above steam. Right. Yeah. 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 Above the other Anchor. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know. Uh, why? First... What's it listed at? Like, why? Uh, number six, uh, it says um, Liberty Ale has made more a more direct impact on America's brews. I fucking hate that word. Yes. Uh, this could be considered the first American IPA, says Hop Leaf Bar owner Michael Roper. Um, introduced in 75, when no other American beer approached the 47 IBU level of bitterness, it acquainted American drinkers to whole cascade hops and to the almost forgotten dry hopping method. The beer turns a lot of heads around and inspired many young brewers to follow a new road. I can't um, argue with that, but, you know. Yeah, it was America's first dry-hopped pale ale, also introducing the Cascade Hop. I would say that New Albion had more of those qualities that affected, the, I guess, the current term of brewers. I wouldn't know. You know, they were like the hoppy pale ale, like, we we can do this craft thing more than... Probably, yeah, probably. I mean, um, well, they opened in 76... Uh, New Albion, and then uh, Liberty Ale was brewed in 75. Mm, so just before. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. 
Okay. According to this article, that those dates mm. may be wrong. I'm only laughing because... This may be alternative facts. Anchor and, and New Albion and, and that history, behind the scenes, it's always kind of a conversation about, like, yeah. mm-hmm. hey, Anchor's been here all along. <laughs> I do yeah. like that they were they did it. They did the hoppy beer one year one before. One year before, man. All right, well, Anchor helped New Albion get going. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. But now it's just interesting how the history books report. Oh, well, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's going to be... Uh, yeah. Well, it's more romantic that the, this, this, this guy set it on his own way out in the fucking middle of nowhere yeah. and didn't make it at all. But people kind of you know call back to that, right? You know, especially because he's a crazy fucker too. He's a crazy like, he's, fucker, in yeah. a fun way, like I, <laughs> yeah. really. But uh, yeah, uh, number five, Hetty Topper. Ugh. <laughs> um, the notion of a beer's reputation preceding itself. Uh, reach unexpected heights with Hetty Topper. It's emblematic of an age of elevated beer geekdom, bottle trades, and the importance of ratings via beer, rate beer, blah, 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 blah. So uh, clearly, um, and, and that's actually, by the way, what I meant about Dark Lord, about the it, it's you know sort of preceding itself, its mm-hmm. image. Anyway, Pliny should be above that, right? I yes. fucking 100% agree. 100% I mean, agree. I know. Now, Hetty Topper yeah. is a big deal on the East Coast, um, but really, Pliny's a big deal on the planet, on planet right. Earth. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, look and, at... And if those are the reasons being discussed, that's what Pliny did. Right. Well, how about it, like significance over time? Like, Pliny was has been a significant... Impact for a long time still is yeah, yeah. oh yeah uh, Henry right. Topper is you know obviously maybe a latecomer right with, with impact so they have their impact right. but it's over a shorter period of time they did I guess and I th- if I have this right I think ended up turning their entire brewery over to that one beer yeah, due out. to it like it sold out all out the back door I mean, so if they're right? just talking yeah I don't know still I mean, it, I'd put them on the list but I'd put them lower yeah, yeah. yes yeah, no, they yeah. to be on the list yeah. well check this one out number four. Allagash White. Yeah, absolutely. But at Above f- Celis White? <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a good like, point. Wait, wait a second. Yeah. Above Anchor's team? So right. they're Above like Pliny after the, the game changed Game Changer? Right, yeah. yes, right. These guys changed the game <laughs> Yeah. Because, even more. Because Celis changed it back in number 11. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Above Pliny the Elder, for God's sakes. Yeah. Well, this one's uh, on tap here. Yeah. <laughs> It's a fucking wonderful beer, definite game yes. changer. So, really, I guess all we're all arguing about is the order, yeah. right? Yeah. To me, it was written by some some uh, writer in the Northeast who's friends with Allagash <laughs> Victory, yeah. at, at the Alchemist, right? And it's like, hey, don't don't worry, yeah, you'll get yeah. on the list yeah. towards the top. All right, we get into the top here. Yep, number three, Goose Island Bourbon County Stout. No, I haven't, had, I haven't had that in a long time, but I liked it when it came out, and I was drinking a lot of it. I, the only thing I can give them is the same thing I gave to New Belgium with La Folie, mm. is that uh, as, since they got bought by Anheuser-Busch, <laughs> the unique position to um, spread that type of beer to the masses, I mm. don't know that it should be this high on the list. So they're yeah. saying... Actually, I don't want them on the list. I, I don't, don't think it belongs on the they're, list. They're, they're saying back in the 90s, it was unusual to barrel-age beer. Uh, Greg Hall, who's okay. the okay. former Goose Island brewmaster, uh, who has created what's considered to be the first whiskey barrel-aged beer, which I believe they said that when they were on the show yeah, before, they, right. yeah. before they blew up. Mm-hmm. So that, if, if okay. that is true... Yeah. And they popularized, you know, not only whiskey barrel aging, but barrel aging beers in general. I, I would definitely give it to them. That's still highly popular. Yes. 
I have to agree. That's fair. Okay. Uh, number two, Boston Lager. Sam Adams Boston Lager. Yeah. No, no, Absolutely. no need to talk about that. And probably one. even right. well positioned on the list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think number one is? Blind pig. Sierra Nevada? <laughs> Just kidding. That wouldn't be a There's bad... There's no such uh, beer, by the way. Nobody yeah. pay attention to the blind I, It's got to be Sierra Pale Ale, right? There's only one beer missing from that whole and list. And if it's so not that Unless beer, it. I can't think of another one that wouldn't make me angry. Because <laughs> <laughs> who else has been more influential than that beer, right? It's certainly influenced my life. Right. If it's not going to be steam... It's, what other beer yeah, would it be? That, exactly. That would be the only other beer I could put up there, right. I guess. You know, there was a beer that was, I'm sure it's, this, it's not number one, it was uh, Pete's Wicked Ale. I thought oh. that had a... That should have been I don't list. even think it made the list. No, Anybody else think of any others that didn't make but the list But a fucking Boar's Head Pale Ale from fucking huh? Henry <laughs> Weinhardt isn't on there? Yeah, that right, Weinhardt yeah. should be on there for sure. Yeah. My God! Uh, see, as an East Coaster, I could easily see Pete's Wicked at the first or second slot. For sure, well, I don't see yeah. why it wouldn't be. Yeah. Was, is Yingling's Lager on there? Because nope. they're the oldest. Uh, they're and, the and, oldest open brewery. Okay, but that they shouldn't be because of that. That just means that they, you know, they that they're smart business people and they've stuck it out. But they didn't stick out uh, taste wise from the rest of the of the beer world. They stuck it out business wise by being the oldest, like privately owned. You know, actually, they're not privately owned anymore. But I don't know if, if Prima Pills is on there. Right. Yingling Lager should be on there just for yeah. for given longevity. Other, well, I'm saying given what else was on the list that also got skipped over. Yeah, there's yeah. no reason Yingling. I did not skip have over a couple things just in 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 sure. know, for brevity. Sake, yeah, but well, unless you skipped over a misplaced Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, that's <laughs> right. got to be number one. <laughs> yeah, uh, it is lower to boom barley wine from. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Sully's <laughs> calling in right now. Thank you. Thank you. To the Academy. <laughs> hey, JP, I just want to thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, no, it is, of course, your Nevada Pale Ale. Okay. Thank God we got that right. <laughs> right. Um, but again, first of all, Ken Grossman was on this fucking panel. That, that makes it okay. seem fishy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it does seem so, fishy. Uh, and the other but, people knew he was on the panel. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, I don't understand. Oh, here's the actual entire panel. Uh, anyway, um, Sam Calgione was on it. Um, I'm trying to pick out names that we would know. Um, yeah, I'll put 90 minutes on there for him. That's it. Uh, Jim Koch was on there. Julia Hurst. Pa- Patrick so Rue was on there. So okay. uh, brew, uh, brewer for Anchor, Scott Ungerman, um, uh, LA Times food guy. This is whatever. I, A I, panel I, of people who are on the list. Right. right. I don't know why Anchor Steam wasn't number one. You, yeah. can't, you can't tell me. Like, they, the Sierra Nevada, was, weren't they uh, encouraged by Anchor Steam in the first place? Like, what the fuck? No. I, I still, they were the granddad. I bet even Ken. I'll tell even you what Ken was probably do. like, you know, Anchor should be one. I would go. See, I don't know about that. Uh, yes, they, they anchor kept, from the West Coast. Anchor kept mm. the dream alive, is what they did. But then Sierra came in and fucking changed the, the the game and made a swath of people around the country yeah. feel like they too can become craft brewers. So my top three would go: Sierra first, yeah, Anchor second, and Sam Adams third. That's what I would have done. Okay. With my top Yeah, I could probably get with that. I think we should do something like that. I think that'd be fun to do. The R list? Yeah. Of most arguing. We need to argue more about things. Yeah. Well, what they did, I guess, is like everyone pulled their things and then everybody, they made a big list and everybody voted and then they just Mm kind of made it in order of votes or whatever. Yeah. That's the most democratic Mm -hmm. thing you can do in that that space. 
Well, since that one's already been done, what what list would we do? <laughs> the top twenty five most overrated <laughs> ingredients, ingredients used in secondary <laughs> fermentation between the thirty fifth parallel. I don't know, man. All right. Well, thank you for the beer news. I do You're like welcome. the idea of a BN list. We should think about this. Oh, um, I, I do have one more uh, very short story. Yeah. Uh, Messiah Nakamura, oh. the arcade entertainment pioneer who pioneered. Pac-Man. Oh yes, I saw has that. Died in the age of ninety-one. He founded the oh, no. the giant gaming company Namco, which for ten years was also the owner of his film company. We love Vietnam. There you go. Sad, sad time. Uh, Pac-Man is the best. Great game. Thank you. All right, let's go to the phones. We've got uh, if they're still here. <laughs> Ron from uh, Syracuse, New York, has a question about hops. Sorry for the wait there, Ron. You called in right as we were starting the news. Are you still there? Yeah, yes, Sam. There you are. Buddy. How are you doing? We're doing well. Thanks for waiting. Um, it looks like you have a question about hops. Yeah, actually, yeah. I, what I do is when I throw my hops in the bag, I put them in the boil. When I pull them out, I put my hot cloves on, I squeeze the shit out of them. No, don't I, do that. You know, I, don't do that. Uh, no, you I, can do please, that. I, 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 is it, you know what? My beers are so bitter. I drink too much, right? Yeah, no. you're going to get tannins and more vegetables. That's uh, not true. Okay, yeah. Yeah. If it beer's uh, not hoppy enough, just give more, use more hops. Don't right. Yep. Don't do that. Don't squeeze them. Don't believe them. I've been listening to you guys for like the next nine years. I'm a mailman. Oh, and great. What I, do is I, play, I, I play your podcast in my, when I'm delivering mail. And some of your commercials are kind of like when you're doing the uh, Adam and Eve. Oh, but, but, but yeah, yeah. The, the people go nuts because I have to turn it down. But you, you guys are phenomenal, and thank you so much for what you do. All right, thanks, brother. Thanks for waiting. We love you. All right, talk to you guys. Cheers. Later. JP, you don't you don't agree with the squeezing is a problem? No, I don't agree with it. It makes it makes no sense whatsoever. It's like if you ever squeeze a, a tea bag, it doesn't it doesn't leach any more tannins. That it it makes no sense. To is me, that, it's more about consistency. Yeah. If you. Uh, Sounds like an experiment. You squeeze, you know, experiment. harder one right. time. Less to, oh, I just see. don't squeeze at all. Then you just, it's just the same every time. Yeah, you don't need yeah. to squeeze. Right. It's You're hot. Don't burn your hand. But to me, it makes to yeah, me it doesn't make hot. any sense. The the, the 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 pellets already broken up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, any tannin of- that you're going to get is is released because of the broken plant matter. You pushing them together isn't going to. It's not going to do anything that the pelletizing uh, you know, sequence hasn't well, already done. I think well, the argument the might be squeezing it is pushing more yeah, more bag. out of the bag that would be retained yeah. by the bag without pressure. Sure, and so yeah. that ends up in the liquid. So generally, yeah. With the gentle it, it, way, it's not that there's nothing there that yeah. wasn't already before. It's just with, with not pressing the bag, you just lift it out. You're taking more out, right. which okay. is better. All right, let's go to Cody in Petaluma. He's got a question about lager fermentation. Cody, what's happening? Hey, nothing much, man. How's it going? First time, long time. That's all right. You sound a little creepy, but it's going all right. You in a cave? Yeah. Or erect. <laughs> yeah. Are you hanging upside down? <laughs> Whose skin are you wearing? Yeah. He's like, hang on, let me get off the dead hooker. Um, you got a question, anyway, Cody? Yeah, um, it's kind of towards tasty. Yeah. Uh, following his lager fermentation loosely. Um, his method, quote unquote. Yeah. Not and uh, been not it, yeah, exactly. Been been hitting the numbers pretty good. Had it at um, was it forty eight or fifty for the first seventy two hours. Um, once I saw you know signs of uh, uh, it starting to ferment and building the croissant, I uh, you know started ramping it up. I guess that was after maybe twenty four hours. Sure. Um, so it's uh, 
five or six days in now, um, in the low 60s by this point. But at one point, it, it dipped back down to the mid-50s, and I noticed a uh, sulfur smell starting to develop. Okay. Um, uh, before, I hadn't noticed any, but, I mean, right now it's back up in the low 60s. And have you experienced, I suppose, when... If there is a temperature fluctuation, what's going to what's going to happen? What can I look? Uh, yeah, well, look lowering the, yeah, any change in temperature is going to stress the yeast, and uh, yeah, exactly. you know, going yeah. down like that, they probably yeah might have. That's when they started to put off the sulfur. But was, raising you back it up, it's going to clean that up. Six hours, six hours, twelve hours at most, and then I get that temperature? the temperature back up. Yeah, yeah I mean, again, they, they they react to temperature changes, and uh, even up okay. or down or whatever. That's why it's nice to have a, even if it's too high or too low, as long as it's consistent. They'll like yeah. they'll find themselves. I was and, I was real bummed too because every it was everything was going fine and then go away for twelve hours and because I'm you know still I don't have a good temperature control I'm just putting it in different places of the garage. You oh, know, that's and a tough it way in. to go. Yeah, yeah it is. That's yeah. a hard way to it's do only, loggers. It's yeah. only five gallons at a time though, so it's a little easier. As a rule uh, in life, just, it's never good to just stick things in random places. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What you know? That's how you end up with feet, hurt right feet. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, Justin, you need to you need to lay off the deli yeah, food. Right. I know. You want right? necrotic feet? Oh, I kind of hope I don't have yeah. the gout. Just just in retrospect, after, after that first few <laughs> days, and you had the good ferment going, and I bet it was halfway to terminal. You did just put it right inside, bring it up to seventy, and then it'd, okay. be, a great, it'd be a great beer. I, one good. thing I haven't done, or I need to, is actually take a gravity reading. So. Can you yeah. save it? Can it be saved once there is sulfur and stuff like uh, that? Yeah, yeah, it'll be all lower yeast. Yeah. So so gas yeah. off. All lager yeast that's, throw off sulfur. Yeah, sure. normal, I, I, that's right? one of the main but questions lager. I always get is, is this supposed to smell like that? Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's pumping out a lot of, lot of, lot of sulfur. Some yeast but more than you, others. Yeah, but if you've gotten it's too the, uh, much of it, can it be purged? No, it'll, in, it'll, it'll eventually it'll, go it'll away. It'll go away. Okay. You smell it. It'll stop. It won't, you won't be smelling it near the end and then uh, during the, during the you know, letting it sit cold. Right, it, it'll all go away. But that's one of the main questions I always get when people start <laughs> starting with loggers. Yeah, because it, it just blasts all this lot of sulfur out of there, and it freaks people out. Right, I like sulfur. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how's my how's my uh, how's the quality of my uh, call? By the way, just wondering. Sounds like on a landline. Uh, it's not bad actually. It's better than our last I was, call. I was going to say I'm a, I'm a fan of a Bay Area program uh, uh over the edge about uh here in on kpfa if anyone uh, only in the bay area you might guys might know but this guy's all about having people call into his radio program you're free to uh, call in you said your landline is solid <laughs> yeah no yeah <laughs> anyway all right hey thanks for the call cody right, one more one more i had a question yeah. on uh dry hop cider if anyone's messed around with that Hops and cider? No. Beardy, I mean, hey, you have, haven't you? She says those are uh, I haven't shoved hops and cider, no. Oh, yeah. shit, I just hung up on Cody. Damn. Oh, well. Sorry, Cody. Uh, no. I, I've, I've had a number of dry hop ciders. Yes. They're great. If they're done right, they're re- like Thin yeah. River has a fucking amazing dry hop cider. I've never done it, but it's it, it's good. Yeah. I, I think we I've serve that here. I've consumed them, but I haven't made one. All yeah. right. Sorry, Cody. Give it a shot. Uh, I did that because I was answering another call. I don't have Bevo here. She's out getting us food. Caller, you're on the air. Who are we talking to? Hey, Justin. It's uh, Stephen calling. How you doing, bud? I'm doing all right. Did I you did... throw your phone five feet away and then <laughs> yeah. stay where you were? Or he fell, o- yeah. Yeah, he fell over <laughs> yeah. and the phone kept going. Yeah, your phone's in your trash can and, and you're talking into it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't catch oh. the, I didn't catch the name. Well, here, let me fix this. There oh, we go. Wow. Thank you. Wow. It's, 
It's it's the Stu. Hey, Stu. There you go. How are you, buddy? Hey, Justin. By the way, you probably have gout. It sounds like gout. <laughs> God, I, mean. I hope not. <laughs> Tell me it's not it gout. It really does. Char- charcuterie, I imagine you ate a lot of hot dogs in your youth. Uh, yeah. A lot of high... Um, I did. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I just imagine. It sounds... I mean, have they tested you for uric acid? I don't know. Blood? I don't know what she tested me for. Did you pee in a bottle? Uh, you don't, I did you don't not look pee. At your blood results? I, I just took the really? test. I just took the test on Friday. I don't. I don't have them yet. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh. So and and well, I don't. They did do a screening. Um, God damn! I really hope it's not that because then I'd rather not be responsible for my health. Right? Like that means all <laughs> I have to do. Not. All I have to do is uh, stop. You this. don't want to be a behavioral so thing. You want to be like, yeah. yeah. Literally, no one in this room is surprised by that statement. <laughs> <laughs> gout, gout is not that bad. Really? It, it really isn't. What about yeah, the drinking really, though, can, with the beer and the stuff? Yeah, well, once you get once you get the gout under control and the crystals break up in your feet, and you go to maybe a little physical therapy or something like that. Yeah. Um, you can start drinking again as long as you keep your diet tight. Okay. So never I mean, again. I don't, I don't see why go. you couldn't. And by yeah, diet tight, do you mean do am I like acid build up. am I cutting out charcuterie altogether? Your white oh, trash diet has Absolutely. to go away. I have to cut it out altogether. I don't think I can do that. I think Absolutely. I'd, I'd rather be in pain. It's going to be more like oatmeal all the time. The pain, <laughs> the, the pain it would cause me to never eat charcuterie again is more than, than the pain yeah. in my feet. <laughs> uh, hey, you guys want to hear something funny? Yeah. I called in to uh, bitch out JP, and I ran out of propane as the phone was ringing while I was brewing. Terrible. Yeah. Uh. So now you're, now, you're, now you're stuck? This was tonight? Yeah, this is right now on oh. the phone. I'm spraying down aluminum to uh, cover my lid and chill down my beer. See, that's what you get for trying to fuck with me, dude. <laughs> Can't fuck with yeah, the gym. Hey, JP, by the way, that's actually why I called in. Fuck you, man. Um, <laughs> you right. have not responded to my email after three years to get on Dr. Homebrew. I emailed like in the first year you guys were on. It's probably true. Actually, that's probably yeah, was, no, was that the last email true. you sent? Because you probably should send another one. Yeah, I think even JP would admit that the I first year was a little one. chaotic. Actually, I sent another one just uh, about three weeks ago or two oh. weeks ago when JP was doing Doctor Homebrew live, and I messaged him, "Hey, just sent my email. Fucking okay. respond." <laughs> and that's not yet. That has not happened. Okay. I mean, what do you what do you what do you need from me? Because apparently, I haven't seen it twice. It sounds like a response. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. So, what do you need? Like, what do you what do you what do you need from me? A, I mean, a, a response. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's other than other than my calling, no. Simple email back. Hey, okay. How about no? Oh no. Yeah, no. I don't want you You're on the show get anymore. Again. I don't want yeah. you on the show anymore. Uh, that's okay. Sounds like you never did. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't know. I, I mean, I reply to every email. Sometimes it takes me a little bit, but uh, if I haven't seen it, I can't uh, reply to it. So I apologize. Did you sign off Try as, again? As, as the stew? Right. Yeah. No. 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 I put my address, my name. See, he doesn't even everything. know. What he did. I, I went down to Eagle Rock Homebrew and talked to JP right there with Pushy Jack oh. next to him. I've never been there. And I was like. <laughs> Oh, fuck you. <laughs> I don't know who you are. Dude, wait, wait, let me, should I get more specific? I brought you a peach uh, kettle soured um, beer. Oh, yeah, that and thing you was, said it was fucking all right. terrible. Oh, 
Yeah, thank you. First Tuesday, the way. Like, like, when, like when I, whenever I use like pledge or I'm doing housework and I get some a little bit oh, in my mouth, yeah. it tastes like That's that. What you think of? Peach pledge. Yeah. Oh my God! Thanks, man. Now, what is you your know, what is your like real no, what is your non-internet name? Are you gonna check your email right yeah, now? Yeah, I'm checking right now. What's your like? What's your given H2, name? You got a beer question? <laughs> Uh, no, oh. I don't taste these. I'm what, sorry. What? Other than uh, how do I get propane out of thin air? Okay, if you don't um, want, no if you don't want, yeah. if you don't want to be on the show, then what's your Christian if you want to, name? If you want to talk to Tasty, then fucking call him and yell at him for not putting putting you on his show. But if I'm trying to talk to you now, I'm trying to talk to you now. What is your name? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? I can't speak I any slower. I'm gonna. No, he's I'm asking you Richard. again, you fucking idiot. Richard. It's the first. It's the first time we get saying it over and over. Richard. It's the first time we get calls in weeks, and what happens? We berate them. There you go. I think JP has ear cancer. (laughs) Which cancer? I don't have anything from Richard. Sorry, buddy. Rich Dick. Let me go. Dick. Send it to JP at the Brewing Network. Resend it. Did you put the dot com afterwards in your spam folder? Yeah, Did you check your spam folder? Absolutely. Hey, I only know the information you give me. If you don't tell me you put the dot com afterwards, I can't just assume that you're bright. You ran out of propane, you idiot. Yeah. Do I sound retarded? Yeah, kind of. No, you ran Actually, out of propane. You really? sound very fuzzy. Oh. Did you uh, send it to Twitter? Bad. It's like a customer service call. It's like a no, bad no. customer service. I'm going to be in fucking Comcast. Right can, you do, can you do it in Indian customer service? <laughs> oh, you didn't hear back? I don't know. Fuck you. Fuck off. What do you uh, want from me? Okay. We could have started with a, what was the email? and the, No. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's had, it's okay. I still love you guys. Yeah, I'm service. happy to call in. I'm glad you're still there, Justin. Hey, thanks to Stu. I appreciate it. I do hope you're wrong about the gout, but thank you for your input, brother. Yeah, I hope you get better, and uh, hopefully JP responds eventually. All right, I'll keep, yeah, yeah, keep emailing them okay. nonstop. Yeah. After this phone call, you you better believe the first thing I'm going to do is email you back. There we go. Yeah, thanks, dude. Yeah, hopefully a dick pic. All right, All right. bye guys. Later. All right. All right. Oh, Ron's back. Oh, oh, Ron. Oh, yeah. Did we answer? What was this last question? The hop cider. Hop cider. We answered it. He didn't know that we answered it, though. He wanted, well, to, he he wanted to dry hop Well, we can go back to Cody, but I think we already... I th- Cody, I think we answered you. I just... I accidentally... No, no, no it was uh, a... Di- yeah, yeah, no, it's all good. It wasn't the cider. Don't worry about it, hanging up. Um, actually, it was towards Tasty again. Um, I've enrolled in this uh, Sonoma State craft beer appreciation class, and I'd seen your name on a list of past speakers. I was wondering yeah. if you... Uh, are you going to... You think you'll be making it this year? For, no, uh, no, they don't, they don't ask me this time. I just uh, dropped my name like I'm a. I'm gonna be on there. <laughs> yeah. Then they have some local I, home brewer give the talk. I was excited. Anyway, yeah, I think they're having the. Uh, when you go to that uh, class, tell her Linda I'm pissed off that she never had me come back. I will. I'll okay, get, I'll, I will. Right. She said she was gonna try to get us a, a pour of Planny the Younger in class too. We'll see how that goes. She talks big. <laughs> Tasty's yeah. taking uh, uh, reach out lessons from Rich uh, from the stew. <laughs> Tell her to fucking suck it because she hasn't done the thing that I want her to do. I'll do some. I'll do some outreach. Got, I'm in this customer service mood. That's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I do some outreach for me. I appreciate. It. I haven't heard from you. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck yeah. off. Yeah, tell her my butt hurt, like sad kind of thing. I would have, I would, yeah, I will. I'll, I'll make sure to get uh, get her to get you on. Yeah, get it on. But right. I think <laughs> I'm saying, yeah, no, <laughs> I think they're having someone from the homebrew shop uh, who yeah. worked at the beverage people. Yeah, which makes talk, sense. So. Is, yeah. yeah, I did it here before. Something. Is that what you did? Yeah. Uh, homebrew, homebrew centered yeah. talk. Yeah, me and Jamie. Oh man, 
Oh, really? I would have loved to hear that. Yeah, it was a great, well, show. It was a great time. Finally, I guess after this class, I will be certified to appreciate your show that much more. Oh, oh there we right go. Right now, I'm just, I'm just some schlub listening. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> no, just like us. Yeah. yeah. All well, right, thanks, Cody. Peace out, man. Cheers, I will uh, hope. talk to you later. All right. Why can't I get rid of him? Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> You give out the the, the phone creeping, number, they're going to... creeping me out. <laughs> and then so nice. He's like, I swear to God, right now he's sawing a body in half. Oh, yeah. Probably. As he's asking questions. Right. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm about to get certified. <laughs> he's cutting into a femur. Yeah. He's, like, uh-huh. he's like waiting for the, the acid buildup in his muscles to yeah. go. He's, oh. yeah. We haven't had calls in two years, and the first call we get we can't understand, and then we get Creeper McCreeperson. Right, yeah. And then the third one, JP berates. <laughs> I heard that. Yeah, that guy deserved it. So, all right, well. Do I sound like a retard? I guess we can wait another six months for phone calls. (laughs) That was 2017. Yeah. I'm afraid to call in now. Uh, I swear to God, I'm about to cancel at least half of our phone lines because they cost us a lot of money. We got like four of them, and we we don't ever do games like where we need four people and shit anymore. Right. And then the phones blow up tonight. But you can. (laughs) the same two people. And then they'll be silent again. Yeah, it happens. the next time. Does anybody check the uh, Drunk of the Week voicemail? Did we still do that? (laughs) I do. It's Uh, full. We haven't gotten anything good. Yeah. I I have gotten a couple. Okay. Um, But, yeah. What's the phone number? Do you remember it? That's probably not getting called. Mm. You should probably cancel it. Something DOTW. Yeah, but it's like I feel like it's like eight five five ball four D O T I don't fucking know. Like I'll that. figure it out. It's not, it's some Vandy license plate. <laughs> set myself a reminder right now. Fine. People people uh, remind you to take care of that. Okay. Um yeah. Hey, you know, Valentine's Day is coming up. That's oh, yeah. true. Oh, true and correct facts. Yay. Well, you can make this Valentine's Day one that you'll both never forget. I'm talking about you and the stew. Oh, I love it. Uh, Already. You'll Great. never forget. Yeah. With this amazing offer from AdamandEve.com. All right. Through Valentine's Day, which is February 14th, I believe. Yes. I don't, I don't celebrate Valentine's Day. <laughs> I don't celebrate it. I know it exists. It's though. a Tuesday, in case you weren't wondering. Let me tell you, a little advice for those of you who are not hitched yet. Right. Just start from the beginning that you don't do anniversaries and you don't do yep. Valentine's. That's, That's what I did. One there. thing I did right. Now, yep. when you get married, <laughs> then you, you know if you have to do it. You an do the anniversary, right, the birthday, and then the but, Christmas. But Other before, than that, yeah, you know, but the Valentine's just nope. don't do it. Huh. Just say, look, we're both going to be disappointed. Yeah. All right, this is what's going to happen. <laughs> I'm going to go buy you some shitty fucking thing. You're going to be disappointed. You're not going to swallow. I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> if we start down this road, everybody, it just ends in this in Valentine's Day disappointment. Yeah. So here's what we're going to do. We're not going to do it. No. If I don't love you enough, the other 364 days of the year. <laughs> One less blowjob. Oh. No, that's a dangerous door because then the answer is, actually, you don't love me enough the other 364 <laughs> days. And here's a laundry list of right. reasons yeah. why. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That's a dangerous door. Good to know that early. Then the answer is, re- okay, fine. So <laughs> is so. the one day going to make up for my <laughs> shitty 364 days? No. Yes. When I buy you some fucking $7 flowers and a card that somebody else wrote. And, and some, some waxy ass chocolates. Yeah. <laughs> it's a start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can work from there. <laughs> uh, at least it gets you thinking about me. <laughs> 
Wow, that sounds like a real statement. Uh, <laughs> it sounds a lot like my house. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, okay. All However, right. if you do celebrate Valentine's <laughs> Day, uh, through Valentine's or Day, if you want to start, uh, you'll receive fifty percent off just about any item. Go to AdamandEve.com and you'll find over eighteen thousand adult entertainment products, including toys, lingerie, and a seeming, seemingly endless selection of adult DVDs. And there's more. With every order, you're going to receive our romance kit for free. Nice. What? Yeah. The romance kit includes a toy for him, a special massager for her, and a little something you'll both enjoy, plus a free adult DVD to put you in the mood. Because that's another thing. Like, with the pressure of the Valentine's Day, and you go out, and you, and you get back, yeah. you, you're just fucking tired. Tired, you fool. Yeah, you gotta, done. Gotta put on that DVD right. of like three hours right. at Chili's. You, know? you, got your yeah. wheel, you got your Hot Wheels from Adam and Eve. But you put the DVD on, now you're in good shape. Did anybody else catch Boner that Doc City. just said the DVD of anal? <laughs> I did, yes. Yeah, well, we all knew. What do you yeah. Yeah. We were right. like, yeah, of course that's yeah, right. What else is going to be on the DVD? I'm, so, I'm sorry, my mistake. When you're tired <laughs> and you need a boner, you put on the anal DVD. Oh, yeah. That be starts boner. things going. Yeah. <laughs> There's literally nothing I want to see less than that. <laughs> well, you're not the one who needs to get a boner. You're not so. wrong. <laughs> uh, but we but don't know for sure. That's not all. Uh, they're also going to throw in free shipping on your entire order. So just go to AdamEve.com today uh, for this special Valentine's Day offer. You'll get 50% off one item, the free romance kit, free shipping, and a DVD. Just use coupon code BNARMY during checkout. B-N-A-R-M-Y. And support Adam and Eve. They've been good to us. And you don't have to go to that creepy store anymore. <laughs> All right. Shall we finish up our Twitter game? Yes. What was it? Uh, well, I want to know that if you were going to build a wall, an actual wall, what would it be around and why? There's a lot of wall talk in the news lately. I don't know why. I don't really read the news. But yeah, yeah. I know there's you people. You read the headlines. Now. I read the headlines. There's there's walls being yeah. hap- happening here. And, and yeah. you know, I, I, for one, am, am, have an opinion on it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Ian Hay says uh, you should build a wall around the entire northeast then he says, hashtag make IPAs clear again. <laughs> okay. I agree. Uh, Brian says, uh, you should build one around the pale ale taps at the Hop Grenade, only allowing people in to replace them with another pale ale. <laughs> uh, I might build that wall. <laughs> uh, someone called Conrad says, all the archives of lunch meat, so he never has to complain about having to record another episode. Yeah. Which we have two more to do, by the way. That's true. I did post the last one, right? I don't know. I think I did. I don't, I don't listen to it. I think it's there. <laughs> I, I experienced it once already. Uh, Phil Howard says, Justin wants to build a wall around the studio to keep himself out. That way he has no choice but, <laughs> but to surrender hosting to JP permanently. Okay. I think neither of us want that. Uh, Graham, Grammy, 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 Graham, G-R-A-E-M-E. Whatever. Uh, around his feet. Your wall will be built around your feet so you can soak them in your favorite cloudy IPA. God, what if I have gout? I'm so worried about that. You might. She didn't mention what that. What if it's worse? Things. Right. Why did she go from that- fucking diabetes to HIV and never mention gout? Um, I, I don't know. A less is more kind of thing, or more is more is more. Maybe you're right. Maybe she is a shitty doctor. <laughs> well, there's probably other symptoms of gout. Like I think you have like enlarged knuckles and uh, you got kind of big knuckles. Like, big dude. toe hurts a lot when you have gout. No, my toes are fine. I think, uh, yeah, you have a baby. general more yeah general thing. Charcuterie is probably harder for you to give up than beer. 
Yeah, that's what I'm or saying. Cigarettes. Yeah. I mean, they're or right there. They're, <laughs> they're all right there. <laughs> it's a very close. Uh, yeah. It's a trifecta. Yeah. They'd all be worth 50 points on a dartboard. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Maybe you're going to your therapist for your fee problem. Maybe you're mixing doctors. Oh. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Hmm. She's just trying to placate you. She's like, I'm fucking no. You're crazy. You're fucking nuts. Yeah. yeah. yeah you're, you're, you've you're, been talking to Kate the Great this whole time. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't you're, even have feet. What are you talking about? <laughs> I haven't walked in a week. <laughs> All right. Carry on. Uh, Tristan McCoy says uh, you should build a wall around his calendar year, keeping out anything that looks like work and not like <laughs> vacation. Okay. <laughs> And last but not least, Jeff Gralnick says a wall must be built around Chechnya mm-hmm. to keep culture in with plenty of glory holes to let culture out. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, too. Yeah. I got to vote for a wall around my calendar. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Work. yeah. let's do it. Man, that right. was, this let's is, do it. Yeah. If that I was, was Tristan. If, I was if, Trump, if there was the a wall in Chechnya, he's already doing that, that. Would be the purpose yeah. for it. Glory holes, right? Yes. And yeah, yeah. Culture, culture leaving. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was there great. is no glory. Yeah. I'm thinking about ordering a Russian bride. What do you think? Good idea, bad order idea. Two. Get two. Get get two. Not Chechnya. Two. two. Why? In case one fails, or just because you can have two? Well, it's just more like for your why not? You can have two. Have two. And it's probably affordable to have two. I would have to surrender our friendship. You would? Well, yes. The, the, more, the more dependence you have, the fewer taxes yeah, you have. Man, the job's open. Give them a offered. chance. Don't be a racist. They can be nice girls that don't speak English. I feel like for a guy who doesn't like work, you sure take on a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's a lot of work. That's true, man. Unpaid work. Like, I take on I... unpaid work, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just stop it. No. Yeah. Train wreck. How many Valentines do you not want to celebrate? All of them. But I want to celebrate, I want to not celebrate them with a Russian bride. Yeah. Does oh. Does Russia celebrate? Does Russia even know about Valentine's Day? There are no holidays uh, in Russia. <laughs> <laughs> I in mean, Chechnya, we have no holiday. Yeah, they are happy the sun came up. Yeah. <laughs> holiday is waking up this morning. Yeah. Thank you, God. And breathing. <laughs> we do sometimes celebrate anniversary of single rock in village. <laughs> it's yeah. still here. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't move. It likes it here. <laughs> oh, thank you, Rock. You stayed. <laughs> Not like rest of family. Yeah. <laughs> and land rights. <laughs> uh, in Chechnya, every hole is glorious. Because <laughs> there are no holes. Yeah. <laughs> it's escape to freedom. It's escape. <laughs> but it's very tiny. Cannot fit Chechnyan head through. In holes, we hide from bomb. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so calendar year, that's our winner. Thank you for that one. <laughs> protect head from boom. <laughs> whole uh, Chechnyan hole. <laughs> Land is gift in Chechnya. We hide from bomb. In 1800, we had Estonian build hole. Not as good. Not as good. <laughs> yeah. And they left with only ox we had. <laughs> Again. Again. <laughs> We've just got new ox, more like miniature pony, but it works. Okay. I think we're done. I think we're done. I think I did all the things. I think you may have done all of them. 
Next week, we've got the OC mashups and yes. and Barley Forge on the show. What is this about? It's a homebrew club in SoCal that partners with a brewery okay. in SoCal. And oh. so they're just kind of, they're not, they're going beyond the, um, and I didn't read the notes, but they're going beyond like the collaboration <laughs> thing. And they're actually just like working on recipes actively and just trying to create this culture of homebrewing mixed with craft brewing or integrated uh, down in, in, in the old OC there. Okay. Oh, yeah. Check it out. It'll be a good time. All right, so that's next Monday right here on this program. All right, thanks to Jester King. I do appreciate your time. Yes. Um, and, I, yeah, I'm such a big fan of that brewery. It's cool Let's to have them go out. do something there. It was nice. To, yeah, um, yeah, we should. We South should, by's coming up. Do that. Yeah, when is that? Oh, that's uh, soon. March, or first part of March. March, huh? It is ripe for an RV trip to Texas. That's a good trip. Yeah. How many days is that? Lots of I think we have a three-day trip. Three days. Three days. Yeah. Good, little, good little drive. Yeah. 1,500 miles. Can hit up a couple spots on the way. Yeah, 500 miles a day. What is that? In, well, in the RV, it's like in nine the, hours. Right. But Yeah, that's all day. But it's fine. You sleep in the back. Yeah. Fucking jerk it. Doesn't yeah. even matter. No. <laughs> Why were you so <laughs> aggressive? <laughs> you fucking jerk it. <laughs> fucking, you just fucking, fucking jerk it. You ever take a, I took a shower one time while we were going, going down the road in the RV. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> Soap in your eyes. <laughs> I would like fall out uh, the thing. Yeah, right. Can you imagine oh, just rolling out? He came out all bruised. Had my wife drive. Oh man, I'm gonna take a shower and I did. Wow, that was weird. You just that needed a weird. shower. Sometimes I just yeah, need me. to take a fucking shower. You know, there's a seat in there for a reason. Yeah, don't oh, really? stand up. Oh, not in the no, oh, no, no, not not wagon. Oh, no. You, no, you could barely stand up in the damn thing. That's really small. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. That's what <laughs> You're always hunched over. I have to like prop my my myself up with my head, just lean against the thing because you <laughs> just to <laughs> put your elbows out. <laughs> yeah, pain in the ass, man. It's true. Anyway, all right, I gotta go treat my right. gout. Road tips: <laughs> eating pizza. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. dinner yeah. night. Yeah. I'm gonna go smoke a cigarette first, though. Yeah. All right, gotta JP. love them cigarettes. Get us out of here, will you? All right. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. Thanks to Jester King for sending us someone else's beer to drink. You can find out more about them over at jesterkingbrewery.com. Merge your love of Disneyland with your lack of engaging podcasts and go to earsuppodcast.com as JP, Terrence, Bevo, and Taryn talk about all things Disney. Go check out Moscow's Hop Cartoons over at hoplifestore.com. Get on Twitter for some good beer insight and homebrew info. Follow Nate Smith at Nathan Homebrew, Mike McDowell at Tasty McDee, JP at Major Jip, and Warren is stuck in cyberspace over at Another Beardy. Today's show is produced by Bev, and your host has been Justin Crossley. Be sure to find the Beer Network on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Sky and wind.